Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the lion's den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. The Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com. Fly Racing. Coming at you. It's a Tuesday edition of the Pulp Mech Show. Tuesday. We were traveling back from the Motocross the Nations from Holland yesterday. And uh, so, yeah, we're doing it today. Uh, we're uh, hanging out here. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. We're going to have a good show. Really looking forward to uh, some good guests. Uh, lots to talk about when it comes to Motocross the Nations. Uh, Zach Osborne will be on, member of Team USA. Zach Osborne will be on the show. Looking forward to that. Paul Malin is uh, going to – we have an interview with Paul Malin coming up right after the race that I did. He's, of course, former winner of the event as well as um, as well as the uh, – uh, commentator, TV commentator. So Paul Malin will be uh, will be doing an interview with us. Michael Antonovich will be on. Swap Moto Live's Michael Antonovich. He will come on to uh, talk about what he saw, what he witnessed, what he found uh, in Holland. Uh, and we're also going to call Hammer, Jeremy Malott from Red Bull. Uh, straight Rhythm this week. So does Nations is in the mirror. Straight Rhythm this weekend. And we're on, we're on, we're on. We're going. So uh, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Pulpamexshow.com. Sponsor deals on the website there to get all the codes and everything else. This is show number 401. Finally got the studio cleaned up after 400. Had to get rid of all the beer cans. We're still finding them uh, all night, all uh, all week long. So, hey, if you're going to go to Amazon, there's an Amazon widget on pulpmex.com. Click on that. Takes you to Amazon. We get a small slice of all of that, and that's awesome. It'll really help us out. Uh, Patreon as well. We've got some prizes going up, to the, some gifts, I should say. Going up to some certain Patreon users real soon. The Pulp Mex app as well. You can get the show on Stitcher. Uh, you can get on pulpmexshow.com and uh, and all of that. 702-586-PULP is the number to call to talk designations. Talk straight rhythm if you want. Whatever is whatever's on your mind, go ahead. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Fuck you. Whatever you want to talk about. We can do it, man. Um, so like I said, Osborne, Anton, Malin. Um, a lot all on the show tonight. Uh, I, I didn't think we had an in-studio guest, but I forgot. I was jet-lagged. I was whatever it was, still drying myself out from the Disnations that I had arranged to have this man in studio uh, last week. And, and and so he hit me up today, and I was like, oh, yeah, shit, let's bring him in. One of the best mechanics in the sport, winningest mechanics in the sport as well. Skip Norfolk, what's up, buddy? How are you? I'm doing good. It's always good to be back on the show. Thanks for coming in, man. Appreciate it. I'm just I I wasn't going to come in after you said you forgot me. I'm I, like, I oh, know. Man, what a what's dick. up with that? Oh, you know how it is. You're on Holland. I'm jet lagged. I can't. I don't know what time it is. I don't know what day it is. I should have put a note in my phone to say you were coming in. But yeah, well, welcome. Uh, I got a lot of questions for you. Uh, we want to talk about your deal that you guys were doing a club MX and everything else this past year. Canadian Nationals. We want to talk about next year. What you want to do? What you got going on? Got to get the Disnation stuff because you're, you're a former guy or you've been there as a team member many times, won there. How many? Man, honestly, I want to say we were there th- three times. 96, you won. 90, well, 96 you would have won, but then you went with Cowie? No, I, I remember with, just two stick out. New okay. Schwein, um, uh Austria. Yep. We'll talk oh, to, yeah, uh, 93. And then yeah. um, Jerez. That's right, ninety three, ninety six. Yeah, those are the two that I y'all never forget. Those right, two of them. absolutely. So we got lots to talk about when it comes to you. 
Uh, don't forget, support our guys. We got a really uh, good show. We had 400, of course, a couple weeks ago. And uh, so because of that, a few of our guys, a few of our partners stepped up big time. We're going to give that away tonight. We got a set of Michelin Star Cross 5 tires to give away. We got a whole race tech suspension rebuild. That's worth a lot of money to rebuild your suspension. Absolutely. We're giving that away. EVS is giving away a set of braces as well. So thanks to those companies. We'll do the draw later tonight. Got all the entries from the last couple of weeks. So we got that going on. Of course, Jason Thomas will join us as well. Uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Vortex Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Roost MX, X-Brand Goggles, Choice of Champions Everywhere, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, Pro Filter, Firepower Batteries and Chains, EVS Sports, Vertex Pistons, all on board with us. And again, a lot of these guys have codes, so you can save. Passed on the Works Connection code the other day to a listener. It's Pulpamex20. Uh, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, OGO Power Sports, Get Data, Guts Racing, WUSA, LA Honda World, Ride Engineering, Eagle Grit, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Intense Bicycles and Works Chassis Labs are all on board with us tonight. And uh, so it's great to have those guys on board. And again, use the code, save some money. Listening to the show will actually, uh, yeah, will actually help you save some money. So um, thanks to all the guys that, that help us out. And thanks to you people for putting up with us while we read those things so we can do the support the show. It wasn't cheap to have 400 in there, by the way. Um, <laughs> taking your calls, holding things down over there in the corner. Hopefully getting out with me this week to uh, go dirt bike ride. The Chavis Marks. Marks dog. The Netherlands just really brought it out in you, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, I'm delirious yeah, from jet lag at this point. Yeah. Uh, so what's the word on 400? Uh, I think overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. A lot of people, I mean, RV was obviously on one. Yeah. Lots of comments on that. Uh, he did earn that nickname Villatitos. <laughs> oh, he did. Okay. <clears throat> yep. Uh, um, but yeah, people liked it. People people thought it was good. Our buddy Swiss pulled that drop from Jake late in the show. We put it on Twitter where he can't even speak. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we had Cien Cirillo, Nick Way, Villapoto, and Weimer for the <laughs> 400. And there were a lot of a lot drinks of, flowing. Oh, AC and Nick were fine. The other two, not so much. So Depends uh, on who you ask. Yeah. Depends <laughs> on, yeah. If you ask them, they were good. <laughs> right. Yeah. They were good. Ah, uh, it was fun though. It was it was a blast. It was a blast. Thanks it to those guys for coming up, man. That was pretty cool. Four hundred shows. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. So, uh, what else, Mark? Anything else? You going riding this week? Are we, are we hopefully, out? yeah, are we, hopefully. Bring the CRF out. Yeah, right. it's been it's been a little bit, but uh, I'll probably just be mad about my fitness again. There's a new track. New tracks at uh, at Western now. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh sweet. With some renovations. So. All right. Yeah. yeah. Just make sure you guys don't run out of talent. Oh, that's 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 already. Done. That's pretty much every yeah, time I ride. Yeah, don't worry but about it. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, all right, seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Give us a call. Welcome everybody on Facebook Live on Racer X. What's up, Skip? There's the camera. Uh, thanks everybody for watching. Appreciate that. Um, well, Skip, I was there in Holland, eight Look, in a row for Team USA. Looked wet. Wasn't good. It was a miserable day. Seriously, like I don't I don't want to complain. I, I do a lot of that, but. Like, cold, whatever, rain, whatever, wind, whatever. But when you add them all up, not fun. Like, I was under a tarp watching the motos above the, 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 in the skybox above right. the start line, and the rain was coming in from the sides. <laughs> like, my, my hands were so cold, I could barely type my, my tweets. And at some point, I told Wygant, hey, you have to tweet from Racer X because I can't feel my fingers. Seriously. It was that bad. Wow. Yeah. And uh, wet, sandy. Look, the USA was going to be in tough to win when it was dry. But you know that's that's it's a tough event lately. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I mean, those guys are 
There's a lot of guys that know how to ride dirt bikes in the world. Nowadays. Yeah, no, not not a 96 in Spain when you guys are jumping things that nobody else is, right? Yep, and you're, you're just dominating, yep. right? Like, yep. those days are over, man. I, I, yes, they are. They, uh, those guys that do it now, I mean, they have, they can scrub, they can jump, like, all of it. Like, I, I, I go, I've gone, told the story a few times, but in 09, I went to Germany for the GP, and this is Coppins. Uh, this is, um, uh, uh, Caroli, of course. He was he was the man back then. But I'm trying to think of some older guys. Leoc was still there. But in the MX2 class, it was Roxon, it was Muscan, it was um, uh, uh, Ferrandis. And you watch these guys, and the, the, the dichotomy between the two classes was amazing. Yep. 450 guys were sitting down, kind of doing whatever. 250 guys come out and they are scrubbing and they're attacking and it looked like I wrote at the time I'm like it looked like a US national that they were all over the place all over the bikes aggressive like crazy and then you watch the 50 class and it was just kind of hey everybody let's get settled you know now it's it I mean that's kind of I think that's what I recall back you know going back in yeah. those days was the racing was we raced differently nowadays it's I mean those guys are all great yeah no there's a lot of them I mean that. That's, yeah. yeah, it's not like there's one or two here or there. There's some guys that know how to ride dirt bikes. Yeah, there really is. Um, yeah, it's a bummer about so, Justin. That I think yeah. that may have taken some wind out of some sails. But what's the worst thing to happen early in a mud race? You crash. <laughs> and then what's the worst thing to happen at this nation? You crash into your teammate. <laughs> then that wasn't good, dude. I mean, again, like if you had told me after Moto One that they were going to get sixth, I would have been like, oh wow, okay, that's actually not too bad. I mean. What what's really terrible is Team USA's. I don't say it was down the drain, but they were there for three weeks testing. You know, Cooper was a little bit later, but testing, training, riding, going all out. The mechanics, of course, nobody thinks about the mechanics. They were working their balls off after doing twenty nine races in America. Yep. And within fucking twenty seconds, skip. It's everything changed. Everything changed. Yeah. I mean, again, it would have been tough to win, dry or, or not. No, but, you, if, if you, I mean, just looking at the, I, 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 get, I just got to look at some results and look at some things uh, that were being posted up. But you know, the <clears throat> the difference in how how big the numbers were on the overalls. Yeah. You know, it went, oh yeah, it went it went up super quick right oh, right yeah. off of that second place, third yep. place, yep. and um, very very erratic those nations. <clears throat> you know, you're that that event alone. You know, if you have you're stressing over the one throwaway. And then to have you know some big double digit numbers is that's you're not going to overcome that. Yeah, no, it, it was uh, outside of Holland who they were going in. They were the favorites, and they did exactly what they had to do. Uh, Koldenhoff, that's four in a row he's won in motocross the nations now. <laughs> that's pretty badass, dude. I don't know how this guy's gotten to the new level. Like you don't see this would be like Tim Ferry all of a sudden winning, like in two thousand and seven or eight. He'd been a pro for. Six or seven years. He is what he is. He's in this box. Sometimes podium guy, sometimes whatever. And all of a sudden, the Hoff has just... Come on, there it is. He's not even on a factory team. I mean, his bike's pretty good, but... Right. But he's not on a factory team. Uh, and and um, they pronounce it Prado, right? Yeah. When's the last time he didn't get a whole shot? Motocross the Nations. Yeah, before that, I don't know. You know right. He's no, always... He's yep. just an incredible starter. He's yep. always... He puts himself in the right spots. Yeah. Um. It's, you know, not being there and not understanding truly all the backside anymore nowadays because I'm not yeah. in that loop. But 
it's a it's a tough event and going over there trying to get acclimated and getting your body cycle used to food and all that i mean you got to applaud the effort that was put in and it's just it's a absolute it had to be heart-wrenching for those guys I said this on Twitter. If anybody on social media bags on these guys, we need to go to their house and, li- and light it on fire because you cannot bag on these guys, the USA guys. They, they made a commitment. That's they a- made a commitment. They did it right. And, and and again, I don't think they were going to win even if it was dry, but they were going to try their balls off to do the best they can, and that's awesome. Do you think the template for uh, like okay, next year's Erne, hard pack, hilly track in France, do they got to go early? Is the template set? I, you know, I, I think that I think that all depends on the athletes that you have in there and how their ability to adapt to time zone changes, food, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know that we ever really went over and spent a ton of time back in those days either. No. Um, yeah. But um, I think there was uh, – <clears throat> I think we had a lot more confidence in just what was going on and racing in that area. Yeah. I think, we, I think yeah. the Americans at that point – had an advantage. Yeah, I think they were higher up, yep. or, and there was yep. there was more Americans going faster than there there what, there were. We hadn't everyone else. We haven't seen you in the studio for a while, and so this is a little bit of a older question, but I would love to get your take on it. What is your? T- you worked at Kawasaki. Mm-hmm. You were worked with Bruce Sternstrom, the head of racing there. They weren't going. They put out the press release. What's your take on all that? What's your take on AC and Tomac, the two national champions, not going? You know, I, 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 I'd be speculating at best if I said what were the reasonings behind it. I think you can, you guys have debated it yeah. a lot of what's yeah. going on. I think you've touched on all the bases. You know, there's. Um, what do you, how do you feel, though? I mean, would you. Do you think they should go? Do you understand it? Well, you... I think I could stand on a soapbox on their side and, and blast it out and stand yep. firm on that. And I could yeah, oppose yeah. it with the same right, volume right. on yep. both sides. Yeah. I, and. Um, but I applaud those. They, they made a decision early enough yeah. to allow everyone else to get their stuff together, pick the team, get yeah. everything situated. Right. They put in an effort that I don't know that we. And I don't know we've ever put in a, an I, effort. I don't like think that we have either. As far as I know, I don't know. I don't know what the 1981 team did at Lomo. I don't know if they went early or not. But I can't. I couldn't I, tell I, you. I have on no that idea. One. Right. But uh, I, I don't think they did either. Yeah, I don't think any team has. So the next well, question. I, I really don't know that we had the opportunity because back in those days, I remember finishing. You know, at Steel City, creating our brace bike up and shipping it over, and yeah. we had a weekend off, and that was it. Yeah. You know, we didn't have them. What would they have? What six, five weeks off? Six, I think it was five. Five. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of time. Well, I mean, to me, that's the number one reason why USA is not winning this race. The time, the it, the, the, it, the gap. It falls in a it falls in a unique problem. I think you know. I look at what these guys do, and the intensity that the the guys are putting in on the racetrack. And um, I, I fully understand why they why they would have questions about this particular event, given the time constraints on it, or, or given not constraints, but given how it falls the in, restriction, in yep. this in the yep. schedule. Um, you know, clearly next weekend there's a there's a big event here in town um, that has uh, a, a large payday potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how can you look past that, and how can you look past what Supercross is? Um, as a product now, um, I, like I said, I I think you could stand on both sides of the of the uh, answer and and yeah. and have a good debate over. Yeah. But the yeah. bottom line was, so, they made a decision. I I I applaud them on making a decision. What do you think of the track and facility from TV? I mean, first of all, can we get some fucking towels <laughs> for the cameras? I mean, good God, Marks! Like, 
Half I, the cameras were unusable. I, Couldn't see anything. That is... I mean, I watched. I rewatched it. I, I was there, so I didn't watch a lot of it. The third moto, I was so cold and miserable. I went. Into, <laughs> I went into the tent and watched it on TV. I have to admit it. The, the, for half of the third moto, the last moto. Anyways, why couldn't they clean the camera skip? Not a camera guy. Back when I was working for NBC, I had. I had no yeah. idea. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So from home, through the rain-filled cameras, what'd you think of the track and the facility? <clears throat> Man, it just looked like a muddy ass sand track. Yeah, you know the water. The water yeah. in places didn't have any place to go. No, um, it 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 just looked miserable. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was. There was only yeah. There was only one guy who had any fun. Yeah, no, Beach pretty Moto. much. Yeah, pretty much. And and none of the none of the USA guys got starts. That doesn't help. Doesn't help. And then of course they crashed, and it's just they're just eating that wet sand. But here. Here's what well, I'm going to ask Osborne this. I'm going to try not to be a dick when I ask Osborne this. Ooh, oh, that's, oh, that's, did we hear that? Can we write, mark that tape? Uh, it's, it, it, it never works. It, it, never uh, works. It's going to come across rather dickish, but I, I got to ask him this. I got to ask him this. Here's, and I, and I know better, this isn't something new, um, but this is what I, so like, I feel like Zach Osborne is one of the top 10 riders in the world. I really Absolutely. do. Supercross, motocross, whatever you want to do. I don't Absolutely. care. Like, Caroli's great, and Hurlings is great, and these guys are great. But but I, I would put Zach in the top 10 riders in the world, maybe 5 to 10, okay? Maybe higher. I don't know. But anyways, again, one of the top 10 riders. So he didn't ride very well, and he's going to come on and tell us this. He didn't ride where he wanted to do, and he didn't get the starts, and that's a big thing in that track. It was narrow in spots and vision right, and, right. and fucking all of that. But here's what – so Saturday – Cold, not really rainy. It was pretty dry. Well, the track yeah. looked decent. Yeah, little yeah. rain here and there on Saturday, but Osborne's there. Been there for two. Weeks, been there for three weeks. Nailing sanding sand, and here's where I come across as a dick. Here's where I'm going to come across as a dick. But okay, so Coldenhoff is quicker than him in his practice. Okay, this is just this is time practice. So this is just. 40 minutes, too. So nobody, you know, like, you can't tell me people were in the way or it was short practice. This is 40-minute practice, so you know you got a good time. You can get a good time. Koldenhoff is faster than him. Okay, I'll accept that. It's in the sand. He's from Holland. He's been podium GPs. I get it. Koldenhoff's world-class rider. Yep. He's faster than Osborne. Kevin Stribos is faster than Osborne. Stribos doesn't have a ride over there. He just got fired from his team. He's been injured all year. But he's from Belgium. It's okay. Sand. All right. Paul's Jonas is faster than him. Again. First year 450 guy. Uh, second year, maybe. Um, former world champion. He's from Latvia, though. So it's not like he's, you know, super sand guy. Where does he train? I don't know. Probably Belgium. He's a rock star. Yeah, Belgium. Because he's with, he's with the Ice One guys. Sean Simpson's faster than him. Sean had a terrible year. Sean was garbage all year. Faster than Zach. Tixier. Faster than Zach. Tixier, again, has no team, has no ride. You know, he's on the Disney Nations team, but he's a French guy. French uh, guys are, aren't great in the soft sand. He's, he's going to be a big dick to the, on tonight, huh? Okay. Yep. You can big, already tell. Yep, he, already. He sets the tone early okay. and just rolls with it. Harry Coolis was point two slower than Zach. Harry Coolis has probably never top five in a GP. I think he's barely top 10 one in his career. 
He's maybe top 10 one. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe people come in. But, where where but, did he qualify for most of the GPs? I don't think he does the GPs anymore. I really don't think okay. he does. I think he does just small stuff. Okay. Anyways, my point being is like, fuck. How are these guys faster than Zach Osborne? I just laid it like these guys. I said Zach's in the top 10 in the world. These guys that are beating him in time practice and beating him in the race and everything else, but the race is different. Like, I'll give Zach a mulligan. Shitty starts, rain, bad vision problems, all of that. I'll give him a mulligan on that because I get it. But when you have a 40-minute, hey, we're all out here. We're going to log our best time. Here's where you just, none of us fucking know. None of us fucking know. Like, media, the team, it's, it's fucking different. Not in your day. In your day, the Americans were the best. We know that. Oh, but I mean, we didn't, we didn't qualify though. But I mean now, like right now, when all of these guys on the message boards and all these people on social media are going back and forth about the race and fucking this and this guy's this and th- you tell me Zach Osborne's the sixth fastest guy in the open practice. The guys that don't have rides are faster than him. No. Well, on that particular day, that's that's what happened. That's why none of us know anything. That's why it's so different. You cannot compare it. Osborne won the second moto at Southwick this year. That's a fucking sand track. Is it? Is it Lomo? No, 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 no. no. It's not Lomo, but it's a sand track. Uh, okay, it's maybe, a sand kinda, track. Kinda. It's kind of like Assen. Assen wasn't really Lomo, obviously. No, but I mean, there was no there was no big square edge stuff. There's tons of square edge stuff at Southwick now. It's a sand track. Okay. 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 He won the second moto. Okay. He beat everybody. I'm going to have Zach's back tonight. You know that, right? If Tixier, Simpsons, Jonas, Stribos, or Coolis showed up at Southwick, there's no fucking way they're winning the moto. There's no way these guys are winning a moto. No way. Okay. I would bet Marx's life on it. <laughs> so... <coughs> All I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure and, if I'm and down so, with that. Part. Again, I'm going to be a dick to Zach because I'm asking him this. I got, I got to know. I have to know. So and okay, and Osborne and Anderson was 12th quickest in his session. 12th quickest. He's a Supercross champion. He's a podium guy in nationals. 12th best. That's it. That's all he could do. My point being. Is it must there's, be so fucking different, Skip? Well, there is, but there's also things I think, and uh, you know, I can't speak to it. I, I've never tried to qualify for an MX, you know, an MX the Nation race, but you know, I think there's a lot of things you have to to weigh out of of what's going on and and the amount of risk that any one single rider is willing to take in any one session, especially trying to qualify. You know, maybe maybe the backstory is on those guys is they had no chance of doing anything, and that's the only chance they had to do is be on the top of the leaderboard for qualifying, and they took massive risks to try to get there. I mean, there's so many variables that you could talk about, but it would be it would be interesting to get, you know, to hear Zach talk us through that qualifying uh, session, you know, the, the, and just yeah. to, to try to answer that question that Sim- you're going to pose to Simpson him. Simpson is 1.2 seconds quicker than, than Zach Osborne. Okay. So, fuck – Go hire Sean Simpson to go race. I mean, I'm just saying, like, Sean's a great rider. Like, I'm not he, – he's a good rider. But, you know, it's, it's a shame that there wasn't any any real place where you could you could look at qualifying and then you could look at lap times during the race, right, and and have that evaluation of what did happen in qualifying versus well, what happened in the race. We can because, do that. But, yeah, but, it, but it's not going to count in the conditions. Yeah, yeah no, true. Right. You know, conditions that's so the bummer, right? right. right? And, and I'm giving Osborne and, – and I'm picking on Osborne, but I could bring up Anderson if you want, like, whatever – 
I, I'm giving Osborne a mulligan for the race. Shitty starts, bad weather, bad vision, rain, narrow track in spots. I get it. Like his, he wrote, he, hey, he went from 13th to 5th in the first moto. Good ride. Yep. Good ride. In those, in those conditions on that track, great job. He never got the start to ride with any of these dudes. So that's why I'm, I'm cherry picking qualifying because the track was good, weather was good, and it was a 40 minute thing. Yeah, I mean, and that's, so that's the first thing that comes yeah. to my mind is you know the ability of how 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 much of a risk are, are any one rider willing to take in a qualifying session. And I, I I know it sounds like I'm a dick to Zach and I'm bagging on these guys ahead of him, but I just I just think it's classic. I think it's a classic example of it's fucking different. It's oh. just different. There's no question. It's just different. You cannot <clears throat> say. This guy did this, so that Zoe's going to do this over in Europe. You cannot say that. No, you can't. And the the only other thing that I can think of is that, you know, after this weekend, all of, I want to say all because I don't know, but yep. majority of those guys are all home in two weeks <clears throat> taking their break. Yeah. Our guys, the the, the U.S. guys that are, are going to attend the event here in, on, in two weeks, those guys have, are now going to recover from what they just did and ramp right into that big event. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> no, it's um, you know that's I, I, I just there's so many variables. I, I just, that that's what I mean. It. That's what, but that's what I'm saying. Like, there's just you can't compare it. It's too different. And and because Zach Osborne just won the second moto at Southwick in a great ride, any podium, many many nationals. These guys I just told you about, they're not doing that. Well, and, well that, no. So you know you're isolating qualifying. Yeah, only. But it was well, the only right. thing we got. Well, you could. We, that's going to be. I well, can't wait to hear. I, I'm really looking forward to hearing him talk through it with you. I I am too, Skip. You know. Um. Okay. I have a question. Yes. Is this the part where you burn your own house down for bagging on the riders? <laughs> no. Oh. No, no, no. Because okay. I'm not bad. I want help. I, I, help me understand. <laughs> I was just asking. Help you know, me. There may not be any help for you. Help me understand so that I can guess. Because, you know what we saw at Redbud last year. I was fucking mystified. Like I still don't know what the hell. I, I would have bet this house that they would not have met that that they would be on the podium at Redbud with that team, right? Our two national champions and Barsha. Like I would have bet any amount of money you wanted that they would make the podium, and they got sixth, sixth, sixth at Redbud. And then that we see this weekend, I give up. I fucking give up. I just I don't know what to say anymore. It's just. No, it'll be, it'll be, you know, it, I think it'll be good for everyone to listen to. Yeah. Especially when Zach talks through yeah, yeah. The, the weekend yeah, of what yeah. went on. Um, or the, at the, four, the three weeks, actually, probably. Okay, so let me ask you this. With the schedule the way it is, five weeks, and everything that's going on, national champions declining, some, you know, declining to go, the race isn't coming to USA anytime soon that we know of. When are they going to win again? They haven't got a podium, Skip, a podium for three years. I, I, I'm going to say it's going to, based on how things are and if things continue to stay scheduling-wise mm-hmm. the way they are, I think it'll be a challenge Yeah, to to, win. to, to put together a, a team that, that has an opportunity to go over there and do well. You know, there's just there's so much else happening in – in their lives as individuals along with their business and career and their responsibilities of what they need to go do on the racing side of things <clears throat> it's a it's a tough challenge i mean those guys are those top guys are they sacrifice so much in their personal lives 
to do what they do, and then the only opportunity to maybe get a little bit of a breather, yeah, Donations hey, falls hey, right in the middle of that. Listen, you, you don't listen to my rants and raves raving on these shows, but I skip. I brought it up. They should skip the event. They should skip the event. It doesn't work out anymore. Ustream keeps adding GPs and pushing this thing further. Because if you look back in the day, it was September 15th. A lot of times it was September 7th one time. A lot of times the third week of December. We usually raced Labor Day weekend. Right. We raced raced Steel City, and then Mm -hmm. we went. Don't go. Like, with the Monster Cup, or put the Monster Cup in December, which I don't know why they don't. It makes so much more sense to have it then. But, But USA, they sell tickets to this thing. They're the number one attraction of this thing. If they didn't go, it would just be another GP for the most part. Don't go. Don't go. Just say, hey, Luongo, help us. Help us, you know, with the scheduling. Because we sell tickets for you. We are, the Team USA is a big deal. Win or lose, draw, sixth place, whatever. They're a huge deal. I was at the event. The pits, the Team USA pit area was packed with fans all day. Yep. People, and, and certainly when, when you were there with Jesus, a.k.a. Jeremy, I mean, he was the I biggest mean, star of the world. Yep. Right. So anyway, so that's that's something that they should think about. Like, hey, listen, you help us. Help yep. us. Just don't make this thing. We already spend – Roger DeCosta was quoted saying they spent $300,000 for the event. That's a little much. I don't know where that happens. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I, 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 right. I would but, I'd so, say you could get to that number pretty okay, real so, quick. So if USA is spending $300,000 to go get their asses kicked in a five-week you know, five break, like, don't go. Help us. Uh, th- so I'm sure you could – you've had that conversation. Yeah, they don't care. No, no one's listening to me. No one cares. Um, well, you forget about people often, so I. <laughs> Touche on that, Norfolk. Uh, Skip Norfolk in studio. Brought to you by the folks at EVS Sports. Certainly, you know EVS Sports. Skip, come on. Yes, we do. Right. Over the last thirty years, EVS Sports has established themselves as the leaders in innovation and technology when it comes to designing protection gear for today's racers. Pastrana wears EVS. He's going to need it this weekend. A straight rhythm. He's going to need to be EVS bubble. Maybe, <laughs> right. perhaps. Right. Uh, riders like Hampshire, Hill, Pastrana, all wear EVS when they ride, race, or whatever Travis decides to do. Check out evssports.com to gear up like the pros. Use the code PULP19 to save on anything from knee pads to shoulder braces. We're going to give away some braces later tonight. Uh, thanks to evssports.com for bringing in Skip Norfolk. Hey, the Moto Co., uh, new new movie. It's uh, out November 12th, so you got another month. Trailer's out now, though, if you go check them out on social media. Uh, Jason Doe and Dominic Russo used to be associated uh, with the Moto guys, Moto the Movie, but now they're doing their own thing at themotoco.com. Uh, eight riders, eight unique stories. Uh, that comes a fresh spin on motocross films. It's an invitation to immerse the viewer into the lives of eight of the world's top racers. So please check it out, themotoco.com. The trailer's on there. The dates of the premieres are on there. They've already been launching the premieres, so please um, check that out. Thanks to those guys for doing it. If you watch the old Moto movies, you know how good these guys do, and you know the job they do. So uh, please check them out. Appreciate that. Uh, Jason Thomas coming up here, and Michael Antonovich, Zach Osborne, Paul Malin also, and uh, Jeremy Malott coming up as well. So skip Norfolk in studio. Um, what what caught your eye from that race that we haven't talked about? What was something that you saw, an observation, or anything about that race? I nothing. I guess the thing that sticks out mostly is is Justin getting injured, you know, because he was yeah. he was, you know, he had he did well outside start, got yep. up there, yep, and in the qualifier, yeah, and just yep. just took care, did his, yep. you know, took care of business. Yeah, um, I bet Zacco uh, a burrito, a Chipotle burrito. He bet he was set to buy me Starbucks. I have to buy him a burrito because I said there was no way Cooper is pulling the start from out there. I'm like, he can't do it because the gates were so unfair. 
And he goes, ah, I think he can do it. And then right before the start, they were panning the line, and Zach was like, no, I, I'm going to lose this. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, too bad. But he didn't. Yeah. Pulled it wide open. Yeah. Now he's, um, you know, clearly he, he starts well. I think, um, and obviously their bikes are are good. Um, yeah, really. Right? Just, you know, gosh, what a bummer. First time over. Yeah. Set the weekend off on fire, and then Dude, it just ends. You think about it. So Cooper broke his hand. Uh, boxer fractured things. Not a huge deal, but 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 a break in, a break in nevertheless. Um, Jeremy Martin broke his foot at Latvia. Yeah. Or toes or something. Covington blew out his ACL. Yeah. In Matterley. It's a tough deal. Yeah. To I mean, go over there, you're not getting paid anything. Well, like everybody says, it's this sport. It's not if it's when. Right? Yeah. Yep. So, um, hurlings. Pretty good in that. Pretty good in that first moto. Yeah, <laughs> pretty damn good in that first moment. Yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he's got, and you know, I that, for what that guy went through physically. Yeah, still you know, going through. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's go to Trevor. He's on one. Trevor, what's up, man? Welcome to the Pulp and Mech Show. You there, Trevor? Trevor. Trevor's not there. Trevor's gone. Um, yeah. It. Uh, so next year is in Erne in France. Definitely a better track for the U.S. Definitely yeah, better. Yep. But three years in a row, we've had crappy weather at this race. So it's going to be again in October or whatever, late September in you France. Know, and that, I think that's something that <clears throat> that also needs to be considered, right? Because, you know, it's it's those types of conditions are just – it's not it's not good for racing. Yeah. You know, it puts a huge strain on the, the motorcycle. They used their backup bikes for the other motors. You know? They didn't even bother. They use backup bikes, so it's yeah. um yeah you know it's it's a massive challenge to be prepared for that, and then you throw that that type of weather on yeah. top and oh and dude also and I brought this up earlier and Skip you know this you were a mechanic and now you're a crew chief and you worked at Cowie as a crew chief and and I was a mechanic for a long time um good job to Zacco and Anderson and Cooper for doing that but what about Feeney and CeeLo and the mechanics and the suspension guys they've been there the same amount of time doing the maintenance on the bikes. You know, away from they all got families. Good job to those guys. The, the, yeah. the, the effort that the effort that the entire group put in was spectacular. Yeah, across the yeah. board, everyone yeah. included. Yep, yeah. I agree. And uh, you got to feel for those guys for they worked their asses off, I'm sure. And then uh, you know to have it happen to get a sixth. Uh, I, I, you know, you, one yeah. can only assume that was well below expectations. Yeah, no, absolutely. I see Trevor's back. Trevor, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What up? Uh, so I had a question about. Uh, do the Americans bring like a backup rider in case Anderson or Osborne or Cooper got hurt like before the race? Uh, no, no, they don't bring anybody. You can, uh, I think you can bring a guy. I don't think you can do it the day of the race, but you can have a backup guy and come in real late if they needed to. Gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. One more thing. Um, on one of the post-race things, I heard you mention because like the MXGP series has like a four or five week break. Is there a reason why they have that and they don't just like snug their schedule up? That way we can, you know, our schedules kind of end about the same time, and we can have been. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, it's it, it's the old story. I don't know if it's a four week. It's it's like one race in four weeks or something. They have at some point. Um, yeah, it's the old story. Like you know, the racers need breaks. They do. Our guys need more breaks too. Oh, we, yeah. we have four weeks off in in twenty nine weeks or whatever it is. So, you know, I guess the GP guys are just like, hey, we need to give our guys our athletes breaks. So it's good. But there is yeah. room for them to, to, to move the schedule. If they want to compact it a little bit more, they could. Uh, but they're adding more races next year, apparently. They're adding two more. Oh, damn. So they're yeah. going to go to – that's 20 now they're going to be at. Wow. So uh, It's still not 29, uh, though. Yeah, it's not 29. But honestly, dude, they don't care. They don't give a shit about oh, the I U.S. Know. Yeah, like 
Like as long as the U.S. needs to not go to force yeah. the hand, because they're yep. they're spending three hundred thousand dollars according to the coster. They're uh, they're all camped out. They're getting their ass kicked every year, and and the Ustream guys are just like, yeah, cool, right on. We're gonna make all this money, and we don't really give a shit. Yeah. So it's yeah. not a fair race. It, it, it it's it's not a fair race in the sense of the USA guys are are off so long and they're not on their A game clearly. Exactly so. for sure. All right, thanks, Trevor. All right, thanks. Man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's how I feel. They're, and they're going to continue to really have a rough time as long as there's these, this gap between races. It, it, I, I, I have to assume it makes it more difficult. And, you know, going over for those three weeks, shorten that gap form. Yeah. You know, from a... I mean, they were just at China two weeks ago. They were all racing in China two weeks ago. You know, so they're on their game, right? Those guys. Yes. But Jethro, what's up? Hey. So, yes. So, I'm... I mean, I've heard you say it also in your your... Uh, your review earlier today, I listened to it from uh, that five-week break. It's, it's a killer. It is, yeah. Uh, I've, I heard, uh, I think a year ago, I think I made some comments on RaceRex, made some posts, and I think I got a comment back from Davey possibly saying that the big reason why the schedule has changed for the American, because really what it is is the American schedule got pulled back a couple of years ago, so it's yeah, yeah. in August now. Yeah, no, the, the, so, it's for, that's for TV purposes is what we've exactly. been told. Exactly. Yeah. So now that things are evolving to where, like, it's been two years. I haven't even, I mean, I cut, cut the cord on my TV and I only watch on the app, and that's just kind of the way things are going, I think, with everything. Then why do we need a TV schedule anymore? I mean, I know it's a big deal for now, but I think if, if eventually the TV schedule goes away and yeah. everybody gets on board with watching on the app, then yeah. MX Sports can move the schedule again back to what it used to be. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, th- th- that's just old-school thinking. we got to be on TV, we got to be on TV, we got to be on TV. The MXGP guys yeah. just... And MotoGP, from what I know, they just sell it online only. There you go. Everyone's yeah. got Apple TV or Roku or anything else. The fact of being on TV is not a big deal anymore. Nope. But, and I think in 20 years, yeah, you know, no one's going to have cable, right? Everyone's going to cut no, the cord. No. So, I mean, yeah, why? Why? Especially when, again, I only reason why I ever had TV anyway. Yeah. Like, but but honestly, you're, you're in the minority. You, you and I are in the minority a little bit. So... Um, as long as the thinking is the old school thinking of we got to be on TV, then that's the way it's going to be. But you're right. Just put, and you know what you could do? You could just sell the advertising yourself and, and build your own commercials and build your whole yeah. production show right there. So, yep. so exactly. right. and they could even have an extra two week break between supercross and motocross. You know, I know they might want to damn another race in there, but a lot, a lot of racers have said, you know, jumping from supercross season to motocross season is pretty yeah. crazy. We should have a one week break, but uh, hey, give them two, two extra weeks there, move the schedule. Cause you know that, MX or, or you know the GPS aren't going to accommodate us, and, and I know that you know. But anyway, no, think, they're right? not going to. No, thanks, buddy. Appreciate the call. Awesome, thank you. Thank Bye. you. Yeah, they're, they're not really going to try to accommodate the American guys, but they should. America shouldn't go. Screw it. See you later. <clears throat> that could be an option. Yeah, uh, I don't think it'll ever happen. Skip Norfolk in studio here, brought to you by EVSSports.com. Uh, we got lots to talk about tonight. Um, I'm going to ask Osborne. I'm going to maybe be nicer when I ask Osborne. Yeah, I'd probably present that a little differently. I, I will. I just, <laughs> I, I, need, I just need to know. I got to I got to figure this out. Um, we got. We, I hear you guys for those prizes. We're coming up shortly. We're going to let you know who won those all those prizes on uh, on the uh, on the show. Uh, I want to thank the guys at Michelin, of course. Michelin, they're giving away a Starcross Five set of Starcross Five tires. Uh, MichelinMotorcycle.com, Randy Richardson and the boys down there. Of course, I've got a set I need to mount on my uh, new Yamaha. Uh, I got a 2020 450. Randy sent me some star crosses. I have yet to mount them. He probably will get on me. Very angry. But you're supposed to be on top of that stuff. Can you mount them for me? I mean, I'd love that. Skip go. Norfolk mount a tire for me. I mean, just, just, Ooh. 
<clears throat> what you used to do with MC back in the day. I'd, I'd prefer to watch you do it and sit back and just, we we can just sit over there and laugh hysterically oh, at that process. I don't want to do it, but we know I, the I've rock. seen him mount some before, and uh, he only he only pinched one of my tubes. Yep. So. We, only should, one of we should throw that, that should just be a video. Yeah, let's do it. Just do it, you change your tire. We all know the Michelin Starcross <laughs> 5 tires push the boundaries of off-road performance for riders of all levels, but what's great about Michelin is they develop and deliver world-class products for every segment of motorcycling, and they've been doing since 1897. Synonymous with quality, innovation, and one of the most respected brands in the world. Uh, of course, the SC5s won uh, Bercy last year, Paris Supercross with uh, Jace Owen. Follow Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and MichelinMotorcycle.us on Facebook. They are tire experts and have the same passion for delivering high-performance products as you do for riding your motorcycle. Uh, Toby Price went to car again using Michelin uh, stuff. Um, of course, they've got dual compounds they invented. Uh, 1991, they had the, the the first motorcycle tire compound with silica for a new level of traction on wet payment. Blah, blah, blah. And Michelin's been there. They've innovated, and they continue to do that. Thanks to the folks at Michelin uh, for coming on board the show. And we're going to give away that set of SC5s uh, real shortly here. Um, all right. Hey, so Vortex Racing, uh, official sprockets of the Monster Energy Yamaha team, of Star Yamaha, and of the uh, the big bike team with Barsha and Plessinger. They won a championships with Ferrandis this year. Uh, email jake at vortexracing.com for a great deal on sprockets or bars. 29% stronger than the competition. The bars are. This is, uh, Skip, I don't know if you knew that. but um, And uh, sprockets, lots of colors, lots of sizes, uh, and all of that. Again, used by Monster Energy Yamaha. So I talked to Paul Malin after the uh, after the race. Of course, former racer in 1994. He won the event for Great Britain. Yep. Uh, now he does all the commentating work for for TV show. Uh, each and every week, and uh, so he did it again from Disney Nation. So right after the race, I caught up with him and got his thoughts on the on the event, Great Britain, and everything else. So uh, yeah, here's uh, here's Paul Malin, uh, brought to you by VortexRacing.com. All right, everybody, coming to you from uh, the press room here in uh, in Assen. It's uh, the Pulp Mech Show. Um, let's give you a sponsor for this one. Um, Vortex Sprockets. Let's do Vortex Sprockets. Uh, email Jake at VortexRacing.com. Official Sprockets of Monster Energy Yamaha. I'm bringing you none other than former GP winner. Now, the lead commentator for the uh, MXGP series, Paul Malin. And Nations winner. 1994 and this Nations winner, of course. <laughs> Who can forget? Just absolutely laying it, laying the wood to the Americans. Just thought it was appropriate, given right. where we are. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, um, I mean, you've dealt them their first loss forever, and now we, we've got seven of these going on or maybe eight is it eight 2011 yeah first uh, was the last time the u.s won yeah so it's been a while Um, before we get too far into this uh, how was jt our buddy on the pulp show how was he in the booth how was that going on you know what i like um i like working with jt we've done a few now Mm -hmm. Uh, i know the first time was at ww a couple of years ago for the gp i didn't know him really that well he didn't know me at all so um you know and obviously we came together again after that ottobiano in italy a couple of years ago and then uh, i think once you work with somebody on a regular basis and you can get to hang out with them behind the scenes in between broadcasts and things like yeah. that you get more of a rapport with them and and uh, and obviously that helps rather than sure. just going right this guy's going to come in and yeah. you don't really know how each other work or bounce off of each other right. but he's been good this year and he was good again today three-man booth a little tough at times uh, I've, I've done some. I've done some three-man stuff, like live. And, yeah, a little tough, I find. It would have been tougher if, it were, if I was in the original broom cupboard, okay, which yeah, is yeah. only uh, <laughs> wide enough for two people. Right, right. But we were in the studio show area. Um, we just flipped everything around. Had well, a I don't view even mean start. space. I mean talking over each other. I know. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. just, um, I mean, yesterday... <laughs> 
obviously everybody's excited about the nations. So I just, you know, there were times yesterday when I was, um, you know, I kind of felt like I was just watching a, a Team USA podcast uh, for the pop <laughs> show between Jeff and, and Jason. Right. And I just thought, you know what, it's only Saturday. and um, But that was cool. But yeah. I'm not one to jump in. I'm not one to jump over anybody unless there's something, you know, really yeah. important or happening or whatever. But today, race day, um, obviously it's a little bit more serious. It's mm-hmm. more... I'm having to lead the whole thing, you know, do the setup, do the welcome, because when you look at the program on paper, in terms of all the elements, where they are, when they come in, in. um, you know, you you open with the jingle, you do the postcard thing, uh, and then you kind of do the generic shots, the the postcard, the map, the weather, Mm -hmm. then there's a little bit of whatever, then you go into the GoPro lap, and then you go into uh, the pre-grids, and then you're into the riders lining up, and then the race. 30-second board, yeah. And all the rest of it. So it's uh, 30 seconds you're showing your age it's actually 15 15. yeah yeah oops my bad (laughs) but um but no but then obviously there's a program and then you know somebody has to take the lead and uh, i think i took the lead and obviously i'm all up for them just jumping in and give me a hand signal just to sort of say not that one but uh just let me in and and whatever so it it worked well i think it was a good balance today uh this is the pop of show that we're people are listening to so we're going to start with the americans uh look um bad weather bad luck uh, I think they had to speed the podium if it was dry. Once the track it is what it is, I, I don't know if it was ever going to happen for them again. But, I mean, I commend them for their effort. You know what? I don't think you can necessarily blame the weather. We saw enough yesterday to know that, let's say, their best guy was Justin Cooper. Mm-hmm. And for him to get a start from gate 31 because of the ballot, sweep across everybody, pull a whole shot, and just disappear. Um, the only thing that was missing there was Jorge Prado as an MX2 world champion because mm-hmm. he yeah. promoted himself to the MXGP class. However, Justin did a great job, and I was—I mean, I was disappointed for him. I was disappointed for Team USA. I've been saying now for years, Team USA need to win. I'm okay. First and foremost, I'm going to want Great Britain to win, mm-hmm. but. I also want USA to win because that keeps the interest in the event. Every year that they go without a win, it's almost like the Americans, the fans, the Federation, everybody, the riders especially, lose a little bit of interest, and we don't want that to happen. You know, we need the Americans to, you know, be a part of this show and and, and this event. But I didn't know it. We didn't know at the time because our live cameras didn't catch it. But then, you know, we've all seen the social media stuff where – what it looked like happened. They both got great starts. They yeah. were both inside the top ten. What's and the worst thing that happened on the opening lap of a mud race, right? And you take your, <laughs> and you take your teammate out, you know, inadvertently. Yeah. So um, both guys were down and out, and obviously the, the hand injury, the clutch perch, and then stalling and having to just, mm-hmm. you know, ride around that. We actually said in the, in the broadcast, you know what, if we were him, just park it. You're not going anywhere because 38th and then stalls. and then, yeah. But yeah. he got a 25th or a 23rd or whatever else. That could have been. Yeah. When you think of... Last year with the Netherlands, you know, okay, yeah. Jeffrey and Glenn, they went one, two, one, one, yeah, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, they just needed a 25th from Vlaanderen, yeah. And yeah. they had a 35th and were second. Yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah. whatever, you right, know right, what I mean? Right, right, so, um, and they just missed out by a couple of points. So mm-hmm. what he did was more than admirable and yeah. more than honorable and, um, and showed the, a real heart of a champion. Yeah. And uh, it was just unfortunate that he picked up a hand injury in that as well and he wasn't able to show his best yeah. Uh, yeah. because I think... And they actually put him on the inside gate as well you know, for that first yep. race because yep. he's obviously very good at starts yep. and that's his strong point. Yep. But it just didn't work out. Yep. Um, 
Somebody said to me today or yesterday that um, you know everybody's bashing on about Team USA. You know they're not winning. They're not winning. Uh, might, you know what? It might have been Big John at breakfast in the Alpine mm-hmm. Star Rig this morning where he said, you know everybody. You know we had a good qualifying day yesterday and it was like about time and everything else because we get all this bashing and I said yeah, but it's not. It's not bashing. It's just the fact that um, you know the. Have they? They've either been unlucky or they just haven't performed at the expected level. I'm not yeah. going to say underperformed, but yeah. they've not expected. Uh, they're not performing at the expected level that we, you, everybody else, when we look at America as a global mm-hmm. force, yeah. Supercross, outdoors, and and whatever. So. Um, you need three good riders that are willing to come. We had that. Unfortunately, two of them took each other out in yeah. the first race, and that was done and dusted yeah. right there. You know, two but, big scores. And you, you know, something, I, something I've been talking about on my shows, is, and you were around for a lot of these, USA had some years that they got lucky. Uh, Puzar didn't make the uh, Park the Ferme. Uh, Stanton had to take Gherkins out like bad. I was there in Vimmerby. I, okay. was, uh, I led that so, race, right. and I fell from that race. Yeah. Valkens won in 91. I led a race. They won it by about a point, yeah. but because of Stanton's uh, performance in Valkens Ward. Right. Um, Everett's broke a chain one week, or a broke, blew a bike up. Um, like he had a remoto. tire fall off in uh, Australia, uh, Manchin up in 92. Uh, Purcell's uh, moves tire? In, in, uh, France. In, in France. In 2011. So you've been there, and I've been there. They got some some lucks to yeah, win yeah. these destinations. Yeah, and I've had. I've probably been on a team where that could have not GB winning, yeah. but maybe having a, an influence on somebody else winning. Yeah, because, yeah. like I say, Valkyrie, yeah. I was leading Stanton. You know, we it was, it was maybe a good two-thirds into the moto. Yeah. And um, you come over the finish line tabletop, you go through the chicane, and I just jumped in just a little too high, front-folded, you know, maybe a back marker or whatever, and, um, and basically that was that. So I, um, you know, yeah. I threw that. Stanton got a one instead of a two potential. Right. I'm not yeah. saying yeah, I would have no, won no. the race. No, no, yeah, but for there sure. was a potential there. And then obviously I just, the last race in um, in Vimmerby, yeah. I fell out of the lead, and I had a comfortable lead as well. Yeah. But then Gherkins and uh, and Stanton yeah. was another was another one. When you look at so when you look at the the luck portion of racing, which you know about as a former racer, they haven't gotten it, but no. they did get it for a long time. Yeah, and also, <laughs> but also, you know, we can look at France. You know, France came yeah. here five in a row. Yeah. 14, Paul Anne went 1-1 in Latvia. Okay, yep. bang, they're back great. in form. Yep. Uh, then they go to France, Erne as defending champions, and they pull it out of the bag easily. Yep. Uh, then they go to Majora, last lap pass By on Tommy yep. Searle. Yep. Half a lap into the race, half a lap to go, to go. and yep. they got it. Holland had won by then, yep. Yep. but then Fevre's performance, yep. sensational, right. and that was it. And also, you've got to look at how unlucky the USA were. Anderson wins the first race, yeah. and everything on the final race for Cooper Webb. Yep. Um, were France lucky? Were America unlucky? Yeah, that yeah, should yeah. Have been, could have been yeah, yeah, an American yeah, victory. Yeah, That's yeah. The, 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 the point the I'm getting at is, it, yeah, the, the romance of this event is that it could go either way at yeah. any time, and yeah. it doesn't take much to make it swing. Yeah. And the USA, unfortunately, just has kind of things going their, not going their way, but they've put certainly a lot of effort in. And, <laughs> you know what? For 13 you know, years, everybody else yeah, yeah, yeah. never had luck go their that's way, what, probably. That, that's you know? my point. I, I said it before. You know. So, anyways, um, moving on from them. Yeah. Uh, Holland takes it. A lot of runner-ups lately. Mind if I take it? No. Go ahead. You Is can, it earned? Yeah. You can, you've definitely earned it. Dealing with JT all day. Um, <laughs> Holland wins it. Great performance. I honest, And I said this to Wheeler and JT, and I'll get your opinion on it. I was honestly a little underwhelmed by Jeffrey. Uh, three crashes in that last moto, bad starts. I don't know if the pressure got to him. He's not on form. He's not on his MXGP title form right now due to injuries. But I, I think so highly of him 
that I was a little underwhelmed. But then you go to Redbud. He was impressive in the qualifying race, fell at the yeah. first turn, yeah, came yeah, out with yeah, a qualifying out. race win. He well, won his I... first race, and then the second one, it was GC that took him yeah. all the way. Yeah. Uh, he got in the second early yeah. on, but yeah. wasn't able to close Glenn down yeah. in Redbud. And people will say, oh, you know, Hurlings didn't perform there. No, Glenn, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I would no. say it was a performance of Glenn, then Jeff, like, Glenn performed amazing and yeah. Jeffrey just performed you know and actually a lot of people would say that what Glenn did last year was probably what I did in in Roggenberg you know one of those like flash yeah, in the yeah. pan out of things. nowhere no right, right, do it, you know, right, win, right go right. one one yep. and uh, and mine was just in in class I was fifth and sixth I think in the in the 500 race on a 125 and, and six in the, yep. uh, in the 250 race um, but this year coming into the Netherlands Jeffrey won the world championship last year here in front of the home yep. he knows about expectation he knows about crowd he knows about pressure Motocross Nations is something else because he's never won one. He's won four world championships, yep. and he was so far ahead last year that it was yeah, he was going to win yeah, it here. Yeah, yeah, you know, he yeah. was going to win it. Here. Right. He, all he wanted to do was go out and win it. You know, you know win it mm-hmm. with a race win, yep. and that's what he did. So, but yeah, you know, I get your yeah. I get your point. Um, they were still by far the best team. They still deserve the win. Don't get me wrong. But Glenn was once yeah. again, you know, four race wins in a row. Yeah, and un- we were trying to work out when the last time that was it happened. And, and uh, you know, with the same rider, I'm sure it's probably not that long ago. But, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's still something that needs looking no. at. And, uh, but Glenn was sensational. And I think that's down to temperament. You do? Yeah. I think that's yeah. down to temperament. You know, um, Jeffrey in the past has been a little bit hot-headed. And I like Jeff. Yeah. I, like, I like his character. I like his personality. You know, he's so headstrong. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and he, you know, you know, he will fight. He's very, very bullish yep. in terms of he will use his elbows. He hasn't got a problem with that. Glenn is quietly spoken. He's mm-hmm. very well mannered. He and Jeffrey isn't, but not that Jeffrey isn't. Yeah, but, but you yep. know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, your personality, sure. yeah, your yeah. character, and there was almost a calm about Glenn Coldenoff today, mm-hmm. irrespective of the conditions. He pulled a whole shot pretty much. He was like within the first two or three in the first yep. race from the inside. Right. We said going into the last race, who do you put on the inside? This was after race two. Jeffrey or Glenn, and yeah. I said, and all of you know, and Jeff and uh, and Jason agreed that you, based on the the race result and the start that Glenn had, you would put Glenn up the inside because it's probably easier for him to ride from the front. Yeah. All right. Yep. And then you put Jeffrey on the outside because you know that he can come through. He's from got the, the field. speed. Yeah. But then they decided, as we heard in the press conference, put Jeffrey up the inside. And then put Glenn to the outside, and Glenn still came out on top. Oh, yeah. Still yeah. came out yeah, on yeah. top. No. And he wasn't phased by anything. No. Nothing rattled him at all. No. And a- you can talk about the weather. You can talk about the track. You can talk about whatever you want. It was the same as Redbud last year when the Americans, you know, were expected to win, ex- certainly make a podium. Oh, they put too much sand on the track. They did this. If they didn't put sand on the track, that race would have been unrideable. Yeah. And here we are showing that if you, um, in front of your home fans, if you go about it the right way, then you can you can pull yeah. a result out of the bag, and that's exactly what they did. It didn't matter who did the winning or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the conditions were the same, just like last year, for mm-hmm. everybody. Yep. And uh, exactly the same scenarios as everybody else. Yep. But they just, dude, they didn't just win it. They smoked that, it. Yeah, like they, they were less it. than twenty points. The next one was like forty three or forty four yeah. or whatever yeah, else. Was, and yeah. It's nineteen forty seven. You know what? Yeah. They could have had a DN- They could have had two DNFs and still won it. Yeah. No. Because was, you throw away a result yeah. and you still win by you know whatever it is. Well, yeah. twenty points. You know, it's it's, it's almost as. No, it's. Uh, it's amazing. They, they fully deserve it. Um, Belgium second. Good job for those guys. Uh, Van Horbeek was good all day. Strybos fought through some crashes in both of his motos. I thought do good, do good. And and they had a bike blow up, blow up from uh, from Gitz, So yeah, and also the, um, and 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 again, you know, it goes down to temperament and and how you manage the situation. Belgium were kind of on top at that point when Yago Kiet's bike went. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and then they got himself back into the running and, and whatever else. Great Britain. They also had problems in the first race. Nathan yeah. Watson, I Steri, think, with a clutch or whatever, yeah. and Sterry crashed, you know, right? yeah. crashed. And so you look at it and you go, right, okay. And as Mark Chamberlain, the team manager for GB, pointed out in the press conference here, this is three years in a row now where they've lost... You know, they've had to sack one of the results from the first yeah. race. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that goes down Which, to pep talk then, trying yeah. to keep your guys confident. Hey, there's two more, and it all gets determined on the yeah. last race. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but Belgium, you know, first Strybos, 108 years old. Yeah. He's, uh, he won it in... 20 in 2001 One, yeah. at Lira. Yeah. 15 years later, he's on the podium yeah. again. You yeah. know, it's unbelievable. The, it's crazy. The, the temperament and the character of the guy. Um, look, I didn't like this place coming in. I, I said, this is the most prestigious motocross race of the year. I've been vocal about that. It needs to be at the most prestigious tracks of the year. The Ernest, the Majorius, the Red Bud. Uh, you know, that's what I want to see. I want to see hills. I want to see elevation. I want to see the crowd hanging over the fences. I don't want a flat sand track at a road race circuit just didn't like it now was it better than i thought probably uh you know i'm not gonna hold the weather against the organizers you can't do that of course um was the track better than i thought maybe it was a little narrow at times in places the start was drastically unfair i just but that's the whole thing of like qualifying into, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You go to MotoGP, yeah. you go to Formula One, you, you get yeah. the position you want to be on the front row. Right. And if the start is more biased to the right than the left, because uh, that's how it is. I'm fine you, with a bias you know. on the start, but not a major bias like this one was. There or was a whatever. major bias? Oh, yeah. It was pretty really? bad out there. You mean there. That the outside yeah. gates yeah. weren't pointing no. into the crowd? No. Okay. But anyways, but let me ask you this. Uh, old school guy, but certainly uh, embracing new school, is the... Would you come back to a man-made track like this at, with this race, or is this a one-and-done thing for you? And you'd much rather be back at the traditional circuits. Well, here we are. I mean, okay, so this place has been on the calendar now since like 14 or 15, yep. 15 I think, uh, as, a, as a Dutch GP. Yep. And um, and here we are now with the motocross nations, and I'm sure that some of that swing has been because of, you know, what you have in terms of facilities around, mm -hmm. hard standing. Uh, I mean, Jeff Emick was saying to me, uh, I went and saw him, um, you know, just at their uh, their Fox thing yeah. earlier, and uh, on Thursday, and he, you know, the rain was coming down on Thursday, but the track was still nice and firm then; it wasn't mm -hmm. saturated, and they were saying, you know what? You can talk about this, you can talk about that, but the best thing about this place is you're not walking around in, in, in Wellington boots, gum boots, whatever, walking around knee deep in crap and, and yeah, whatever. But I, don't, I don't care about that. I'm no. here for the racetrack. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not saying racing, that. Right? I'm, I'm, yeah, but yeah, then, yeah. you know, but then fans and sponsors and everybody else and blah, blah, blah. But the racetrack is still the racetrack. Um, all I would like to see, you know, if we do come back here, yep. and we saw it with Dylan Walsh in, yep. the, in the last race, he went over the Berman landing yep. directly on the tarmac. Yeah. What? I would like to see, and I think I said this with Adam Wheeler on one of his podcasts after Imola, was if you're going to build a track and build a base, where you've got uh, certainly jumps and bank turns, yeah. okay, just the other side of that, throw, either, something, throw something there as right of protection, yep. because Walsh went over the berm, through the thing, and right. then straight onto the tarmac. Yep. Now, if you've got like maybe a 10 or 20 foot perimeter mm -hmm. of dirt in and around that, yep. you've got somewhere to escape, and you can, you know, so you build a base, mm -hmm. yeah, something, you know, something right. like that, and, and I think that's than, the only thing that's missing, really. Other that than that, respect. though, you're fine with coming here for this race? You know what? I, as as much as you know, we are. Where are we? I mean, I I, I grew up in a different era, racing in a different era. Mm -hmm. You know, my first race was in the seventies when I was three years old. Right. On 
tracks and fields and, yeah. and things like yeah. that. We had hills, we had all of that. And yes, you know, would I prefer to be in places like that? Of course I would. Mm-hmm. But we also have to look at, you know, everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody's a fan of embracing the, the future or, or whatever yeah. else. Um, you know, and it's just... Uh, I'm sure the organizers here have, have had a great weekend. You know, yeah. we were able to put more. Actually, you know what? More importantly, we were able to put a race on here. Um, if I don't think if we'd have gone, if this would have been at Imola and we had the same weather and we're in a race race circuit yeah. there, because that's clay dirt, mm-hmm. that would have been almost like going to maybe an Ernay or a, a right. Majora or, or a Saint Jean mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, a dirt track, dirt quality, Unadilla yeah. Yeah. Yeah, would yeah. probably be the same. Right, but. Um, but because sand is so pliable, and we are in the Netherlands, and we are here, um, I think after that B final, where the track was in a in a, in a difficult state, mm-hmm. you know, water everywhere and mush and slush. Jeffrey Hurling said in the com- in the press conference he didn't really like how they prepped the track, but I think they had to do that in order to get the race on. Yeah, to, you know, to make it they somewhat, had to. Yeah, there yeah. was no other right, way. Right, right. Okay, and so they had about an hour and a half after the B final to go prep the whole track as best they could and they did that we had a great first race the second race they had about from our live broadcast 35 minutes yeah. so maybe 45 minutes yeah. total to get machines out and clean up as much as they could yes it's still raining yes there's still water in the ground um, yes it's still going to be boggy and there's going to be some little hidden secrets in soft yeah, pockets yeah. And, and whatever else right. but at the same time um if this was a dirt track on an artificial thing, it wouldn't have happened. But um, I think we're just fortunate okay. that we were here right. in these conditions. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it would have been any different in um, in Lerop or in Lommel. I've been at Lommel when we had a deluge, and within about 30 minutes, that track was on, you know, underwater. Yeah, yeah. And so you're still... Yeah. You know, you're still a loss. You know, you can still sit there. Oh, but the track was this, the track was that. But when you, you know, when you look at it, um, between races, you still want to fix the track. You still want to do it. Um, and this is as close to a, a sand track. Okay, forget about the surroundings. We yeah, are yeah, built yeah, up, yeah. you know, four or five feet or yeah. whatever else. Um, I'm, so, it, it, you know what I mean? Um, it, I see. I see both sides yep, of the argument. Yep. You know, of course, I would personally like to see certain tracks reserved for motocross nations mm-hmm. you know with the history with the yep. allure with that all that kind of thing you know yeah. um majora stands out because of what happened in 86 yep. you know yeah um and there are plenty of tracks like that mm-hmm. but we also have to embrace the future and um and not everybody's going to be a fan right um and you know that's just that's just how it is True. i mean you know uh, all right. Well, Paul Malin, brought to you by Vortex Racing. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. We're going to uh, play this on the Public Mech Show tomorrow, Tuesday night. Yeah. Uh, always good to see you. Uh, good job in the booth all year long, of course. It's always a, always a pleasure to watch it almost every single weekend. And, uh, yeah, any, other, any last thoughts? How's the... Um the request going and how's the campaign going to get me some extra help in the booth for uh, um, GP? I'll be honest I don't think they really listen to me or care about what I think you know but but I'm, I'm going to keep beating that drum because you absolutely you're, you're going to go crazy mm-hmm. you're going to lose your mind one day because you're going to just freak out when you're calling some EMX 80 race and you just you're just going to lose your mind or mountain bike racing you called e-bike racing earlier this year so uh yeah i will never stop beating that drum i don't understand this is uh this company looks to me like Ustream, makes a lot of money good for them they look like they do very well i feel like they could po- afford to give you a partner and i will keep beating that drum but i don't think they care what i think or pay rise <laughs> or pay raise or pay raise <laughs> or, or throw the uh, second guy into into salary into your and you'll keep doing it well, yeah, yeah yeah i just you're you're the, you're the hardest working man in the motocross announcing booth you I know call. if i didn't if i didn't enjoy it and if i didn't like it i wouldn't be doing it and um 
okay, yeah. you know, there are some people... You know, it's weird. I, I don't do this for, for fame or recognition or everything else. Like that. I can go through a paddock every weekend and not get stopped and not get recognized mm-hmm. and everything else, and that's fine by me. But then, you know, when it does happen, people say, you know, appreciate the work you do, mm-hmm. love what you do, yeah. blah, 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 and everything else. And then they start to talk about, you know, how difficult it might be or how, yeah. you know, how it's, they would perceive it to be to continue to, to talk for... I mean, <laughs> twelve hours long. Yeah, I mean, we used to do a thing at school like called a sponsored silence, okay. you know, or a sponsored yeah. walk, where you, yeah, yeah. you know walk however far for charity, yeah. or you like shut shut the f up for like however yeah, long and whatever raise money it is for, yeah, for yeah. charity. And um, obviously, you know, I get paid for talking. Yeah, but um, no, you're the hardest working. You, screw Wygan. You work way harder than that guy. You're way harder. Should Weech come in and join me one day? Yeah, absolutely. You reckon? Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get it going. Okay. So, uh, go. always That's a pleasure. Petition. Always a pleasure. Thanks for doing it. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you at Bercy, maybe? Uh, I'm not. There's no international live feed there. Oh, okay. So it's only going to be uh, – uh-huh. I was in the running for that. But um, if that changes, then I will. Okay. But it's only like five hours from home now. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I might take a drive down. Oh, there we go. But I won't be working. So uh, maybe uh, you can buy me a beer. Sounds good. Paul Malin, everybody. Thanks for doing this, Paul. Thank you. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing Flyracing.com. they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it Flyracing.com. the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company. For all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. 
complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Live in 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. GutsRacing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Thanks for listening to the Pulpamex show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right, because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro, including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulpamex swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulpamex stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoostMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. So Randy Richardson, good guy, means well, great interview, but oh my gosh, his voice is f***ing annoying. In that case, boss, you may want to fast forward while I tell the rest of the Pulp MX Show listeners about Michelin's extensive motorcycle tire product offer. The Pulp MX Nation certainly knows about the Michelin Starcross 5 tire range and its outstanding durability and excellent performance, but I'd like to share some information on Michelin's wide range of industry-leading motorcycle tires. New for 2019, the Michelin Anarchy Adventure tire, which features two-compound technology enables adventure touring riders to have confidence on any adventure with a new level of on-road stability and uncompromising traction off-road. The Michelin Road 5 tire is designed specifically for sport touring riders and provides the maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. As the exclusive MotoGP class tire, Michelin definitely understands the performance expectations of today's sport bike riders, and the Michelin Power RS tire enables those riders to unleash their full potential. If you're a Harley-Davidson owner, the co-developed and co-branded Michelin Scorcher Tire Range, which is original equipment on over a half million models manufactured over the past decade, is the right cruiser tire for you. For the latest on all Michelin motorcycle tire products, visit motorcycle.michelinman.com for more information and make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and at michelinmotorcycle.us on Facebook. This commercial is not 2019 Pulpy Award material. 
Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in a wide open position, elbows up and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. For 2019, Works Connection celebrates 30 years of delivering championship-winning products to motocross legends and champions like Lamson, McGrath, Wyndham, LaRocco, Carmichael, Dungey, Roxon, Plessinger, and more. Current race teams, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing Yamaha, Moto Concepts Honda, Team BWR, Rockwell Racing Yamaha, HEP Racing Suzuki, AJE Motorsports, and KTM Canada have also come to rely on Works Connection's commitment to innovation and quality. So if you're looking for factory-level parts, like radiator braces and skid plates to protect, rip a whole shot with the Pro Launch, or upgrade to the elite line of axle blocks, clutch perch, or bearing-equipped throttle tubes, just visit WorksConnection.com. 
over 65 years ago. Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in Northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Welcome back, everybody. Paul Metro presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. The great Skip Norfolk in studio. Skip, I think we figured out last time that you have 85 wins as a mechanic, I want to say. 48 at Honda, uh, 48 Supercross wins, and then uh, National wins. A few of those, and then the 125 stuff, right? I thought it was 80 something. We we kind of did a quick math on it. So I just before we get much further in the show, I got one. I got one. So suck on that, Skip. All right, I'm done. I got one. I got a national win. <laughs> yes, so. you do. Um, Skip Norfolk in studio. Firepower. Ben LeMay using Firepower batteries and chains. The GDR Honda team clinched two championships using the lithium batteries from the folks at Firepower up in Canada. As a leader and innovator with 50-plus years of experience in power sports, Firepower premium lead-acid and lithium batteries save you cash, offer superior performance. Spending up to $500 on an OEM lithium battery? Stop it! Spend at most $120 and get more cranking power with a Firepower featherweight lithium battery. And it's backed by a two-year warranty, Skip. So folks at FirepowerParts.com. Take advantage of the skipping, uh, helping us out and uh, hooking us up. Uh, Japanese quality chain at the fifty percent less expensive than the competition. As I said, Ben Lemay using their chain in Supercross, so you know it's good, and uh, their their batteries as well. So uh, Zach Osborne coming up here shortly uh, on the show. Let's welcome in uh, right from the booth of the Motocross Nations to the Pulp MX Show on Tuesday. It's Fly Racing Zone. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? Not too much. What's happening over there? Skip has a. A lot of wins in Supercross and Motocross, and I have won. That's what's happening. 
Mm. How do you feel about that? Well, I did win summer costs, Skip. You don't have a summer cost. I do not. Win. Do not. It was one and done at those. But, but you should He's probably wondering what summer cross is. Yeah. No, I think I remember those. That was that. It was at the Coliseum. Just one. Oh, that's one. right. No, I wasn't thinking about that one. That's right. Oh, so he doesn't that. even know. I remember <laughs> that now. Yeah, I had something else in my head. Wow. I beat Jeremy McGrath there. Tim Ferry. Steve Mathis beating Jeremy McGrath. I beat Jeremy McGrath. That's, that's really what you're going to go with? Yeah. Yeah, it feels good to say that. It wasn't even, it wasn't even Randy. It wasn't even RL. They couldn't get RL probably away from Havasu. So it was Butler wrenched for him that night. So because yeah. it was like in the middle of summer, Butler would have been a good guy to have in his corner. Yeah, yeah. So Jeremy came like straight from the lake. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. He never like practiced. Six cores like deep. <sighs> Those were the days. Hundred percent chance he never practiced that week. He pra- he just rode press day. That was his practice. Probably so. Right. Uh, yeah. Guaranteed. So, anyways, um, all right, JT. Well, it's Tuesday. A couple days after the uh, aftermath. We said on our shows we reconvene and discuss the track and facility. What do you think? Okay. What I'm you- okay with it. Um, oh, here I we mean, go. Well, let's start with the fact that, you know, the rider who had performed the best on Saturday breaks his hand on the first lap of the first his first moto. Okay. So what do you really think is – going to get accomplished after that probably not I, a whole I'm not lot talking about team usa here what are we talking about the track and the facility the the, oh, I, I'm getting the, the, I just that. said you, that you're the one that's been railing against that i, I know and, and you said let's talk when we get back and when you actually well, go it, there how's let that him talk just let him talk i'm, I'm, I'm trying Man. to remember i'm trying to remember. i started talking about justin cooper are you still you're still mad about the track okay can <laughs> we can we clearly will you you won't give me this but you should give me this a, it was on top of the roadways facility. You said it wouldn't be. B, you said the fans were going to be close to the track, and they weren't. The, the fans were right next to the track. They were literally right up along the, the fence line. What are you talking about? They were 30 feet up from the from the track. I mean, they were literally right next to the, the stadium. That whole length of that one straightaway went right next to the fans. Yes. But it was not what we were talking about for me saying the fans hanging over the fence, cheering on their riders. And, well, and you said, oh, they're going to get close. Sure. You said they're putting riders. a grandstand in. They're putting a grandstand in. You said that. What track do you know of that fans can hang over the fence and be next to Like, that's not, that's not safe. I don't know of a racetrack where fans are hanging over the fence and, like, next to the track. I'm, I'm, not, saying they're, to... I'm not saying they're on the track, JT. I, I didn't say they're on the track. I just, they're just next to the track. Well, I'm just trying to defend the situation because you're taking shots at it. So I'm just uh, I'm just wielding the truth here. You 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 said it wasn't going to be on top of the road race course, which it is. You said it's not all. It, it's, you said okay, they were putting in a grandstand. They, I didn't see any grandstand next to the track at all. They just sat in the normal. Whole, you didn't see a grandstand. That's I mean that's you, the entire speedway. Length you said they were, they were putting one in. Yeah. You said they were putting one in. Your guys at Ustream told you that they, they put it in a while ago. Yeah, yeah, they put it in a 19. Whenever that whenever that place was built. It just so you're you're fine with everything. Uh, I think it's okay to be a little diverse. Um, is it great to go to these traditional motocross tracks like Majora and Erne? Yes. Would I prefer going there? Yes. Am I okay with trying new facilities? Because I I don't think we're gonna go away from this. I think you're gonna get more of it. 
uh, here soon. So um, I don't think it was a like a failure by any means. I think the weather was, you know, catastrophic. Um, okay. As we've seen again, you know, the, the weather's been pretty brutal the last three years, and it honestly it kind of didn't matter if we were Matterly or Redbud or Assen. I mean, the conditions kind of killed the event. And all three, in my opinion. All I need you to uh, say is that you would you prefer to go to another place? Yes, that's all I need. Yeah, that's it. Yes. yeah, yeah. That's it. I would that's absolutely. I that's it. That's all I need. Because <laughs> are you gonna freaking argue with me, meathead? It just, it just, it. I, it could be weather induced, but this event lacks something. It lacks. That's like saying that's like saying I wouldn't prefer a Supercross not going to certain cities either. Sorry, that's not going to happen. You're not going to get every race at you know the best venues in America. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think they they tried it. Um, I think there are better venues. I would be I would be surprised if we went back to Aspen uh, because I think there are better venues. But I'm okay with trying new things. Like I don't, I don't have a huge issue with it. I think the facilities were by far the best facilities that that race has ever had. I mean, there there was a a real media center. There was a real press conference room. There were real pits and paddock and all kinds of you, you know, like the, real facilities, bathrooms, and all kinds of stuff that motocross tracks don't really have. No, and so I I think there's a lot to be. I think there's a lot to be said for that. I I mean, I, I just I go back and look at what we did when we went to Jerez, you know, and and that facility, you know, the track was up in the hills above it, mm-hmm. but we still had that. You had the media center. You had all of those. Not that we had yeah. social media back then, right, but right. you had all of the amenities that you're that I think we've especially here have gotten accustomed to. Um, and you know you go to what we determined to be those historical normal type of right. venues. You, right. you don't have those things. So I think there's something to be said for that. I mean, MX Sports went to Salt Lake City for a couple of years. It was terrible. Yeah. Didn't work. I, I will give you this, Steve. I will be very excited to go back to Ernay next year in France uh, for that atmosphere. So yeah, no, that, that's um, yeah, that's, uh, that, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay, I, I, I got it. It it just it was. Not a memorable event. Hard to say, you know, the weather didn't help. The weather did not help. It just... You put that weather on the best facility in the world, it's not going to take... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to hurt. Yeah, yeah, No, it's going to hurt the event. But I just... It lacked something, man. It just... The track was flat. It was, you know, the crowd was... The crowd was not that loud. Again, it was shitty weather. Did you not get your upgrade on the flight you know, over? No, I did. I got upgrades both okay. ways. I'm very right. happy about that. Yeah, the mini pizzas were really good in the uh, in the in the tent. But um, he sleep rained, deprived. If it rained that much at Ernay, I don't know. I don't know how the race would have even happened well, if it rained that much. It, it's fine. We, we rained pretty damn much at Millville, and they just rerouted one hill. You know, I mean, it's got some pretty good hills. So, I think I think that that's a little bit hyperbole. Um, hyperbole. <laughs> are you, what are you looking for? <laughs> I'm jet lag. Jet, jet lag is hitting he's me. He's pulled his dictionary out right now. He's <laughs> looking at the pages, trying to understand what you just said. Jet lag is hitting me. Um, so yeah, it, it's. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if. Look, weather. If the weather was perfect, USA was going to have a hard time winning this race. They really Not were. Happen. They really were. Uh, Cooper could have won the MX2. Zach probably wasn't going to beat Koldenhoff, and Anderson wasn't going to beat Hurling, so you know we, nope. they needed some luck. But, um, but I think Cooper could have could have won, especially based on on his Saturday speed. I don't know, JT though. Like, I don't know if they'll ever win again. 
You don't think they'll ever win I, again? I don't know. Are, are, you the, high? are the dates going to be changed? Are you telling me the dates are going to change in the future? No, you're you're saying never again. I don't know, Come dude. On, man, I don't know, man. This is seventy third race, Steve. They won twenty two times out of seventy three, and you just said they're never going to win again. Are you crazy? I, I don't know. I said I don't bit. know. I didn't say. I didn't say. I just. I don't know. I. I what is going to change? I know. You saying that you don't know is crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been eight years, and they couldn't rent. Saying, they couldn't I'm, win a Red Bud. Like in, I'm saying in like ten or fifteen years, the people that are racing, it's going to be all new people that are racing. Yeah, no. Like but these other teams, these other countries may not even have okay, but some crazy good talent. You how know, is the this? That's the first time they ever won. How is like, the schedule going to change? Talking about how is the schedule going to change? Jerk off. How's that ever going to change? Probably not. GP keeps adding. They keep adding races. Okay, our well, our national they, champions declined to go. But things are cyclical. I mean, there were the GP format has changed so many times. How do you know what that's going to look like in ten years? You know, well, they were they were doing one moto. They were doing three classes in one moto in each class at one time. Like, there's no way to know what's going to happen. Well, I don't know. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's going well right now. But to say you don't know if we'll ever win again, yeah, yeah, that's, I, that's hyperbole. Hey, listen, hyperbole. That's the, hyperbole. These guys are fucking good at motocross. We've seen this now. And this is eight years in a row. And, I mean, I doubt they go early next year, right? They're probably not going to do that. That's a huge commitment the team made this year. I don't know, man. Like, they can't even make a podium right now. <laughs> so. I will give you it's whatever odds you want on however much money you want that will never win again. You take will never win again. I'll take we win again in the, in the future of all time of motocross well, racing. Well, until t- we die, terms We can only go until we die. We can't, conti- no, our we can't carry it on. Our family live on in perpetuity. Your dog, <laughs> no. my no kids, right. someone yeah, related I have to no me, kids you know? and you have no kids, so it's not going right. to happen. But I don't know, man. wasn't good. Weather didn't help. Track was, uh, what would you say, Zip, Skip? What would you say it for It was wet. No, you used another word where you said it was... Uh, I have no idea what you're I thought talking you, about. I thought in the beginning of the show you said the track looked, and I forget what the word you used. <clears throat> Anyways, um, yeah, I mean it was it was normal. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, it, it was. But, hol- but hold on, up. okay. So you take the take the Dutch team out of it. This was a a historically strong Dutch team, the best team they've ever had by pretty far. And I'll say better than last year because they're those guys are you know a year more experienced. No, you're you're already wrong. Because Hurlings what? was better last year. Vlanderin was about the same. Koldenhoff was about the same, and Hurlings was way better last year. Well, Vlanderin didn't race last year. He and did. His results he, he were did. much better this year than last year in MX2. So that's, he would that's have done. The, he would have done about the same last year. He was about the same rider. Anyways, go. He was going to go carry 10, on. Ten ten last year. Yeah, sure. So. Why not? Carry on. Why not? Because he wasn't as good. Okay. Uh, so you take the Dutch team out of it, right? Name a team that was. Significantly better than the U.S. I don't. I don't see one. And the scores. I think the, the overall, the overall tally. I think kind of reflects that a little bit. We talked. A little I mean, bit they, about my, we had a we had a rider with a broken hand. Skip. So. Absolutely, I know. Well, yeah. Well, the four, four teams were better. You know. Well, I'm saying. I'm saying if Steve is saying we'll never win again. I, I said I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't bet. Assen will be or Assen. Erne will be better for the Americans, obviously. But will the weather be better? God knows. Who knows? You know, I, I don't know. 
So I think you're you're pretty negative. But I, I really believe JT, I still believe they couldn't they it. couldn't podium at Redbud. Yeah, whatever. I mean, that's a okay. year ago. Right. I, okay. I get it. Right. I get it. You rain you rain for four days straight at any race, which has been the three years in a row. And yes, if, if you can guarantee me that it's going to rain for several days straight, leading up to and through the weekend, I'll give you it's going to be tough to win again. I'll give you that. But that's not going to happen over and over and over and over. I mean, it no, didn't rain. Should have good weather. Didn't rain in twelve. Point. Didn't rain in thirteen. Didn't rain in fourteen. Didn't rain in fifteen. Didn't rain in sixteen. So. I'm not nearly as pessimistic as you are, and I'm the one that's usually like suicidal after these losses. <laughs> but I mean, it's going to come around. It's fine. It's a little tough times. I mean, there are some significant problems. You know, we're not taking the best possible team we can year in and year out. Last year, I would say we probably did, but for for the most part, we're not. Uh, and then, yeah, the Dutch the Dutch have a really strong lineup right now. But, I mean, injuries happen and, and things happen. You know, Jeffrey Hurling gets hurt quite a bit. He's healthy at the moment. He was oh. not healthy a month ago. So Keep going um, to the Dutch, but there was four other teams, you know, that beat America. I get it. The yeah, Dutch like I better, said, we but... had a rider with a broken hand, Steve. If you're going to tell me Justin Cooper was going to go 25-31, yeah, you yeah, you never said yeah, no. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. I'll take I'll bet yeah. I'll bet I'll, I just, I'll take that. When you bet. look at the schedule of the race and you look at the weather in Europe at that time, you look at the the winless streak. I just don't know all the odds are stacked against America. To, to, tell for, me for, tell me what position event. we would have got. You just if if Justin Cooper goes 10-10 like Vlanderen did. What place does he get? What place does America get? Uh, I'll I've, tell you a second. Uh, yeah, that puts you on the podium, right? Right. Yeah. If ifs and buts. And then all of a I sudden mean, that you're not having this conversation. I mean, I think we're still having it because they get beat by the Dutch pretty good. But, yeah, I mean. We, we yeah. knew that going in, though. Yeah. We knew that we were most likely not going to beat the Dutch. I mean, I, we were hopeful, right? Everybody's – you go in optimistic and you hope for the best, you know, but just on paper it's not looking great. So, I don't know, man. I don't think – I don't think the sky's falling. You know, there's a, there are significant and specific reasons why we're not winning. I, I think that's fair. You know, the calendar, um, we are not a motocross-focused professional sport right now compared to Supercross. I mean, that's just a – there are financial reasons and there are calendar reasons why that is. Um, I, I steadfastly stick to my point that if you focus on something – 100% of the time being outdoor motocross versus, let's say, 40% of the time at most, nah, probably more like 30% of the time, I think you're going to be better at it. That's I, my opinion. Yeah, but when Villo and Dunge were winning this thing and Baggett and Weimer and Dunge and Tedesco were winning this thing, the focus on Supercross was still the same. It really I think was. Those guys have got, I think those guys have gotten better. Well, okay, but that's, I think, I mean, the, that's not anything to do with the focus. That's just those guys getting better. That's nothing to do with well, us they, focusing. I think they're getting you know. better because I think they're. I think as a group, their level is getting raised. Right. But well, I'll stick to my. I'm gonna. There's no way you're gonna talk me off my point that in any circumstance, if you are focused on something 30 or 40 percent of the time, a certain discipline, and someone else is focused on 100 percent of the time, you're gonna come in the long short. game. They're gonna get okay, better. Okay. Well, but that, like I said, it was the same for those guys. RV Dunge and all. I, I, Jeremy and those guys, that's a different story. The Americans were much better technical riders than them. 
they had new things going on that Europeans didn't. But when you look at recently, the recent victories, USA was able to pull out wins when the focus was the same. Those guys have gotten what, better. What do you? Why do you think those guys are right? Because, I mean, it, Hurlings came over and proved it on our at our track in Ironman. I mean, he was two seconds a lap faster. Well, okay, but you, you throw that out there. I'll throw Tomac whooping his ass at uh, at the Glen Helen USGP or or Cooper Webb beating Hurlings at Charlotte or whatever. Hurlings had a day. Hurlings was on it. It he had a day, but the year before at the USGP he got beat. Okay. Well, I'm as did everybody. Then, what? So, why are they? Why are they riding better at these races than we are? Then they. Well, let's get to our first guest or our next guest. He should be able to help. Here we go. Help some. Uh, help us out. Figure this out a little. <laughs> Good, bit. Well, Good I, answer, Steve. I don't want to leave Way this guy on hold there. anymore, and I feel like he could definitely add something to the conversation. Uh, brought to you by Vertex Pistons. Uh, Email uh, sales at pivotworks.com to get a deal on a Vertex piston. Every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna comes with a Vertex piston in the engine from the factory. Uh, OEM supplier to KTM, Husky, Gas Gas, Beta, TM. No matter which brand of bike you ride when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. Again, you want a deal? Email sales at pivotworks.com. Speaking of Husqvarna, uh, speaking of fly racing as well, it's Zach Osborne. What's up, Zacho? How are you? Answer the question, Steve. Okay. The Europeans have gotten better. Okay. That's that, was, that wasn't the question. It was why. I think well, I think they, they for, for a long time ago, when Stu was scrubbing and Americans were aggressively riding and scrub, I think they start watching all that stuff. I think then they were like, oh, we, that's how we need to ride. Cool. Let's do that. Because that seemed to be, for years, Skip, and Skip, you know this, their riding style was not there compared to Americans. They just, they were stodgy. They stood up, they stood up on the bike. They just didn't look. You know, all but over we, it. I mean, racing's evolved oh, yeah. every 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 year. It evolves. Yeah. yeah. So I just think the Europeans have been like, "Oh, cool! I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to ride motocross all the time." There's there's only one thing that hasn't yeah. changed over all the time. When the checkered flag comes out, the guy who gets it first wins. Yeah. Thank you. You're right about that. What's up, Zacho? Chilling, bro. Trying to stay awake, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm bogging a bit too. Yeah, yeah. I might need to get a new coffee. Uh, a new, a new my coffee. Uh, my kid woke up at two thirty last night, and she wouldn't go back to sleep. So, oh boy, it's been like a a, a pretty heater day. So, um, so Zacho, uh, how you feel? Uh, how's it? How you still bummed out a little bit, or you you got an attitude of like, hey, you left it all out there, and that, and that was it? Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of both, really. Um, I, I felt. You know, cautiously optimistic after Saturday. Justin rode absolutely awesome. Um, I was mediocre, but I knew what I needed to do to fix it um, as far as setting went and and myself. And Jason was was plenty good enough to, you know, be in the hunt. So I felt like we were in a good place, and um, it all just went sideways on the first lap of the first moto, and um, that was that. Honestly, um, did you make some changes for the warm up on Sunday? Um, I did, but I wasn't really that that keen on the warm up. Like we right. just made the decision at the very last second to even go out because it was such a yeah, yeah. a mess. Um, but yeah, I knew kind of what I needed to do um, to fix what I wanted to fix. So um, that was that. What do you think, Zacho? Why why isn't America winning this event like they used to? Um, and there's a lot of factors. Uh, number one is that that they've elevated the game um, immensely. Like I told you guys on the the group that we have 
the other day, like even as, as recent as when I was racing GPs, you know, you didn't ride all of October, all of November, all of December, start riding in January, do a little bit of physical training in December. Like mm-hmm. that was kind of the, the lay of the land. And now they take like two or three weeks off and they're right back on it just as we do supercross, but they, um, yeah, they, you know, they're riding motocross the whole time. So I think that, that, that allows them to evolve settings and, um, you know, just continue to, to get better and better. But honestly, the, the biggest thing for me is the date. I think the date is tough for us. It's hard to continue for another five weeks. And, and it's not even really the training aspect, but the hardest thing is, is finding racecraft after that, that long, you know, those sharp, quick decisions and all the things that you think of naturally, um, during racing, it's, it's almost as if I wouldn't compare it to coming back from an injury, but mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like half, half of that bad, you know, where you're just, you don't have that trim that you normally have or that you would normally take racing each weekend. And, um, you know, we did our very, very best to simulate and to train as hard as we could to to go there ready. And um, and I believe that we were ready. And I think that the result would have been much different if if Justin and Jason didn't get together on the yeah. the first lap of the first moto. But there's no excuses. We did everything we could, and um, we were sixth place. Yeah, it, it it's it's the worst possible outspit, uh, outcome for a mud race. Crash in the opening lap. Oh, and then take your teammate out too. Like absolutely, yeah. almost laughable at how bad that that is for a team, and you know. and the just the likelihood is very very slim. I uh, I admire your effort. All of you guys need to be applauded for everything you do. The mechanics, the suspension guys, the riders, everybody going over there and working their balls off. Uh, that's awesome to see. Do you think, Erne, next year does the team need to do that again, or was this a sand specific training camp? Well. Actually, I did it the last time I was picked. I was in England um, even longer before the race than I was this time. Um, I think that, you know, there's no real reason to stay here. Um, the tracks are different, and no one's riding at that time. So if you want to get in the mix, then you need to be there. But mm-hmm. that's just my opinion. Yeah, but would they do it if anybody wasn't Zach Osborne? <laughs> would these guys do it? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, I, I'm super pumped um, on Jason and Justin both for um, following suit. And mm-hmm. not that it was like my idea or anything, but you know they were all in from yeah. from the moment that it was mentioned. So, um, and and I be, I believe in my heart of hearts that that's something that needs to be considered um, when picking the team is just you know the level of commitment that there is yeah. for it. It's a it's um it's a race solely for pride, basically um, pride of your country. And, and that's, you need to know going in that you have the right people. It's going to be incredibly hard, huh, Zacho, for USA to win this race again with everything, all the variables that we just talked about. Until they change the date to three weeks sooner, it's going to be hard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. JT, any questions for Zacho? Steve says that we're never going to win again. I said I don't know if they'll ever win again, Zacho. I Ever, think that that's a terrible. Um, that's crazy. I, I, I don't that's know. Uh, like one of because, those. Because um, the date won't change, right? They're adding more GPs. They ain't changing that date. Is that hyperbole, Steve? Yes. Okay. Um, they have to change it at some point. But the thing that the thing that really 
I, I don't know that it would change it if we didn't go for a year or something, but I don't just that's not who we are as American people, I don't believe is is not going or mm-hmm. not building a team because we don't like what the when the date is or right. how something is. It's just not who we are. Did you like the track? You know, I was it was better than I thought. Um and it was gonna be a really good racetrack, I think, before even after Saturday, it was still pretty good, but Sunday, it just, yeah, it was terrible. Um, and it, it was just so, like, soupy and sloshy because it was, you know, it's just a big old cake sitting on top of some yeah some asphalt. It can't drain anywhere, so it just was just thick and oh. gross. And, I mean, it, it sucks that there's incredible motocross tracks like there are a dime a dozen in Europe, in my opinion. There's a lot of traditional, old school, you know, all the things that make motocross tracks, motocross tracks all over the place. And we were there. But at the same time, it was pretty cool to see how many people turned up and just the the magnitude of it all, even with the worst possible weather, except if it had snowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I felt so bad for you guys, like just – you know, you get there on Sunday and you see the warm up and you're and you're just like, Oh no, everybody is screwed here. <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah, dude, the, is... the first two weeks we were there it was like seventy five and sunny every day and yeah. it was perfect weather and then the last week it was marginal and then yeah, Friday, Saturday and Sunday were just terrible. Saturday wasn't that bad. No, yeah. But Sunday was terrible. That- I, you know, the things that used to stick out, I always had memorable experiences, you know, and, and I tried now that I've gotten older, the experiences not at the racetrack tend to stick out a little bit more for me. And, mm-hmm. you know, were you able with, you had a little bit of change in your support staff that you were there the last time, were you able to take in and enjoy the experience out, outside of the racetrack and just spending some time with the family and that type of stuff and the team and the training and everything, all the prep work. Were you able to find time where it was a something you look back on and go, that was a memorable experience? Oh, for sure. I, I mean, I love going to Europe. I enjoy it um, very much. I, I would consider even going back for a couple of years before I'm done. But um, this trip was really good. We had um, awesome accommodation. We had awesome, um, you know, team support from Ice One and just the whole atmosphere that we had going into the race with the boys and um, with Jason and his buddies and just everyone was there for one goal. And it, it was really cool to see us kind of all pull together and just go for, go for gold, you know, and um, I, I had a blast. Oh, that's good to hear. You know, the also like part of being part of the, the experience is just team USA, you know, like, I mean, I obviously I'm old or old school and, and, I've always dreamed of the, getting those jackets and just the whole thing. But um, that that's a huge part of it for me, too, just like the dinners and um, the, especially this year, the team camaraderie we, we yeah. had was that, pretty awesome. That's that is such a special time, I you know, having that those same feelings that you just expressed. But, um, you know, some of the some of the barriers that we put up when we're here yeah. racing on a regular basis, those things – with the right group, those things, and Roger's really good at that. You yeah. know, those barriers maybe go away, and it's it's uh, it's it's just about racing your dirt bike. Uh, it really is. It's cool. Zacho, the Steve. it ended up being what? 
Huh? I was going to ask you how you how you felt about all the the jackets and everything the the team dinners and USA team jackets and apparel well, and stuff. They cut down on I want to say 30, 30 USA uh, team gear. 30, 30 less than the year before. So that's good. Keep that going. Keep cutting it, people. Um, <laughs> I mean, I just, I just, I mean, but I found out last year the AMA sells packages. So if you buy, spend money, you can have all the USA gear just like Zach Osborne. So that's who these people are that you don't know who the hell they are. That's who these people are. Walking around, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're just like, who is this guy? And they're like, oh, they bought, they bought the jacket and the shirt. So they're, they're with Osborne, you know? Did you uh, did you see that um, interview? I oh man, I'm I'm struggling to remember who did it. Uh, maybe MX Vice. Somebody did an interview with DeCoster, and he said it was about a three hundred thousand dollar proposition. Yeah, that was that race. was MX Vice. We were talking about that earlier in the show. I I can't believe it'd be that much money, but uh, <laughs> that's yeah. crazy, right? I was like, what? What? I know. I mean, the, the, the Cowie <laughs> guys told me it's sixty grand. So I guess if you go 60, 60, 60, three riders. Yeah. You know, add, 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 add two more weeks to that. Yeah. Yeah. Add Osborne, you know, uh, sucking up all the, re- all the money while he's in <laughs> that, his vacation. That's so, a, that's at AMA a, and all those people. Yeah. yeah. Even uh, 60 sounds like a lot. What's the budget for team fried too? Like, what are they spending? Good <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, uh, Zacho. So I talked to, uh, Brad at star Yamaha and they said that, uh, they tried one of Gertz's shock. Uh, from uh, from the Omaha guys, and they liked yeah. it. It was a sand setting. They really liked it. They kept their fork stuff, but they really learned a lot about the the valving. It wasn't much different, but it was different enough that that's the shock they ran at uh, at Aston. Did you use anything from Ice One? Did you learn anything sand stuff like anything at Southwick that we might see you have next year from those guys? Um, no, <laughs> I mean by the time no. we got there, we were no. pretty much back to uh, <laughs> right back to Southwick base. Uh, honestly. Right. Right. We made a lot of changes, and mm-hmm. um, I think we we're a, even a little bit more out on the fork uh, as far as height goes uh, on Saturday. Um, obviously, we were able to try the European bikes with everything that they race with, and um, neither one of us could really make it work um, right. and be fast enough. We both felt like super easy and super um, in control, but just not fast enough on right, the stopwatch. Right. So. Okay. We scrapped that pretty early on and, and then moved forward with something that we knew right. well and just kind of adjusted off of that. Zacho, how much do you credit the ability for the MXGP guys to change frames and change swing arms and change all kinds of things in their race setup versus where – for that race, yes, you could change stuff, but it's un, very unlikely to um, versus a production-based setup. Like a, on a track like that, or a deep, heavy, sandy track where stability is going to be hugely important to be able to run a longer frame or any of the things that you guys would want to have? How much stock do you put into that? Um, that's a tough question because, I mean, it, the bike was very, very different, the one that I rode, um, compared to what I race here. So, it, you know, it, I think I told them maybe like three months and I get – really be super comfortable with it um yep. <laughs> three months but that well i mean that that's how long it takes to develop a bike into something that yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're comfortable with you know but it it's it is a huge difference the stuff that they ride compared to ours not in a in a good way or a bad way yeah, um, just different 
just just different um and i think it's also a lot more catered to their tracks you know our tracks are a lot more ruddy and and say slot cars and you want that sharp turning and you want that bike to feel very underneath you whereas with their bike you know they, they ride a lot more fast tracks that with no ruts that are kind of gravelly like Udavala or Locket or um, that Arco de Trento track. There's a lot of that, and I think that on those tracks, that stuff makes a, a massive difference. I, I can only imagine. I mean, when you guys are you're talking about change, right? But there's levels of change, and it's all based on character. And and, and going from what I what I would assume would be what you're accustomed to and going to something that is not even close character wise you talk about being different but when you change the character that much it's not something you can easily adapt to it's yeah i mean it was it was like night and day for me um we our bikes were stuck in customs for two extra days on the way there and we were like oh yeah these bikes are good you know we're yeah yeah. i literally went on like i think we rode our bikes on friday and I was like, there's no way I'm going to choose my bike. It's just it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and after the fact, Jason had kind of told me the same thing. He was like, dude, there's no, you know, I came here today, and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to pick my bike. And we went there, and we both kind of thought still the same. And then on the stopwatch, it was just two seconds lap every time. That's crazy. Every time. Yeah. And that that was that. You know, we, we did maybe two more days each of back-to-backing it, and, then we scrapped the project. <laughs> um, Zach Osborne on the Pulp Mech Show, uh, brought to you by VertexPistons.com. Zacho, uh, there's nothing you can trade me for my Ferrato jersey. I will keep this thing forever. <laughs> it, I treasure uh, it. He, someone posted a video of him like doing this big deep breath with a smile. Yeah. At the end of the, uh, yeah. Yeah. He is, he, it's so funny. He's my guy. I'll be he's Ferrato. like straight out of Mario Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He doesn't speak Italian, I was told. I, I don't know. He does. That is, you got the worst information. He I, speaks Italian and English. I don't know, bro. I was told he doesn't even speak Italian. He speaks some sort of dialect of Italian. I yeah, don't know he, Zacho. Steve gets told he wants to do an interview with him. Yeah. They say, well, he doesn't speak English. And then they, they go further and say he actually doesn't even speak Italian. And I'm like, holy shit. Wow, the guy's like, like you know. What do you think he speaks Swahili like he just clicks? I don't know. Words. And then I go back to the press room and Adam Wheeler's like, yeah, I've interviewed him before in English. He's fine. So my sources were, weren't very good, Zacho, on this one. But, wow. Um, you must be super gullible. I don't know, bro. I just <laughs> yeah. this is what the guys from the guys from Get told me that. So uh, you know, just tell, let you know that. Um, he also thinks we're never winning ever. Again. I don't know if we're ever winning again. But you know what? Actually, JT, you could have my Ferrado jersey if you give it to Ustream to use as a towel on the cameras. Like seriously, why 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 couldn't they wet the towel the cameras? I don't know, man. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have a good answer that, for dude. you. I, I don't have a good answer for you. I, I agree with you. What, I'm, what do you want me to say? Dude, there were some I, angles where they cut to a camera. And you couldn't. The one at the end of the long straight by the, the grandstand at that tabletop, I was just like, what am I looking at? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know who or what this is in front of me. Imagine trying to imagine trying to analyze the race through that. Oh, Jesus. Oh, why cut to it? I, I don't know, bro. <laughs> they really needed some cat towels badly. Um. All right, sir. So, Okay, go ahead. So we're never winning again. That's pretty heavy Dude, because just so we're so, clear, he's I, the only one that's got that I, opinion. I said I don't know if we're ever winning again. Or you guys, so, I'm Canadian, so you guys. Like JT said, had Justin gotten a tenth, not two tenths, just a tenth, a tenth. 
we would have been second, which obviously we're not winning. But you know, then it takes one mistake from the Dutch, and then oh, we're in the we're in the what? game. You know, one mistake from the Dutch. You needed a few mistakes from the Dutch. Hold on. No, we hold only on. needed hold one. On. Hold on a second. The, the Dutch were the best team, no doubt. Let's let's be real about that. But yeah, that's no doubt. You, I mean, we right. knew going saying, in that that yeah. it was a mammoth task to beat them there. Like yeah. we knew that you're gonna have. But, you're, you're actually gonna be third if Cooper gets one tenth. You'll be third. You'll have fifty-two points to forty-seven for Belgium. Okay. But but yeah, it won't take much in the other moto. So either way, any time right. any time you're talking about being on the podium to say you're never winning that race again. I don't know, bro. Okay, so here's where I'm going to be listen, a dick. We're not, okay, listen. We're, here, here, I'm going to be a dick now. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm sorry, Zacho. I have to. I, I'm not going to be a dick. I, I, just, I have questions, Zacho. Could be okay. a dick. Okay. And I, this comes from a place of peace and love. All right. Okay. So you're one of the top ten riders in the world. I feel, Zacho. Okay. JT, do you agree? Yes. Overall, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just I feel like Zacho's. Um, you know, there's 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 Ferrado, there's Tomac. You know, there's a bunch of guys in there. But, no, seriously. Medaglia. Medaglia, yes, Fasciati. Um, uh, but, okay, so, Zacho, you're one of the top ten riders in the world. You just you won a second moto at Southwick, which is a sand track, not Lomo, but it's a sand track, okay? Yeah. Um, and then I I see your, your – and, and Sunday was a shit show. Bad starts, vision sucked, track was narrow – you couldn't pass. I get it. I get your results. And your first moto, 13th to 5th, that was good. That was on that track, on those conditions, where you started. Now, you can make the case that you need to get a better start, but okay. So, But where you started, I'm, I'm happy with that ride, okay? Your next yeah. moto, not so much. Anyways. No, it was trash. Okay. So let's go Saturday. Track was good. Weather was okay. So I just I just fluffed you up. Now I'm going to bring you down, Zacho. You're one, yeah. of the, you're one of the top ten riders in the world, and this goes for Anderson too. He didn't answer my call to come on the night, so I can't really talk to him. But you're one of the top ten riders in the world. You win the second moto at Southwick. You're a bad dude. How is Harry Coolis point two off of you? How are you sixth fastest? Like Coldenhoff, I get. He's he's a bad dude, and and it's he's a Dutch, and it's Sandtrack. I get it. What I what I'm getting at, Zacho, is you shouldn't be sixth, but maybe. Just maybe it boils down to all the internet message boards and all the tweets and everything else. Maybe it just boils down to it's different. It's very, I mean, it's very <laughs> different. There's no two ways about it. Do you know that what right I'm now. saying about your sixth place, though? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know no, how I you get, get it. Yeah. Yeah, I get it 100%, and I, I don't. And Jason was 12th. Jason's 12th fastest rider and. MXGP, like what? No, he's not. He's a bad dude. He's also in that group of top ten fastest with you. Yeah, and and it goes back to the thing I said about the bike a little bit. You know, obviously three weeks of prep was better than two weeks of prep or no prep at all. Yeah. But it's one of those things that you learn over, you know, sand riding in general over years of time. You know, I knew what I was getting myself into by going there period and going there early and all that like i was fully aware and i didn't expect to become a sand rider there were days while we were there where i felt like hey you know what maybe i could actually become a sand rider someday still um but yeah it's a special thing it's a special surface and i 
Yeah. I mean, but but you won Southwick second moto. Yeah, I mean, I won it pretty handily, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, this was, was this that far off Southwick? Yeah, miles off. Okay, because Lomo, I get Lomo is miles off. Uh, you, I, I yeah. would say Lomo is actually closer to Southwick than what uh, we were. Okay, all right. I take everything that I said then, throw it out the window. All right. Mark that you thing. You do that more often. <laughs> I don't. Do you know what I'm saying, JT? So I just yeah, think, I, no, yeah. I, yeah, as I'm look, watching the screen and I'm going, come on, Zach, come on. Come on, Jason. Like, I'm going, know, come on, Jason. Well, You're 12 fastest. Better. Right. I know he's better than what he's putting up on the timing and scoring yeah. screen. And, and Zach, so. don't, please don't think I'm a dick, Zach. No, I'm not. I okay, don't. Right, okay. I, trust me, I've asked myself the same questions, like how it's possible. But, <laughs> right. Like, it, yeah, I just – so – do we just stop arguing on message boards and, and Twitter about all this stuff and just go, look, well, it's totally different? I will different. say one thing that, that in my my personal opinion, that whole Europe versus America, your guys blow, our guys yeah. are the best, right? you know, vice versa. All that has taken a lot of the fun out of the, the event. And right. I'm super stoked that there were a lot of people that were pumped on Jason's videos and just the effort that we put in and kind of bringing it back to what it used to be. But I, I just, it sucks that everything has to be judged on this one two-day event, yeah, that, no. and especially in the time when it was like it was this weekend where, I mean, literally anyone could have won. Yes, the best guys did win, but it, it was just, a, yeah. you know, a crapshoot. Um, you know, because, hey, Strybos, Jonas, Simpson, Tixier, Coolis, bring it to Southwick. Bring it on to Southwick and see what you got for Zacho, because they don't have anything. It'll be the same thing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean it's possible. I I don't know. Um, and you know, at one point I was totally anti on JT's um, Supercross six months of the year, eight months of the year, whatever uh, theory. But I'm not that far off of it now. I, I feel like definitely if we just hammered motos all year. Um, no, we would definitely be a little bit better. Well, no, you would be 100%. You'd be better. But what I'm, what my point is, is that RV and Dunge and those teams in 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, those USA teams, there was there was still a there was still a Monster Cup, there were 17 rounds of Supercross, and that's what we cared about, and they were still winning. Yeah, and I get that, but that's not even comparable in my my opinion because of the way that the things in Europe have changed as far as training and riding and yeah, 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 for the and things you said, right, yeah. Also, right. accessibility to tracks during the winter. Now they have that red sand place. It, it, winter training used to be just like some riding prior to the first GP. Well, now they have red sand and they have a couple of different facilities in Italy where they could go and like really hammer, you know, and I think that that's made a big, big difference in the well, level. Well, what do you think, JT? Can Tixier, Simpson, Jonas, Strybos, Coolis come to Southwick and beat Zach? I say no. No. But huh. I think, uh, I mean, we've seen, like, DeRuver was pretty damn good at Southwick. You know, the year he came, okay, yeah, he's not beating Stu. I, I get it. But we got second, he was right? pretty good. He got second. He got third in the moto. Third? He got third in the moto. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. so it's pretty good. Uh, yeah. But I think, I think it's cyclical, a lot of it, too. I mean, the talent yeah. level in Europe is the best it's ever been, you know? There was, there have been good guys, but it's never been this deep where you have Geiser from Slovenia and you have, you know, the French that are obviously good. 
You have two incredibly good Dutch guys. Uh, I mean, we've never seen this many guys. Now we have a Spaniard coming into the fray, you know, which we don't, we never really had. Um, oh, they're just guys coming from all these different Jonathan, countries. Jonathan Berrigan would like I, to fight you, by the way. Yeah, that's fine. He's not Jorge Prado. One other thing. Um, no, he's not for sure. <laughs> One other thing is that our weather kind of, in in a sense, hinders our speed because there's a lot of races where it's like, you know, like WW where it was hotter than crap and it's just like finishing the moto, whereas they have a lot of weather where you can go absolutely 100% all in both motos, no problem. And to me, that makes a big difference because like I was saying earlier about racecraft and having that tiny little bit of edge, every time you pass that edge safely, you kind of you learn, unlock yeah. a new level, you yeah. know, and when you're unlocking those new levels, it, it builds on itself, builds on itself, builds on itself, and then, yeah, by the um, end of the year, you're freaking beast mode. Weird. I will, I will oh. say one thing to your point, Zach, real quick, Steve, sorry. Um, so there were two summers where I went and stayed with Nick Way in the summer uh, just yeah. to ride with them and train and whatever. I did notice that. Uh, when I was in Florida, just to get through my motos was hell on earth, and I really didn't work through i didn't work on my skill set a lot like i didn't practice turns a lot i didn't do a lot of the things that i would have liked to because i was so miserable uh just getting through my motos and it was so hot that i didn't really have any energy left to do that yeah Uh, and the summers i went to michigan like it's so mild there that i probably rode like three times as much and i we practiced different stuff and i worked on technique and we tried all kinds of stuff so i felt technically like i gained a lot by going up there just because the the climate kind of allowed for more riding. So I don't know whether that's the case or not, but I, I definitely felt that difference when I when I went up there and was able to ride way 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 more just because the climate wasn't killing me, like literally killing me to go out there and ride for uh, that much more. Um, yeah, weird. Uh, Look, weird. also I want to make it clear that I'm not making any excuses for no a loss. Like I'm just I don't think anybody thinks about no. That. We're asking you. We're we're yeah. We're the ones asking you to figure. Yeah, you know. Um, weird though to see Geyser TKO uh, Sewer um, guys uh, do really well win the classes geyser and, and olsen won the classes and their countries weren't really factors you know so yeah a little weird to see that um but this and race jonas was quite good both days also mm-hmm. better than he's been at been at the gps yeah, all year it's yeah. probably because i taught him how to ride well oh boy here we go yeah he was <laughs> yeah, oh, he was great um i think uh estonia he, you know, got fourth him, yeah him living in latvia i mean the weather is dicey at best in latvia you know growing up there yeah so. Has a lot of history, I'm sure, and conditions similar to that. And uh, yeah. France was going to get third again, except Paulin's motor blew up on the last lap. Suck it, France! <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> Finally, oh. it's, just, it's just nice to see some 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 have some bad luck, Zacho. That's well, you all. Can you say, man, I'm not eating until we get to Chipotle in Paris, so that you can just. Hey, yeah, uh, you got me. You got me. Damn whole shot. Uh Hal you, wants you to. You could s- be like. Uh, oh. You could be like Mark Chamberlain, and. Uh, he was pumped when he saw Paul oh, and yeah. his bike break. Yeah, for sure. No, hey, <laughs> I said that at the compressed conference. There's nothing wrong well, with saying think, that. How'd you yeah. feel about his bike? I was pumped. He's yeah, exactly. Hal, what's up, man? You want to talk to Zach Osborne? Hey, boys. Uh, good evening. Zach, outstanding job, my friend. Listen, there's Thanks. nobody more patriotic uh, than me. Uh, I've served in this country uniform for a long time, and 
there was nobody more proud of your performance as team captain and of the other two folks as your teammates. Um, th- there could not have been a better team, in my opinion. I think Roger should have a slap on the back uh, for the way he put this team together and the dedication you guys showed uh, to perform. Make no mistake about it. These men overseas in the European uh, motocross community, they're bad men. To go over there and get sixth with just a few weeks prep is fucking fantastic. So no one should hold their head low. Everyone should hold their head high. It's going to be a time when we will win. And Steve, brother, I love you, but you're wrong. We will win. We will win again, and we'll win soon. It's just a matter of time. Okay, well, soon. Thanks, Hal. Yeah, soon a lot of things will happen. We just got to wait, Hal. It's just... I mean, no one's telling me when's USA going to win again. Everybody just keeps saying, ah, they're going to win again. And I mean, they may. They may. They they may. I don't. But for all the reasons we laid out, Hal, this is going to be a tough one, man, for the USA to get back on top. Over the history of this race, we've won more often than one in three times. More often than one in three times in the history of the event. And you're saying we'll never win again. That, that, I said that, I don't know. And, Ridiculous. And, and, and we also have won two world wars, and those were pretty tough, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Hal. Thanks for the call, man. See you, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, Zacho, we'll let you go. You're, you're tired. Um, thank you. Thank you not for coming on this show. Screw this show. Thank you for the effort you put in for this. Thank you for, for everything you did, uh, and Jason, too. Uh, Justin, I think it was very commendable, and it didn't work out at all. But... Um, <laughs> Shit happens. It's motocross racing. We've all, all all been involved in that. Skip, myself, JT, uh, and even Marks, uh, when he crashed at Western, he knows shit happens. And yeah, you to be you guys are to be commended for all, everything you put into this, man. Really, really uh, awesome work, and, and thank you for that. And uh, yeah, man, you're, you're taking the next month off. You deserve it. You deserve Thanks, it. Yeah, I'm gonna take some time off and do a little dirt bike detox. I've, I've thought on this race from the weekend a lot, and yeah. Um, by no means am I bummed. I mean, we did literally everything we could do. And, um, you know, one of the, my main goals was to bring us back together as, as a group and as a unit. And I think we had a lot more unity this year. Um, yeah, as a whole, there's a lot of people involved with the team that, um, we're all in with that too. And, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, the, my only hope is that I get to, uh, do it all again someday. Well, you got more time for shifting gears podcast. That's right. There you go. Um, <laughs> my, cool. My Everest episode was good. It was. Yes. Check it out, everybody. Shifting Gears podcast on the Pulp Mex Network. So, I got. A, I think I got a new sponsor for next year. I'll talk to you tomorrow about it. All right. Sounds good. Perfect. Thanks, Zacho. Later, guys. See ya. See ya. I that, bet it. I bet it's not Ustream. It is not Ustream. No. No. Okay. But I met David Luongo, Giuseppe's son. <laughs> you yeah. didn't even know. I didn't even know who it was. But <laughs> you didn't yeah, even know it. I met him. He barely looked up through your phone. He barely – he didn't take my pass away, so that part was good. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I wish I would have given him a towel and been like, hey, go to the turn four and wipe the t- camera. Oh, out. man. Uh, all right, everybody. X-Brown Goggle Tariffs. Let's do it. It's the X-Brand Tariff segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. X-Brand Goggle is a choice of champions everywhere. If you don't wear X-Brand, you won't win. Show 400, we had a lot of guys wearing X-Brand uh, to the championships. At least that's what I said anyways. Uh, EKSBrand.com, Pulp Show 19 is the code to save. Privateer heroes like Ben LeMay and Henry Miller and Kyle Cunningham and John Short and 
Freddie Norn before, uh, A-Ray, Seven Deuce Deuce. They all were X-Brand. Pop Show 19 is the code to save. Thanks to those guys. Rapid fire questions. All right, uh, questions for Skip Norfolk, myself, JT, and Marks. I have some for you. That's... Uh, that's a fine? Uh, I don't know. Okay, all right, let's go. Steve, Yep. Uh, separate out a blame pie for the USA designations results. Um, schedule... 70% track 25% no track tw- schedule 60% track 20% weather 20% is that equal 100 that's 100 okay there we go skip who taught you the most about wrenching uh mark johnson He's good at this. <laughs> yep, yep, that's good. We need yep, clear, concise Johnson. answers. JT is not good at this. Well, here goes nothing. <laughs> JT, most impressive and most disappointing rider at Designations. Most impressive, Glenn Coldenhoff. Most disappointing, mm, God, I have to go with Wacko. I hate it. Oh. I hate. I hate to say that. Unbelievable, what a dick. Ah oh, man, but I I can I get that he drop, was please? so ready. He was so ready. Five thirteen. He's better than five thirteen. Where's that drop, please? Which one? Quit being a dick. Quit being a dick. I like playing it when but you I, say things. But I love yeah. Zacho. I love Zacho. He's my he's my favorite professional rider. So that pains me to say it, but I'm trying to be honest. Trying to give you the real answer. Well, his first moto was fine. Like like. What you can say about his first moto was, why didn't you get the start, Zach? You had the inside gate. You needed to get a better mm-hmm. start. But if you take away the start, and I realize that's impossible because it's in part of the race. Right. But if you take away the start, 13th to 5th in those conditions, I'm good with that. Yep. But, yeah. But get a better but start. He's better, than, he's better than Harry Coolis. Should have beat him. <laughs> Dude, this is, right. That's my whole question to him. That's my whole question. I just, and then the second moto was not good. No. The less said about I mean, the second was, moto, the better. He, oh, he, was he, doing, he was doing like two seventeens, and where he should have been would have been more like 209, 210. You know, like that. Yeah. He, he just yeah. wasn't riding well. Bad day. Nope. All right. Do you really have some for me here? Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, my turn. Okay. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Marks. Yes. If you could attend any Supercross or Motocross race in the world, what would it be? Is that W-O-O-D? Yes. It changes everything. Um... What would it be? Anaheim one with a laptop in your lap? Not been there. <laughs> been to Glendale with a laptop in my Don't lap. Don't worry, too. guys. I got a hotspot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the hotspot worked. The code didn't. Um, if I could go to any race, I would say probably. You're already designations. All right. Just just to do it once. All right. Okay. At Aspen? Definitely not at Aspen. <laughs> Just somewhere else. <laughs> Nobody wants to go to Assen. Go to Erne. Erne. We never Arne go to Assen ever again. Yeah, I've heard Erne's good. That'd be yeah, cool. It's like the worst, biggest race of the year, and they put it in a fucking flat road race. My boss track. should hook me up with that. It'd be cool. Uh, Steve, does Marks have a better chance of beating you on a moto track or riding e-bikes? Moto track. You actually have some skills on a dirt bike. Thank you. You do. Yeah. I don't have any fitness to go with those skills. Right, but right. <laughs> Uh, Skip, which year wrenching for Jeremy was your favorite? 
Oh, 93. No questions about it. I mean, that was just, it was spectacular. Let me ask you an ultimate bench race question. What about 93? Okay. <clears throat> if JMB stays and he's motivated, does Jeremy beat him? Man, that would, that would. We never know the question. No, you won't. We'll never know the answer, I mean. So. No, because those two, those two spent some time riding together and. Because, um, you know, 92, he just mailed it in. And he still won five races or six races. JMB was that. <laughs> he changed He changed the way I think a lot of guys look at how to ride a motorcycle yeah. a little bit. Right. The answer is yes. What? Jeremy wins? My, my answer is yes. Yeah. Okay. JMB didn't even win the title in 92. So, I mean, Jeremy changed the entire sport in 93. So, yeah, I think Jeremy wins. All right, next question. JT, who's a commentator you look up to or try to learn from in any sport? Uh, Malin's pretty damn impressive. Um, I think GL, he's so comfortable with this analysis. That's having done it now. I'm impressed by that. And uh, I've always thought Weech does a good job, but but single-handedly by himself covering all the bases from analysis to in and out of everything, Malin is next level. He's truly the best I've ever seen or heard or been around. All right, Marks. Yep. My turn? Yep. Who was more drunk, Weimer the night he became Jack, Jake and Coke or RV on 300? 400? 400. Good job, Mark. Uh, I would probably s- I would say RV, No. I don't know. He's he's asking you. It's tough because I feel like RV plays it well. I I think he was pretty sauced up though. But so was Jake that one that one show. Yeah. Maybe I'm going with Jake. Okay. Jake and Coke. Steve, where did JT's disappointment level rank compared with past oh, no, motocross nothing, of nothing. designations he's, losses? The 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 stages of grief, you know, denial, anger, whatever they say that is. <laughs> Acceptance is the last one. He is full acceptance, like the last few years. <laughs> There's been no anger. There's just acceptance. It's just, he's just, yep. He's growing. He's growing yeah. as a human being. Yeah, no, no. He's just like, yep, USA's going to lose. All right, cool. Skip, name two current riders that you see untapped potential from. Two current riders with untapped potential. Oh, man. I, uh, I think Austin. I think it's gonna be interesting to see what happens there. Austin Faulkner. Yep. Yep. Um, man, it seems like you know all these guys so well. But um, um, Pierce Brown. Hmm. I'll go McAdoo. Nobody asked me, but I think McAdoo at PC will full time deal training. You know, hold the, like knows where he's gonna ride. He's he's a focused individual. Yeah, he very much wants it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. JT, was the man-made track a success or failure? Failure. JT? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Was I thinking out loud? Steve's oh, RV man. this week, just answering questions that aren't to him. <laughs> I think had the weather cooperated, it would have been fine. But the weather killed any chance for it to be a success. My turn? Yep. Uh, Marks, who is your favorite regular caller and least favorite regular caller? Favorite regular caller, Dylan. 
Dylan didn't call tonight. Oh, I know. I got a I got a bone to pick with Dylan, by the way. So hopefully he Dylan calls. is very polite. Yeah. Very uh He's very passionate. Very passionate, yeah. yeah I but like man, him. and okay. then he always tweets after Thanks for letting me on. I'm so pumped. Love right. you guys. What uh we need uh we need your least favorite least favorite caller? Um and I don't I don't know. I can't okay. really I can't really think of one right now. Crazy right. lady. Oh yeah, boy. <laughs> All right. Crazy Lay is my least favorite. Is that it? Yes. x Goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Pulp Show 19 is the code to save. Um, let's take a couple more calls, JT, then we'll let you go. Uh, right. First up is Cody on one. Cody, what's happening, man? How are you? Uh, Good. Uh, So, okay. Dude, you've been on hold for um, an hour. Uh, Yeah, but, I mean, I'd be listening either way, so it doesn't matter. Okay, what, what, uh, you got a bike? Uh... Yeah, you don't sound like that. Doesn't sound like a positive. <laughs> that sounds like you just made well, that up. It's, it's a piece of shit, but yeah. What uh, you want? You just want a t-shirt? Would that make it easier? Screw the bike. Uh, yeah, sure. All right, stay on the hole. We'll get you a Maxima USA t-shirt. All right. Okay. All right. You don't sound pumped. You want me to take that back? Again? I, I, no. <laughs> well, Cody, you sound like. Are you going to let him ask his question, Steve, or what? Well, I'm What's trying to get to the bottom of Cody if he's happy to win a prize or not. No, of course I am. Okay. <laughs> of course. Okay, so you've been beating this drum of that we shouldn't send a team. Yeah. And I'm fully on board with why. But Thank you. dude, if we if we didn't send one right now, we would look like such quitters. Uh yeah, a little bit. <laughs> oh well. I, I, think, I, I think Zach covered that answer pretty good. I mean, USA didn't go. In 2004, they didn't go. In 19 from 1977 to 1981, they didn't go. It's not like it's unheard of. It's not like USA has been sending this team year after year. In the 60s, they didn't go. Like when if, if, when the event first founded, like there's lots of years the USA didn't go to this race. So what's the big deal? 2011 didn't go. I mean, it was 9/11, but still didn't go. Yeah, but I don't know. We People are talking 11. more shit than ever. 2001, sorry. What's that, Cody? What? People are talking more shit than ever about not uh, us making excuses or whatever. Well, Cody. Yeah, it would be a bad look. It, it yeah. would be. It wait, look, look, I can't argue that. But, Cody, you got 300 grand? You want to send the team or what? No, I'm That's on your side. I completely talk. understand. I, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying it would not go how you want it to go, I think. Hey, listen, it, it – it, it, I mean, okay, so next time they win, because they're going to win any time, JT says, then, then don't go the next year. I don't know, man. No, that's that's actually what I was going to suggest. Yeah, I mean, if you're not going to go in protest, go immediately after winning. That's that's how you make a statement. Yeah, you know what though, Cody? Honestly, I may as well just be pissing in the wind. They're, they're not they're they're not going to not go. I don't think well, that's, that's a double yeah, negative. They're, they're going. They're going exactly right. Like, but yeah. Listen, it's not a fair race, and the USA sells tickets and spends a ton of money to get there. And and what do they get out of it? They get an unfair format for their schedule. They don't get any help with expenses. You know, like what? What? What, what, what are they doing for? What are they going for? If it was Olympics every four years, I get it. It's every single year. You know, like I just help us out. You stream. How about this? You stream. Just here's how you can help us. Every third year, it's in America. Boom. There we go. Every third year, it's in America, and then at least America could be like, "Hey, every third year we save on expenses." So I don't know, but yeah, 
But it's not going to happen. Yeah. Anyways, JT, uh, he's direct line with Ustream and the prime rib VIP tents and everything, and, and he tells us it's not going to happen. So there we go. I don't. I honestly yeah. don't think we're that far away from not sending a team for a year. Really? I don't think that. Uh, I don't. See I don't think it's the right thing to do. Yeah. But I don't think it's. I mean, you look at the riders that don't want to go. You look at some of the teams that have zero interest in being there. Uh, right. I mean that. That sounds like it's not that far away. Yeah. I. I yeah. I don't know. So. All right, Cody. All stand, it would take. Stand. All it would take is for the certain riders guys like Zach Osborne, to be injured or yeah. extenuating circumstances, and it could go sideways real fast. If there wasn't a, a someone leading the charge for this thing to get put together and organized, it could happen. Yeah, I feel like I was around in 2004, and I feel like just nobody wanted to go. Like Ricky, That's what I mean. Yeah, like, That's what I'm saying. Ricky was hurt, right? No. Was he hurt? No, he won outdoors that year. But he was switching to Suzuki. Was that it? Okay. So switching yeah, to Suzuki. Did together. And Wyndham didn't want to go back then. He didn't want to travel at all. Um, yep. Yeah, I just feel like, yeah. It no, was... that's what I'm saying. Like, you take a guy like Zacho out of it that's pulling everyone together, and you, you're expecting someone like Eli or somebody to lead the charge, and they don't really want to do it. It could happen real quickly. Well, so who who makes the, the final call? Is it Roger? Yeah, AMA and Roger. Because, I mean, like people like Savachi would always want to go, like the B-level guys who wouldn't normally get a shot, right? I don't know. I mean, there's always going to be someone who wants to go. Yeah, and, and they go around and ask guys and gauge interest. You know, if you get picked, do you want to go? Can you go? Do you have a team to support you in going? I, I think there's that's a, big, that's a big question right there, the support yeah. that it requires to do that mm-hmm. event. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah. All right, Cody, stay on hold. We'll get your T-shirt, all right? All right, thanks. Be a little more excited next time. That'd be cool, but, I mean, whatever. <laughs> well, I've been sitting on hold for an hour and drinking beer. And, okay, yeah. I get it. All right, stay on hold. All right. Uh, Paul, what's up, man? How are you? you want to talk about the MXGP schedule? Uh, yeah. Uh, first thing I want to say is I commend and uh, and applaud the entire Team USA for everything yes. that they've done this year. Agree. Uh, quite amazing. Um, I don't care what the finish was. They put in a lot of hard work. And then also, I just want to commend JT on on his progress with commenting. I mean, you can tell he's much more comfortable. Everything it, everything sounds great. He works well with Paul. You can tell they work well together. So, what about uh, what about uh, the other what about the other guy in the booth? Um, out of being nice, my mom has said never say anything okay. that's not right. nice. I'm just gonna no comment. We'll just move on. I got it. Understood. Uh, even Malin, out of, after a lot of comments from the other guy, was like, "What? What?" You could just tell the, you know, the the just silence was like, what? What are you talking about? Anyway, so, um, <laughs> so uh, I have a bit of a, uh, I'd like to play devil's advocate, devil's advocate for a second with a question and then throw a scenario at you guys afterwards. Um, so if you were like, say, JT, you raced professional forever. If you could have the MXGP schedule, that they have, if you could race the same schedule, would you give it up? Would I give up what? Like the schedule they have, all, all the all, all the time off they have, the the weekend breaks. I mean, I know yeah, that they had stuff scheduled in the month of, of March or April or whatever, wherever the big break was, and it got canceled or moved. But, I mean, they have a great schedule, right? They have plenty of time to recover if they get hurt, things like that. Well, they have – 
you know, let's say nine to ten less races, maybe at least ten if you had a Monster Cup, uh, just on their GP schedule. But they also race, uh, like, Dutch national championships, and, uh, you know, they're generally racing some sort of um, domestic championship on a lot of off weekends, too, plus some warm-up stuff like Hawkstone. Um, so they race quite a bit, but, yeah, if you could – start your se- your season at the end of February and wrap in September. Um, there's a lot of time off. You know, the flyaways are a bit challenging. Um, but sure, they have a they have an easier schedule than the U.S. There's no doubt about that. Okay, so here's a compromise for you. That, that'll never happen because uh, I don't think Giuseppe really cares. But what if they just push, like, make an opening in their schedule at the beginning of September – and put the MXON right there before the end of their series to help accommodate us, just like make a compromise, help accommodate us. And then also, you know, I mean, maybe just they give a little, we get a little, something like that. What do you guys think? Do you think that is a possibility? I, I think the biggest point there is that they don't really have any reason or motivation to make a big accommodation change. Um, and I think that's what Steve has pushed so hard on for us to just stay home is because he right. wants to force change. And I don't disagree that if, if change is what you want and change is your goal, you're going to have to do something drastic to accomplish it. So I don't think right now, I don't think they're sitting around going, you know what, how can we help Team USA? You know, how can we help them be better and save money and perform better at this race? I, to me, that doesn't seem like something that would be a, a big priority to them. And I think that's where Steve's comment comes of you've got to do something to, you know, create some urgency on their side to help us. And Steve, correct me if I'm wrong there. No, yeah. It's, it, yeah. What I don't understand is, like, dude, there's such little purse money at this race. It's all for pride. All that work, all that effort, everything. And that would be fine if it was a nonprofit race. No problem. But there's a team, an organization, that looks like they make shit tons of money. Like, seriously, they probably don't have armored cars large enough to take the money out of the facility at the end of the day. And so just let's be fair, if you're USA or any country. Hey, Ustream, you're making a lot of money here. And good for you. You're the promoter. You should. You're really probably paying back 2% of what you bring in. Can we get some help with travel here? We got to ship two four-strokes now and motors, you know, unlike back in the day. Yeah. Like, can we get some help here? Because you're not doing this out of your kindness of your heart. There's 40,000 people here paying 100 and something euros, you know. But, I mean, that, I mean, you know, that, yeah, I mean, I've, I'm, whether it's Feld or whoever, I'm, you know, I do feel like the promoters need to help out the ones that put on the show. But. Yep. <laughs> Uh, 100%. All right, cool. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great Thank night. Thank you. Thank you. All right, JT, flyracing, flyracing.com. Gear looked good this weekend? Yeah, it was so dirty, you couldn't really see it. No, so. I know, right? But yeah, I you was guys happy did, about it going into yeah, the weekend. You, yeah, it looked good. You guys did a good job on that, for sure. Well, we built some cool stuff that didn't get used. Like, uh, we built some custom stuff for Sean Simpson. Oh, yeah. And then the British... I don't even know if it's a federation or whatever they are, yeah. um, kind of forced this other jersey onto them, which I thought looked like crap. 
So that was a bummer. Were those pants custom though? No, no, they were just uh, right. They were no. just black and red. Okay, so yeah, <clears throat> I was looking at. They look like an older set, even an older line, or no? Uh, maybe we had a custom color in them. I, they were black and red. Yeah, I, I did see black the jersey and red. But was, anyways, the jersey yeah. was like totally all like badass right. done up, and right. they didn't they didn't use it. Right. So that was a bummer. All right. Well, it was good to see uh, Max and Dalton this weekend from Fly Racing. Of course, Max always giving me shit, as always. So, Yep. Uh, you deserve it, to be honest. No, I do not. Not at all. <laughs> I don't deserve that. Not at all. Um, cool. All right, JT. Thanks, flyracing.com. I guess. Are you tired or what? Yeah. Are you dragging? I am right now. Um, It's weird. Jet lag does funny things, so I'll come in and out of it. I'll feel great, and then I'll feel like right. crap, and then I'll feel good. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, Typical. The problem for me is I've been all over the place. To right, I went from China home for a day, Mexico home for a day, Europe, and then I've been home for a day. So I don't know where the hell I'm at. Yeah, as far yeah. as body what's, the, what's the longest you've been over there for, Skip? Do you ever spend a lot of time in Europe, like consecutively? Yeah, we did a four week, four weekends and three weeks. Oh, really? Stint, yeah, yeah, like a supercross, supercross. Yeah, kind of did a whole around the world thing. Jeez, that was. I went. Uh, my toughest one I ever did. I went. Uh, home to Spain to home to Australia to home to Spain to home. Oh, that's and brutal. Three, and like that mm-hmm. was like uh, shit. Uh, Seventeen days like that. Jeez. Yeah, that's yeah. that's Dude, stupid. Traveling yeah, like that's good. tough. Yeah, not good. Yeah. So, uh, well, I'm just All glad right, you're home, JT, so that you can get the right food that you need because that's a big problem. Thank for you. you. Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I appreciate I'm that. I'm very happy that you can order. <laughs> From your regular places and get your regular food. So, all right. Thank you. Thank you, man. I'm glad you're happy for me. I am. All right. FlyRacing.com. Please check them out. Uh, right from there to our first guest on the line from Swap Moto Live. He was also there this weekend, Michael Antonovich. What's up, Anton? Hi, Mathis. How are you? Uh, driving. I'm very good after a 24 hour travel day. Why? What happened? Uh, just it takes 24 hours um, to go from there to here because I didn't do like the shortest flights i went the cheapest flights. oh boy so yeah so i left like my airport hotel this morning at like like 24 hours ago and then was at the airport and then had a four-hour layover and then the 11-hour flight from dublin to lax oh yeah, boy it's a, long, it's a long day really right um right yeah skip skip norfolk's in studio the legend i've been listening it's been good i have one national win skip has a hundred. A lot more than that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Skip, did it ever get boring where you're just like, ah, fuck, we won again? Nope. Like, ah, shit, here we are in some city I don't even know. It never gets old. Okay. All right. There were, but there were some nights that were pretty easy. We we had, there was a few. Did you but... frame your bike every single week? Yep. Come on. Yeah. Even when he's just rolling and beating everybody, you didn't just change grips and graphics? Nope. Okay. All right. <laughs> just checking. Nope. Uh... Anton, actually, you know, actually, let's get to our caller, Anton, because this has something to do with you guys. Uh, with which C- guys? CJ, what's up, man? How are you? Oh, what's up, guys? So you have a question about Swap Moto Live's Alex Ray? Swap Moto Live's Alex Ray. Uh, Alex Ray posted today in O'Neill Gear. Is he done with Hep Racing? No, I, I don't. I, yeah, go ahead. Anton. I don't know. I have no idea. I say, like, I'm pretty far out of it. Him and Don are technically neighbors. They live, like, across the highway from each other. I don't really know any of that stuff. I've heard, like, the hep, is he in, is he out, is he in, is he out thing for a while now. Um, The big thing with us, 
Frank Kashar, Ed O'Neill, is such a good friend of ours that pretty much anything we need, I think Frank will be like, yeah, yeah, we'll make that happen. Well, so, I, yeah, I think the Hep thing, I think if Hep has a team, like if Suzuki commits, like Suzuki hasn't even committed to JGR right now. So if, if Suzuki commits, Hep will have a team and A-Ray will be on it and they will be in a new gear deal, but I don't know what. But for now, uh, CJ, he can just wear whatever he wants because he has no contract, right? So, but I, I think he'll be in HEP soon. Man. All right. All right. We're, we're worried for our little guy. I was wondering if the transition to, you know, Swap Moto Live had hurt his chances. So that's, that's well, where we're yeah, going. Yeah, I know. Uh, Swap Moto Live likes to come in and poach Pulpamex riders. They've done it with Ant, with A-Ray. And I blame Anton. I really do. So, yeah, thanks, it's me on my mountain bike rides, and yeah, it's, it's all me. Yeah, so. no, it absolutely is you. So, Anton, what was your me favorite? Living. What was your favorite, favorite thing about? The the what was your favorite thing yeah. about those nations, and what was your least favorite? Uh, least favorite thing was Sam getting in all of my stuff. <laughs> uh, I have to take my computer to the Apple Store tomorrow, and probably have my keyboard replaced. So that was great. I had to type a three thousand something word kickstart on my telephone last night. That sucked. Uh, favorite thing, I, you can't beat that race, man. When they were, I put that that little video up on my Instagram. When they start loading the gate in for that first race on Sunday, and you hear all the noise, and you hear the bikes, and you hear people in the crowd, it does something to you. It's unlike any other race out there. What? Uh, how did you get sand in your laptop? Like, what happened? Did you throw it outside? Were you? No, I mean, did you just there's sand on everything? Like, there's okay. sand on like the rain jackets and on the camera lenses and stuff like that like even if you're being super careful which i was like my camera was in a bag the whole day like a rain cover it still gets sand on there somehow or if you get roosted and it gets on your i had that big alpine stars mud coat like that full length coat and i got like roosted and it hit the hood of it and i didn't know so i guess when i put my jacket over the back of my desk it kind of like just sprayed some sand out oh, there. Oh, boy. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I didn't have a space bar yesterday, so that's <laughs> no good. Uh, I ran into you at the Alpine Star tent. You were was kinda, not good. You were kind of having a mini breakdown. Are we good? Are we better? Yeah, I, I, I'm good now. I really wish that. I just was mad. Like, I've always wanted to go to the Netherlands. Right. It's been like one country I've always wanted to go to, and I was so busy this time yeah. that I didn't get the chance to do anything. Like, yesterday I drove from Athens to Schiphol to the airport I didn't go to the city at all I didn't go one time I didn't, you didn't see go anything. to Amsterdam you didn't go to Amsterdam you didn't go deep into Amsterdam and get lost uh-uh and didn't have the time wow. I was locked in a hotel room yesterday from like one o'clock in the afternoon and I took my rental car back in the evening and then until I left this morning at six so I, I never went and saw any of that stuff I didn't go to Groningen the most I saw that would have been different was the like little village that I stayed in. Mm -hmm. I went to the grocery store there, yep. and then I went to the AMA dinner Thursday night or something. That's pretty much yeah. all I saw. Anton, he was or Marks, he was having a breakdown. Like he, I was having a breakdown. It was bad. <laughs> he was very. He was on the, a glass case of emotion. Just he hadn't had any fun. He was working his balls off. You were doing social media for Team USA, right? Was milk a bad choice? Yeah, milk was a bad choice. <laughs> oh, and then, well, and, and then like. There's, I, I don't know, like, yeah, I know I'm a weirdo, I'm vegetarian, all that stuff, but, like, it's hard, dude. Like, I had cereal for dinner so many nights because there was nothing else. And then, like, <laughs> there's every... There's pasta every, everywhere, bro. There's pasta everywhere. 
Yeah, but when I would leave the track, it was all shut down by that time. Mm. I had a good dinner Sunday night, and okay. then I had a bag of I had a bag of potato chips Monday night. So <laughs> pros and cons. Is this a problem that could have been solved by some sort of specialty pizza, by chance? Yeah. If there was a fucking pizza place open, yeah, everything <laughs> shuts down at like eight o'clock. No, <laughs> you know, you know what we ended up doing on Friday night. No, Saturday night. We went for dinner with Adam Wheeler, and dude, it took two fucking hours to get to, to do everything. Like, it was just a pub, and JT can't eat anywhere, so we had to fucking walk around everywhere. And this place took forever, and it was bad service, and we were tired, right? The whole thing. Right? Dude. Oh, my God. That would be terrible. Because remember, Montreal, like, two weeks ago was bad service everywhere we went, too. Yeah. So you guys didn't go to the right spots. Though. No, we didn't. But you know what we ended up doing was, and it was really easy and convenient on Sunday night and, and or on Saturday night and Sunday night. Yeah, we went dinner on Friday night. Sorry, Saturday night and Sunday night. Uber eats to the hotel, bro. <laughs> Uber eats. Yeah, we didn't like that. The city that I stayed in, I rented a house, and so I was all by myself, and I had like a full kitchen, so I had groceries and stuff like that. But I just had like snack stuff, and I was like. Oh, I'll eat at the Alpine Stars thing, or I'll go out with my friends, or I'll go do this, and then it's ten o'clock at night and everything's closed, and I'm like, "Awesome, another granola. This is going to be sick." I told you he was having a meltdown, dude. He, I, I was like, "Hey, yeah. like I saw him at Alpine Stars in the hospitality there, and I'm like, "What's up, man?" He's like, "I don't know, man. I haven't had one good meal. I don't know what I'm doing. Right home. I'm working. I'm working so much." I just and, I, and he, I'm sure you helped him walking in there, being very positive oh, and bubbly. You, yeah, and you all know that. me. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck's wrong with you, Anton? Like, Jesus. And it's just pissing down rain. Yeah, man. just pouring cold rain, wind. And like, I don't like, dude. I I don't mind all that. Like, I had waterproof boots. I had a mud jacket. I had all that stuff. So like, that didn't matter. But it was very frustrating to go all that way and have like a trip that you've wanted to do for 15 years. And you know all the cool shit is a 20-minute bus ride away, and you couldn't go do it. It's yeah, so that's your own fault. you got to tell Swap Moto to back off your work schedule. Well, yeah, but, like, when it's just two people, we can't really. You know what I mean? Like, we got to kind of – we make sacrifices. And, obviously, like, you guys don't need some Hunter S. Thompson-style race report. Like, you need me and a sound body and mind to do this job. So Good point. Yeah, good point. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, listen, it was uh... – I'm glad to see you're doing all right, though. Like, you know. Uh, yeah, I watched okay. the Darjeeling. I watched the Darjeeling Limited on the way back today, and I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah. if there's a Supercross in India, I'll go to India this year. Like, you, just let me know where to go. Were you happy to be in the Cathedral of Speed? Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I'm not really pumped on the atmosphere-wise. It just felt so sterile. Oh, it felt like we were. At, oh, oh, it felt like we were oh. at a hospital. Oh, really? Oh, well, what do you know? But, but like. I think the racing was good because it was exciting. We're into it, but I think the fact that it rained so much killed oh, the mood. What do you know? I, but then, I, listen, I said the same thing, and JT's like, oh, they're right there. The fans are right there. They're right on no, right beside the track. What, it was totally different. Totally. Well, Jerk off. Like, where did you watch the podium celebration from? Did you watch any of it? Oh, I was gone. No, I was, I was, in, the, in, the media okay. I was in the media center. 73-year history of the race. You did it on home soil. The king is there. The Dutch people should have mowed down every one of those fences and fought all of Giuseppe's bodyguards and gotten on the podium themselves because in any other country they'd have done that. It was just such a reserved, like, oh, yeah, we did it. Great. We get the hell out of here. Like, it wasn't that it didn't have that same, like, 
energy that other ones have had. Will you call like, JT back, Marks, and tell him what, what Anton's saying? Does he, does he want to fight Anton too now? Or? I think JT's no, asleep. And, like, and, like, it's, it, it was a good race. Like, by all means, it was a great race. I think that, that, like, the fact that it was so high scoring and that the finishes were so different made it really compelling because you're watching on the track. And with the exception of the Dutch, like, doing such a great job. It's amazing. You know, that was good. But, like, mood-wise, I was like, yeah, just we're at another race. We're at another national. We're at another MXGP. It didn't feel any different than, you know, Mantova did or, no, or just, any of Yeah, the, it was different. It wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. It, it was weird. But I Thank think you. I can't wait Thank for Erne. I'm already looking forward Ernay's to it. Erne's great. Erne's great. Erne is great. Matterly was great. You know. Yep. Yep. Red Bud was great. Um, did you go to Red Bud? Skip? No, yeah. did not. Yeah. So. It'll be great. Um, um, hey, that caller said something, and I wish that we could have asked JT. So they announced that Majora is back for next year, but they haven't updated the calendar yet. So what round got dropped or what got replaced? Like, where does this slot end? Well, did does they, anybody know? Okay, well, first of all, there's nothing that changes more in life than the Ustream calendar. Yeah, it's true. But and there's still, like, the opening round is still a to be determined. Right. Um, is there 20? Did they announce 20 originally? I thought, I thought that was where it was, 20. Okay. Uh, because And then, you know, there's the two Italian rounds. There's Imola, and then there's Trentino. Right. So there's no Mantova. There's no, like, sand-style race or anything like that. So, like, where does this slot in? Does Imola not come back? Because you would think that they would want Imola, considering it's, you know, another epic venue, even though it's kind of so-so of a race at least yeah no I, I don't know man they'll just change the calendar they like doing that so they'll, they'll, <laughs> yeah. they'll just fit it over no, there's nothing that stays the same so um which rider impressed you the most which one disappointed you uh I would say the rider that impressed me the most overall is Koldenhoff yeah uh, Glenn is badass and he does not he doesn't get the credit he deserves sometimes I think I mean there were some years where he was like he was okay he wasn't great these last few races of this season were outstanding. The last two donations have been amazing. And I straight up told him, you know, when I did Howard's Week, I'm like, if you're not running the number one plate when you guys race next year, like, it's an injustice. You are the reason they have the number one plate. He should be the MXGP pick just to have that choice next year. Um, regardless of, of whoever else is on the team, like, if he's on the team, he needs the number one plate. Hey, he didn't, he, even, ha- the weight. Hey, he didn't even have the inside gate. For the last moto. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, he does an amazing job. Uh, and in that same vein, I'm not really blown away by Jeffrey. I understand it's been a very difficult year and all that. And, like, the passes he made were great. But, dude, to watch him fade back from bad starts and then take that long was weird. Oh, I did he, not listen, expect that. He crashed three times in the last moto. Like, what, is that pressure or what's going on with him? He had the inside yeah. gate. I'm with you. He underwhelmed me, and, and I again. He underwhelmed. Shocker, shocker. JT disagreed with me, but he underwhelmed me. I, I just expected him to dominate. He's the best sand rider in the world. He might be the best motocross racer in the world. Yes, he's had an off year, but he's been racing what for a month and a half? A month? Mm-hmm. You know, about so the eight, the, things would get interesting about the 17, 18 minute mark, and yeah. then it would all start clicking. But those first like fifteen minutes, you're like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. Yeah. there were times where him. Zach and Jason in that last moto, they were pretty close together on the second straightaway. When they came through the wave section that 
was alongside pit lane, like they were pretty much right there. And then I looked around two laps later, and he was way, way further back. And I was like, yeah. what? what? I, I didn't know what happened. And the other thing was, you can't really tell what's happening from one side of the track to the other. Like, I have earplugs in right. and all that. So, like, if he goes down, I don't hear it. You know what I mean? And there's yeah. no, there was no crowd on the other side of the track to where, like, if he fell in the back section, you would never know because you wouldn't hear that big audible like yeah you had to watch crowd, well, um, yeah. yeah you would have to watch the screen yeah i had the screen on in front of me when i was watching so you were able to pick yeah. that up but yeah he crashed three yeah. times in the last moto it's like dude what are you doing you know so yeah but i mean did what he needed to do yeah. got the passes and everything like that like still made it to where his scores weren't to drop scores which is great you know what i mean yeah uh, Valandrin did well he really really needed a ride like that especially after last year because you know, I mean, hell, he didn't even go to the podium last year. Uh, and and you could say, like, did he deserve to be on the podium with them last year, not even riding? But, like, it was an injury. It's not like he didn't try. No. Not like he just quit. Nope. You know, so this was a good comeback for him, especially as he needs this at his point in his career, trying to get 2020 deals and all that stuff sorted out. Uh, as for the U.S. guys, I'm very impressed by all three. I don't say that because I see them every weekend because – how that race goes doesn't impact my life. I don't, I don't care who wins. I don't care who does what. But it was cool to see, like, you know Justin Cooper's hand is mangled. To watch him do that whole race with no clutch, really no control of the bike, come back, do the second one because he knows he has to do it, was impressive. Uh, the way Zach and Jason fed off of each other's energy the whole time to keep each other going was great. Sucks that Zach had so many goggle issues that he did. Jason obviously saw the goggles were going to be a problem, so that's why he made some last-minute changes and stuff like that. And we'll see what. I don't think that that's going to be a long-standing change. I think it was just for the day. Did he put a? But, did he put a? Did he have a strap on and everything? No, they just sharpied over it. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. All but right. I, but like <laughs> that, did, that did sound like a strap on. No, yeah. Uh, no, Jason. <laughs> Jason went. Jason normally wears uh, Oakley, and he went away from Oakley. Oakleys for the last moto. So. Uh, no, both motos. Oh, both motos. Oh, that was the last one. Yeah, okay, motos. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like those two, I, those guys did what they needed to do. Jason did a great job. I think that like if you look at his last moto finish, an excellent ride for Jason Anderson. You know what I mean? Zach's first moto when he went out there, that is a great ride for Zach. You know that was all things were against those guys as soon as it started raining because dude, it was pissing rain Saturday night. It was raining so hard. And did you notice that it was weird that every time bikes went to the Oh. What? We lost you there. Every time what? Every time the bikes, like, went onto the track, it would just start raining. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, it did stop did there you for a little that? bit. That no, I didn't notice weird. it. But, yeah, it, didn't, it did stop for a bit. And then, yeah, it picked back up. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was, I think all in all it was great. You know, it was different. Um, it wasn't the star-studded year, like, if you compare this year to last year, like 2018 at Redbud, you have Roxanne on Germany, you have like a full, full lineup. Yeah, I definitely struggled a, that way. Yep. Yeah, I agree. definitely different this year, and I think that that also kind of killed the vibe too. Um, it kind of just seemed like there wasn't a lot of the pop and circumstance that, that there usually is. Yeah, I'm with you. The, the event lacked something. I guess we can call back it up Ustream's own Jason Thomas, and he'll tell us it doesn't, but... You know, I it just, just yeah. It was just different. Yeah, I'm not. It wasn't bad. It was just different. just different. It's just different. It, it, yeah, I mean, U.S. There was there was only one team that had their ideal team there, and it was Holland. Every other country 
mm-hmm. main country, every other main country, had injury replacements. Even or the, it, or the it, national it, champions didn't then. go, you know, right. as in the USA. But yeah, every, and, yeah, yeah. I, I think like even the Swiss, like the Swiss could have been a great team if yeah. Arnott is on the team. Right. You know, there right. was yep. there was a lot of things that could have went different ways, yep. and we're going to look back at this race. I don't think we're going to look back at this race ten years from now the same way we thought we were going to right. going into it. Yep. Um, going into it, I was like, man, this is going to be amazing, and. We leave it. I'm just kind of like, well, yeah. that's cool. I'm glad I went, ah, but skip this it. isn't one of those life-changing experiences. And I'm just, yeah. just watching it and looking at it. I mean, uh, you know, you can't, you can't deny what, what the impact that the weather had on. Yeah, it. yeah, no, it yeah. Was, yeah, that's three years in a row that the weather it, 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 has had a major impact on this it race. T- it takes all the fun out of it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I mean, you, I mean, not only it's it's it turns in what is a pretty intense into a just massive grind survival it's, just, it's, yeah. it yeah. takes it just rings every bit of fun out of the event <laughs> you're right it does it really does even for guys like me who are just watching well, you're, i'm you sitting were, there you had a miserable time and you didn't do nothing but no, try to stay dry no i'm just sitting there going i can't even uh, hey anton i i texted wygan and said hey you have to take over the tweets i can't feel my fingers you're soft sometimes you got to put pants on no, it's not going to do. My fingers aren't part of my legs. It's fine. You, you just got to keep that. You got to keep that, dude. I'm out there too. I'm in it too. You but you're not. An Alpine star. You're not tweeting with sausage fingers on a little tiny iPhone. Yeah, I have that camera and these little ET fingers. Wow, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, did he say little ET fingers? I think he did. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got yeah. them like super skinny. I have like weirdo alien long <laughs> fingers and stuff. We have ET on the tele- on the on the TV screen right now. Oh, you do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, hey, looking at that race, like with Skip being there too, because you guys watch all the stuff. If we're at a mud race like that in the United States, like Southwick rains that hard, we see five times the mechanicals that we saw on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, we didn't see that many, huh? I don't think so. those guys know how to like survive. Paul Lynn, like Geats. Gertz, whatever, yeah. however you say it. Uh, Dan Horvick was like steaming there for a little bit, and he yeah. said it felt like both bikes were going to let go. But oh, like, Aussie, Aussie I, guys had two bikes let go. But like those guys just kind of lug it around. They don't, they don't yeah. get too excited, and they don't push it too hard. Whereas I think over here, where we rev the bike so much, or yeah. our guys do at least, yep. dude, it would have been just grenades everywhere. Yeah, I think you know, I the, uh, just the knowing, or I'm trying to understand what those guys race on every weekend, and now how, how different the tracks and all are. I think it's a different character of power delivery that that we get so accustomed to, and I think a lot of that's still driven from Supercross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the suspension. Yeah. Like I've had European suspension guys that have seen the U.S. specs for motocross are just like, "What the hell are you guys doing?" Oh yeah, no, we deal with it yeah. all the time. Yeah, like, no, but hey, that's what they ride for eighty percent of the year. So that's what they're yeah. You know, so that's what they're used to for motocross. They want to make it stiff, 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 right? Yeah. So, uh, all right, Anton. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate the uh, the time. SwapMotoLive.com. Please check it out. Thanks for having me. Um, it's good, good to see you. Um, good to where, see you. Where's your next Where's your next race? Where are you off to after this? Monster Cup. Oh, okay. No straight rhythm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but then uh, then Paris. Okay. Are you going to Good. Paris? You're not going to Paris. My is going. I think so. Oh, you are. No, I, I think I might be going. I don't oh. know. Okay. We'll find out. Well, I hope you don't have another meltdown. <laughs> no, I need to make up for that. 
Well, I should, okay, well, because people are going to take me literally. You didn't have a meltdown. You were on the verge of a meltdown. You were not melting I wasn't down. Even, I wasn't even on the verge of a meltdown. It's just like, I'll be like 100% like clear. It's just frustrating to like build something up in your head and then it just goes a different way. And it's not like a meltdown and it wasn't like I was pissed because I was very, very happy to be at the races. Anybody that knows me personally knows that like right. there's no place I'd rather be on the weekend than at the races. I love the races. But just things were not going in my favor. Wow. And I was like, Monday is going to save it. I'm going to go see the city. I'm going to go see something. And then Monday I was like, oh, shit. And well, so it, it was fine. But, like, no meltdown. I was just like, eh. Um, well, trip. Skip, you've been to Amsterdam a bunch? It's a couple times. I have, too. It's been a great city. It's fantastic, Anton. You really missed out. You'll probably never see it again. So Yeah, there's a hundred. My wife and I have already planned uh, how we'll go see it ourselves. So. Okay. Well, you need to go there right after the U.S. never wins again. You and yeah. you guys could go together. Yeah, USA is never going to win this race again. I, I'm pretty much convinced that. Uh, I think that they could win next year. You get the right guys, I think that they could do well. Well, our two national champions said they didn't want to go this year, and they, I don't, I don't yeah, think it's getting like, better. You know what? But, like, and when we were on that Fox thing the other night, I had so much more that I wanted to say, and we just we didn't get to say it. But, like, for for certain people to set that out for Mitch Payton to set that race out for other people like that shows a bigger bigger thing going on behind the scenes but I think that if you guys have if there are a group of guys that want to go every year and want to make the effort to it and they have the resources over there the way that KTM and Husqvarna have they'll be there and you could make it to where guys want to do well you know? look look how good Jason did at Majora in 16 yeah he could do pretty well at Ernay. That uh, could do very well. Skip, if you were in charge of Team USA for 2020 for France and everybody's healthy, do you send those three guys again? Like, just say, hey, I don't care how you guys do. If you're all, like, never mind who wins the national championship. Like, hey, you guys don't want to go? Cool. We'll send these three guys again. The, the team, like you said, I think the team was solid that yeah. went. Yeah. You know, you, you're, you lose one guy in the first lap. Yep. Sets the whole tone. Right. So you send him again. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, you send him. Yeah. And and I honestly think, like, yeah, there are certain guys that don't want to go because when they go, it opens themselves up to some more criticism and stuff like that that they probably don't want to hear from fans when things don't go their way. And that's fine. You know, if you don't want to go, that's no big deal. There are other people that have not wanted to go in the past. But to think that the whole team hinges on one or two riders is kind of kind of blind of us to think that way because we have to be like, yeah, if we are this – amazing race series we have all the talent we are the superpower in motorcycling we have so many more options to send every year other than just three guys right there's a huge huge depth of of talent to pick from uh well said thanks anton thanks for coming on appreciate it thank you all right see you guys all right see you that's uh, Michael Antonovich from Swap Moto Live brought to you by roostmx.net use the code pulp nation to save they got a whole pulp section on the website RoostMX.net, official uh, graphics of the Cycle Trader Rock River team uh, with Brandon Hartraff this past year, Jacob Hayes as well. So they'll make they'll custom make you a set of graphics with Pulp MX on it. They'll put my face on it if you want. I mean, really, if I you wouldn't want do that. that. Yeah, Pulp Nation if you want, though. Uh, thanks to uh, ProFilter. ProFilter.com. Use Pulp MX35 at checkout at Maxima USA. Sold through Power Sports Dealers nationwide. Pick up a pre-oiled, ready-to-use air filter or high-quality premium air filter for your next service. These are either the uh, air filters that you can just use a few times and then throw away. They're fantastic. They yes. come oiled and everything. I love feature. it. It's great. If you haven't heard of Pro Filter, maybe you've been roosted too many times. They've been active in the industry for a decade and make top-quality air and oil filters from dirt bikes, street bikes, 
side-by-sides and everything in between. Thanks to ProFilter for coming on the show. And Works Connection as well. Pulpamex20 is the code to save. WorksConnection.com. Do you have any Works Connection that you guys use? No. Okay, but they're a great company. Absolutely. Let's just, let's just they are. get that out of the way. They make great first. products. Uh, Works Connection will call up next. Will Hahn. What's up? Skip Norfolk sitting across from me. <laughs> I really like Skip. Dude, uh, man, I feel so bad. We we we'd run into each other in the lobbies or something. We're like, hey, we just need to go grab a beer. Yeah, sit down, have dinner. Yeah, yeah never happened. That's probably yeah, I know, never f- happened. I just want to have a beer with Skip and hear some stories. Dude, <laughs> fuck, Skip's a legend, bro. No, I feel like I could learn from him. Like, I don't know. I just want to be around him. <laughs> uh he's won so many races, Wilbur. Like, he, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like. He probably fucking forget. Like you could probably go back in the vault and be like, "Hey, Skip, do you remember you won Pontiac like '94?" And he'd be like, "No idea." I, I no, that's one event I remember oh. was Pontiac. Oh, okay. Last chance qualifier. Pontiac '94. Uh, was, was that it? the year? I think it was. Can you imagine uh, being yeah. Skip back in the day, Wilbur? You're like, "Oh, look, we fucking won again." Yeah, right on. Sweet. Yeah, just another weekend. Uh, just a fucking <laughs> another Supercross win. Uh. No, what's, what's, I, up? what's up, everybody? I had very little to do with those wins. He said he framed the bike every weekend, but Wilbur, if it was me in like the height of MC, I'm just changing grips and graphics. Maybe that's why you only got one. Maybe. Maybe that's why. I feel really I'm like, hey, <laughs> Jeremy, I haven't done this linkage for like four weeks. You think you'd be all right? Yeah, I'm good. There, we need to get Timmy on the line here. That explains a lot, Timmy. <laughs> I did Stop have a ride. I worked for a privateer in 97. And we did the national Ty Birdwell, and near the end of the nationals, like dude, he was making the forty man gate and then pulling off every single moto, like just, oh, I twisted my knee, I twisted my ankle, like always something. Bike wasn't you know bike this or like whatever, dude. Binghamton is Steel City, like I mailed that shit in. I'm like I am not taking this bike apart, dude. <laughs> I, you haven't finished a moto for weeks. We're done here. I am just putting some grips and graphics on this thing. <laughs> so, anyways, that was my deal back then. I'm like, you're not really working hard, so I'm going to just not either. So, um, Works Connection will call. Oh, Will. Two to one for me this weekend. Yeah, I know you felt good about it. Oh, I did. I mean, USA lost, but, you know, in a way, Will, you lost twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. But you know you liked it when I brought you outside the Alpine Star Rig and I had like eight European guys slipping you Yeah, off. who were they? Who were those guys? I have no idea, dude. So you walked out of the door and they said, hey, where's Mathis? Yeah, no, they go, they go hey, well, Mathis told us to flip you off. <laughs> and I said, I got something better for you. How about all you guys turn around and you flip him off? I'm going to go get him real quick. And but when he comes outside, you guys all flip him off. I need that from you right now. And they go, yeah, no worries. So I walk out. Will goes, hey, these guys, these fans want to talk to you. And I walk out of the Alpine Stars things, and there's six euros just flipping me off. Uh, yeah. And they're like, ah! <laughs> Will's high-fiving them and everything. I'm just like, That's oh, badass. I was in a gangbang. Uh, it felt great. This, Heck yeah. This battle is getting intense. Yeah, it's getting pretty insane too. Like to be in Europe and have people being like, "Did you film off yet?" And I'm like, "Yeah, well, uh, no." I filmed. I filmed it too. I brought it to a new level by filming it. <sighs> Damn it! Yeah, you know. Yeah, that hurt. Yeah, well, I'm sure the rest of Team USA was like, "Why is Mathis flipping us off?" Right now? <laughs> no, like when you walked through, everyone's looking at me and I flipped you off. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Will Hahn here on the Works Connection Will Call Show. Uh, Will Call Call. Um, 
Well, did you have fun? Or does the loss... Like, when I went... Did, you never lost, Skip, right? When you went to this race? Did you ever lose? Oh, no. Another thing, fucking Skip never lost. Okay. But I went in 02, 03. And honestly, I'm so glad I went now. I'm so cool. I'm pumped that I, it'll say I was part of Team USA. You know, the, very, very few people get to wrench for Team USA. Yeah. I was one of those guys. But at the end of the weekend and that next week, and I was so fucking bitter. Like, we got second, and, like, it just felt like a loss, right? Like, even though you got second. Um, Ricky rode amazing. But but I was bitter. I, I, I didn't care. Like, fuck, fuck that whole experience. Fuck that. We lost. Like, nobody. So, Will, you still feel like that? Or how do you feel? No, I think that there was so many pauses that Justin gained out of that whole experience over the three weeks, like, that I think that no matter what the outcome, it was still really good for him as, as a rider in a whole. Um, do I wish we could have done better? Yeah, of course, everyone does, but it didn't work out that way. I think the big picture of things, I think what he gained out of that experience-wise and being in Europe for three weeks and being out of your comfort zone and having to learn the sand in a different way that we have here, I think that I think it was still really beneficial. I really do. Okay. Good answer. That's good. No, you you have to you have to continue to learn and try to find ways to better yourself. And uh, I think you hit on something there. You know, is everybody talks about comfort zones, and and I think that's something that is a, a big hurdle for a lot of guys and teams and everybody to get over in yeah. today's racing and and constantly putting your knowingly putting yourself into a position where you now know you're going in not going to be comfortable and having to work through those things. Yeah, it's gonna it's it's just got to make you better all uh, as a whole rider across the board. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Like, I, I remember, like, early, in, even when I was racing early on, like, I'd avoid certain places because I didn't like it, you know, or I wasn't good there. And, you know, I tried with my brother and stuff. I keep his way faster than me. That mm-hmm. I didn't want to go there anymore because it wasn't <laughs> fun to get smoked, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then come to realize that's, like, what you need to work on, and you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I think, like I said, I think in the big picture of things, I think it was still really good. It's, it's unbelievable that, they spend all that time there, and they work their balls off, Wilbur, and they fucking crash into each other 20 seconds into the race, and one guy breaks his I hand. Couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Like, I seen Justin, like, make a big mistake and was going down and get hit, and it took me, like, you know, five seconds to realize it's both of our guys. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, no way. Oh, and, and you showed me the video on, uh, on your phone, the, the team's video, and it was a high-speed one. It was a good one. Yeah, no, it was a hard hit for sure. Yeah, yeah. There you go, everybody. There's all those weeks of work right there, laying on the ground. And it's unfortunate. Yeah, that's that's kind of a blow when you're sitting there and you're like, well, I guess that's pretty much it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I remember in '03, Ricky was leading. He rode great. Cotton passed Everett's. Rhino's chain broke. It was a one moto format. Yeah. Rhino's chain broke. Ricky was out front, and Timmy was the guy that could win, but it's fourth ligaments in his thumb that morning wasn't himself and i was doing the math all the way to the end steve ramon killed it for belgium everett's did great and i'm like if i remember thinking like with four minutes to go or five minutes to go i'm like he needs four guys it's like it's not gonna happen dude but i'm like gotta get four spots here <laughs> it's like he's fucking in you're doing the math all the time like the whole way it's impossible but no it's um well, I imagine this weekend was a little different for everybody in that aspect, but um, no, it's those events are 
you know, you just you're always running the scenarios and the, the conversations that yeah. cause back in the day we used to line up behind guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. They didn't spread the right, gate. Right. So those 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 conversations of who were you going to put on the gate and why and yep, all that stuff yep. that went on. Right. All the all the all the 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 posturing and the positioning and yeah. everything that goes on at that particular event, you know, and just to have something like that happen that, you know, that's yeah, um, just a bummer. I like the fact they gave Justin the inside gate for Moto One. Like, you know, he pulled a decent start, Wilbur. That was a good strategy. And hopefully, obviously, he was hurt for Moto Two. So they just said, hey, you're not getting the inside gate. But USA needed to do that. That was good to see. That's not, no, that, yeah, no, I think it was all cool. We all talked about it and we all agreed that that needed to happen, especially after Saturday. He rode really good. And, yeah. You know, the better he could do, the better for the team. Like, you know, easier to get started on 450 from the outside than it would be 2D. But, yeah, like I said, it didn't. didn't uh, Cars did, and I follow when they needed to. Did Roger know who you were? No. No. Okay. Yeah, he didn't know who I was either. Yeah, that's what, of course he did. Okay. All right, I'm just checking. <laughs> um, he put me off. <laughs> he flipped you off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was talking to Brad, your crew chief, uh, yep. at the airport on the same flight. I was looking for you, by the way. I was thinking you were going to be on the flight. So then it was you good. were nervous, huh? You I, was. I was. I was nervous. Right? Yeah. But, uh, anyways, I was talking to Brad. And he he's been there with J Mart, A Mart, Plessinger, Coop, and now uh uh Cooper, Justin Cooper. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Hasn't won one yet. Uh, yeah. That's a tough blow, dude. That's a yeah, tough no, deal. It's hard, man. You yeah. know, especially like I mean, we all we all bleed it when we're there, right? Like where you, you want it, you know, as bad as they do. And it's it just um so much work, yeah. Yeah, it is. You know, it's gnarly, especially to go over there. Like, Callie did it for two weeks early and parts and this and that. And, like, it's just a, it's a pretty gnarly thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's not easy. Um, And I, I don't know, Wilbur. I, I, don't, I said this earlier, and JT mocked me, and maybe so, but I don't know when they're going to win again. With the calendar the way it is and everything else, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I work on, let's just work on getting the podium, but – the days of dominating this thing are over. Those are gone. Uh, honestly, I don't really even care about results as much as can we just have a dry one? <laughs> <laughs> it's been three years, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I just want like a decent weather event. I know. Don't you feel like the whole thing, the, the whole event just sort of lacked something weather and track-wise and all that, I thought I felt like? I mean, I, I just feel like... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty narrow um, to begin with. And then, but I mean, nonetheless, I mean, everyone would drive the same track, right? So yeah, it, yeah. it is. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was gnarly. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, there was plenty of moments where I was watching those guys hit some ruts on the faces of those jumps going way faster oh. than I wanted to go. Oh, I know, right? Like, yeah. So, yeah, I, I watched Hurlings, like, scrub one of those ruts and drag both foot pegs. And pass it, dude. And I was just like, anyone else would have endowed. <laughs> yeah. Like, how did you even do that? Yeah. Yeah, so, oh, for sure. Yeah, there was a lot of moments where I was like, I'm pretty glad I'm not out there. And the the best reason for USA to win is the after party. Like, I want USA to win just because that Alpine Star thing goes off. And yeah, can, can we just... In there. Well, see, you're going there for all the wrong reasons. I'm, I'm just... I don't... I'm Canadian. I'm going for my citizenship on my test October 30th. I go for my test, yeah, right? Where I gotta like study, but anyways, I'm gonna call in, gonna call in a threat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks, Wilbur. Thanks a lot. Um, 
So I don't really care how they do, but that after party when USA wins is epic. So can we please win again just so I can go to the after party and pour lemon yeah, shots I've down heard, my... I've heard some from Tedesco and stuff like that that like it's pretty good time. Dude, it's great. At one point, like, we thought Albertson was dead. He wrote for Puerto Rico, and people are like, where's Jimmy? And he was underneath a truck with his legs hanging out. We're like, did the truck fall on him? But he was underneath there, just passed out. I'm just like, oh, my God. So... Anyway. You never slept good till you sleep under a truck. Oh, I know. <laughs> You're like flat on the dirt, just laying there like, yeah. just like, what's up, Jimmy? He's just hammered. Anyways. Um, hey, by the way, Honda World, Honda World, uh, LA Honda World, 30 minutes from anywhere in LA with a 5 freeway and 605 freeway meet. Over 1,000 new Hondas in stock. Do you uh, do you know who uh, is a new Honda Ridgeline owner, Wilbur? Um, I do not. Justin Brayton? Yes. <laughs> Justin Brayton has joined the Ridgeline Nation. I fucking love Ridgelines. Yes. Fair Ke- enough. Kiefer, Freeze, Entignap, myself, Brayton. Ridgeline Nation is taking over. It sounds like it. LA Something Honda wrong World. Nothing hmm? wrong putting the gear back in the truck. No, it's fantastic. You can just leave it there forever, too. Uh, I, I, literally, I would leave spare boots, spare socks. In my Ridgeline when I had one. Mm-hmm. Knee braces, knee brace socks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah everyone, just always, always stuff. prepared. Yeah. No, absolutely. Leave <laughs> it all. I starting gate in there. Like everything. <laughs> just in there at all times. Absolutely. It's fantastic. Uh, so please go down there. for Free first time all change for anybody uh, driving a Honda. I mentioned Pulp MX. LA Honda World. Great discount. Get a, get a, get a deal on a, on a Honda vehicle. Um, Wilbur Hahn on the Works Connection will call here. So uh, when do we test the 250F? When's that happening? Can I can I just get over the jet lag before we start rushing me into more stuff? Like I'm just trying to get back sorted here. I tweeted you today. Yeah, I didn't reply. Okay. It seemed ignorant at the time. <laughs> We're Kiefer and I are testing the Star Yamaha 250F, and Will said after designations. Do you have so. springs that big? Easy. No. Oh, no easy so. okay. skip. <laughs> God, if he wasn't one of the best mechanics of all time, Wilbur, I'd kick him out of the studio. <laughs> But he's, I can't do that to one of the best riders of all time. Uh, Wilbur, my new favorite rider is Ferrato from a, from Italy. Oh, from that video? Yeah. You see that guy? All I could think about was Luigi. <laughs> right? <laughs> Mario Brothers. I, I literally, as soon as I watched, kept watching it over and over again, I'm thinking, like, where's Mario? Yeah. No, he's awesome, dude. And he's a big guy, and he's on a 250F. I had a favorite. I watched, I watched one dude that, I mean, it's not even nice to say, but. All I could think about was, have you ever seen Brandon's first race on YouTube? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, should I be filming this? Because I feel like I'm about to catch Brandon's second race right now. Uh, what country was he from, do you know? I, dude, I don't even I have no idea. But I know at one point that it was a KTM, and he must have crashed um, for Sunday warm-up. Something he, or maybe it was Saturday qualifying race from Saturday practice. Yeah. He put a Suzuki Fender on the KTM. <laughs> it doesn't really fit that good. <laughs> and... Like it was sticking straight up in the air because it no was on a KTM. Yeah, and he crashed in a corner. Went to get back on, he couldn't get his leg over the finish. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, I should be filming all of this right now. I can't believe you didn't. That's awesome. Yeah, the 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 unsaid part about the motocross the nations is Saturday before they qualify the 16 nations. There are some horrific sea level riders, literally sea level riders out there out there with the best in the world you're like really like that how is that safe you know like no i, I was kind of in at one point i'm like i'm pretty sure i could beat a couple oh 100 no wilbur for sure um 
There were guys gutting laps. I remember in France, the Dungy Villapoto one. There were guys from Iceland, I think. They got lapped on the second lap. The second lap that's, they were getting lapped. That's pretty. That's brutal. Oh, dude. Right. So, anyways, that's a that's a part where there's nations that nobody really talks about. I mean, it can't be fun for them either, though. When you're like riding, you're feeling pretty good, then you just get your doors blown off on lap two, and you're like, what? Yeah. No. Yeah. What about the ping pong balls for starting gates? Like, wh- when are we going to get rid of that? To pick the gates? Yeah, for Saturday. Yeah, seems legit. <laughs> Did they do that back in your day, Skip? Do you remember? Yeah. Same thing. Random. They just random draw. Yeah. Like USA is going to you're going to get this gate pick. Yeah. Yeah. And then did it change for the motos, or was that for practice or qualifying? Yeah, we, <clears throat> I want to say that there was one. There was sometimes when that was your, your moto gate was your gate. Yes, that it was didn't your... matter what you did from a results standpoint. Right, right. I think they they yeah, did they did that, that some years. Yeah. yeah, like and that was it. Here yeah. you go. You're you're one of the favorites, but you got gate thirty five. Yeah, and it was oh, for um, the weekend. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was your not, gate. That's not okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's not okay. <laughs> that's not okay. Yeah. So, man, um. Skip one twice. Skip one of the Disney's twice. So another thing that he's got over me too, Wilbur. I didn't win. Yeah, I just well, was there. Well, whatever. You wrenched the team to victory. <laughs> yeah, for okay. Nonetheless, I who mean, was who was on ninety three? Kurdowski, Jeremy, and who was the other guy? Um, Austria. Emig. Oh, it was Emig. Emig. Yeah. yeah, Emig. And then ninety six was Lammy, Jeremy, and Emig. Emig again. Emig again. Yeah. The five hundred. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good times. That Jerez was. That was the most people I've ever seen at really? a race. Yeah, it's crazy. It was a hundred thousand plus people there. It was insane. I've I've watched that. I think that's on one of the terra firmas. Yeah, I think so. I think and you're I've right. I watched that one so many times. Like, it looked insane. I mean, it was the F1 facility, so mm-hmm. you know we were there, but the track was up in the hills. And, yeah, um, built just for that race, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. and um, you know it had had something that you they had big jumps and stuff that. Normally, did not meet the requirements of what the track had to be, and our guys just they just shredded. Yeah, Euro, some of the Euros were freaking out. Yeah, right yeah. over the over the, the size and these, of the jumps, and, and everybody's and our guys are whipping it and having a blast. <laughs> you know, it was yeah, it was pretty cool. Oh man, but but in Austria, well, I think uh, Albertina Antelope ran across the track. Was that Austria? Yeah. And he just yeah. just oh yeah, t boned them. No other rider would hit a deer no, than yeah. Greg Alberton. Yeah, yeah that would be him. You know, um, He was leading, yeah, I, think, I believe. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I can't even imagine. It's on oh, YouTube, shit. Wilbur. Look at it on yeah, YouTube. I know, I've, oh. I, I know. I've seen it. I've yeah. seen it. I remember oh. watching that being like, <laughs> how shitty of luck can you have like out front ride, smoke a deer <laughs> right. or antelope or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like yeah. Not, not, not good. No. No, no not at all. Um, did you like the facility, Will? Did you like the being at a road race track and man-made track? Did you like all that part? Concrete pits and all that? Uh, the pits, I loved it. I mean, dude, you can't be at any other race when it's raining that much and still stay somewhat clean. Right. Like that part of it? Yeah, I'm good with that. Which rider surprised you the most? Um, probably Sewer. Like, yeah. I just think because, like, he's, I mean, he's about my size on a 450, and it's not easy to ride a track like that. Mm-hmm. Um, now he won Saturday's qualifier. Yeah, he rode really good. Um, I think it was cool to see two um, guys are kind of get back to form, like, after winning. Like, it didn't seem like he, he seemed like he struggled the last couple of rounds after he yeah. won the title. Yep. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then uh, the Australian 250 guy, too. Like, I didn't know Dude. a lot about him. 
just being nice. He, you know, I, I, the, huh? The two fifty guy on the four fifty or the two fifty guy? Uh, oh no, the the older, the young kid. He's like the six. Kid. Yeah, right? yeah, riding a four fifty. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sending. And so I, yes. that like that surprised me quite a bit. Um, not that I should be surprised, but I just didn't know much about him. No. You know, and I thought I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that kid was not. Scared. He rides well. Yeah. He's, yeah, just pinning it. No, that was good to see for sure. Was that what Reagan Duffy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Lee, no, so, yeah, Reagan Duffy. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was it was cool. I think I I think I drank probably um, seventy five coffees throughout the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Cappuccinos from uh, Alpine Stars. Yeah, just keep keep them coming. And by the way, thanks to Alpine Stars for. The hospitality. Oh, they, they, the place it, without a doubt. It's great, dude. They cook you dinner. They have cappuccinos when you want. Like, there's a media side slash other countries, and then there's the USA side. And uh, they welcome you in all the time, and it's somewhere to go and sit down and, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. great. Great it, job it looked, for those It looked guys. really nice. Right. They, they, they did a good job of that. So, thanks. Yeah, it guys. was un- unbelievable, and the food was great. Yep, it was. Uh, all right, Wilbur. Well, thanks, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no worries. When do when we guys, when uh, do we test that two fifty? Yeah, the more you ask, the long it's like a week each time. Oh, okay. Shit. All right. I'll, I'll, you're, you're I'll send eight, him. You have to eight weeks right now. Hey, I'll I'll keep, I'll send him reminders every week to make sure he follows up with you. We'll prolong <laughs> this thing as long as we can. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Uh, about Atlanta next year. There you no, go. No, no, no. It's happening soon for sure. Otherwise, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just shit talk your team nonstop. So. Well, as opposed to right, yeah, good, good point, good point. Uh, all right, Wilbur, thanks, buddy. Appreciate you coming on. Good to see you this weekend, and uh, yeah, thanks, man. Hey, you guys too, and take take it easy. Have a good night, and uh, talk to you soon. Right, yeah. Take see care, you. Will. That's uh, that's Will Hahn, everybody. BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, Vortex Racing, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X Brand Goggles, EVS Sports, Michelin Star Cross Five, Maxima USA Pro Filter, Firepower Batteries and Chains, FMF Atlas Neck Brace. Works Connection, OGO Power Sports. I love my OGO stuff. Uh, absolutely the, the best bags out there. If you want a discount from the folks at OGO, just email the show. Tell us you want an OGO backpack or a bag or whatever, and we'll get you a deal from the folks at OGO. Get data. Get had a rider on the podium at the MXDN uh, for all three nations, so that's cool for them. Guts Racing, of course. Guts is doing a big uh, job this weekend for the straight rhythm, man, and Jeremy Malott's coming right up here. Guts is making so many custom covers and everything else. You see, almost everybody's going as like a guy. You know, you it's did it last awesome. year, but it's, like it is. I had such a blast. Yeah, at that event. it was it was cool. Um, WUSA, thanks to the folks at W W World Vets coming up shortly. Eagle Grit, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Intense Bicycles, Works Chassis Labs, Ride Engineering, and uh, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com Job of the Week. Uh, this week, a product manager for Dunlop. Dunlop is looking for a product manager. It is a full time job. It is based in California. They, uh, they want, their job is a managed product life cycles for an identified portfolio of Dunlop motorcycle tire product segments. Develop and maintain product roadmap and drive stage gate process. Maintain a portfolio of products, including pricing, profitability, forecasting, sales, inventory, and more. God, this sounds like a big job. Five to ten years work experience in product management or related field is needed. So MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Go there. Punch it in, Dunlop Motorcycle, looking for a product manager at MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Upload your resume for free today. Um, Racetech ran of the night, Racetech Suspension. 
Uh, use the code PULP19 uh, when you say to save up Race Tech. Get your motor work done. Get your suspension work done. Uh, a lot of riders, racers are using Race Tech these days. And just get your motor some love, man, or get your suspension some love. Skip knows. Chase the oil in your stock suspension. I mean, get do something. You got to love it. Right? You got to show a little love. Yeah. Like, show you love back. Dude. Or get your get the, the bite sprung for your weight or speed or whatever. Like, nobody even notices this kind of stuff. No, it's important. You need setups important. It is, absolutely. So, Racetech.com. Racetech ran of the night. Uh, it's easy for me. Um, I put this on my Instagram story. I don't know what is up with you, Euros. When two people go to a hotel room and they're not gay or they're not married or whatever, they don't want the beds right next to each other. Like, I, what the fuck is going on here? Every single European hotel room I go to, I share a room with JT at these Disnations. Or whoever, Wygan and I have shared a room or whatever. Like, okay, some of those rooms are about as wide as this desk. So I get it. The beds have to be together. Like, I get it, even though that's super weird. But the two rooms we had this weekend, I mean, there's plenty of space on the sides. And they have the two beds pushed together. Nobody wants to roll over in the middle of the night and have their buddy... Their buddy's face six inches from them or whatever. Like, what? Didn't you just slide the beds apart? Yeah, but who wants to do that? Like, apparently you should have. Why don't they do that? Nobody wants to have beds together like that. Like, put a fucking nightstand in the middle, Europe. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you people? How is this? Do you know what I mean? No. You don't, you, you don't, you never, like, you, cause you're a factory mechanic, so you always got your own room. But no, no, we shared, we shared rooms, but no, I've never had that experience. You've never had that. Were, no, not when the room was large enough not to have them pretty Right, close right, yeah. yeah. Sometimes the rooms are so small, yeah, you literally you get it, right? Yeah, I get, get it. it. Yeah. Well, not this weekend. Like, what, what the fuck, man? Like, it's not cool. You, nobody wants that. It's just, <laughs> like, so I was making the joke, like, when you're, european and you and you have your buddy with you you're from holland you and your buddy and you're going to anaheim and you get the double tree over by the stadium and you walk in they must think that they walked into the fucking saudi prince's suite at a normal double tree room because dude it's got tables and a chair and two two queens not queen but twin beds with 10 feet apart from each other like they must be like oh we got the wrong room we just wanted a regular room and then the person in the front desk of the trouble tree is like yeah that's our regular room because you think they push the beds together <laughs> that's a great question <laughs> they might they might like no like Maybe that's what they're just, used to you don't want to be that close to your friend sleeping well, apparently you don't like your friends that much or do I mean. you <laughs> you don't <laughs> he man like fucking stop it you know um well just because maybe that culture is a little different than where you're at i mean maybe you know don't just don't just throw them under the bus cause... what culture though what culture if you're not gay do you want to be that close to your man friend sleeping apparently it's I efficient mean, like there's room there put the nice stand there so people have phones people have a glass of water like like you know there's things that you put on a nightstand at night like right like i do yeah i do too I everyone does well not in europe <laughs> Not in Europe. And all your experiences in Europe are like this? No. So you know what's, just this no, 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 particular no, 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 no. You know what's not like this? When you book an American hotel room, like a, like a Renaissance or some, like some sort of name brand American hotel that's in Europe. They are not like this. 
Yeah, but isn't part of traveling, experiencing the different cultures and the way other other I don't want to experience my culture with JT's face six inches from mine in the middle of the night. Like, that's not culture. Okay. I just fucking spread the beds apart. There's two beds, there's two people. Then spread them apart and quit bitching about it. That's my race tech round of the night. I'm going to take what you just said, cut beds out of it, and put something (laughs) different in there and make a drop out of it. Stop it. Stop. You know, I was hoping this would be a short show tonight, and it's not going to (laughs) be. I knew it. It is not going to be a short show. What did I say? I know. What did I say earlier? It's not going to be. It's not going to happen, okay? Fuck you. Thank you. Fucking spread the fucking beds apart if you got room, Europe. Please. Please. I mean, look, the hotel rooms are already so small some of these rooms like when you bring an ogo 9800 in there like you can't open it you have to like step over it because it's in the middle of the room to open it you've been in the rooms like that one of the rooms i don't know we were late and we missed the train coming back from the testing grounds and i we ended up in this hotel room and what country is this japan japan yeah and it was like wasn't a room it was like a a tube or you know, it was like you got a, a, a closet a, or something. Yeah, it was it was really bizarre. And my knees, my head was at the end of the bed, and my knees were at the other end of the bed. Wow! And I was probably six inches from the wall. But it was it was the only place we could find to yeah, actually yeah, yeah. just lay down. Yeah. But it was. Were you with with Jeremy it, in there or something? No, oh, no, okay. no. Because we were we were doing. Um, oh, I can't. We were. Yeah, yeah. They they went off did some some corporate stuff and some media stuff and we were getting prepped for the race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we ended up at right. this place and it was. Um, but it was more. It was just like, hey, here you come. You sleep for the night and you leave. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was uh, some business but, travelers yeah. thing or something. That was the weirdest experience I've ever had with the hotel. What do you think they're thinking? Like, wh- help me out. What's the... I, you're putting way too much into this. I what's the reasoning when you have room to have two beds pushed together? What is the reasoning, do you hey, think? What time is it at the hotel now? We should just call them and ask that question. <laughs> don't don't tempt me. <laughs> you should just call them and get your answer. I don't have that answer. Nobody does. It'd be great. Isn't what? We should call them. It's probably like early morning over there yeah. right now, yeah? Like, what person is like... Mm, I get to sleep right next to my buddy, like six inches away. Like this is awesome. Like nobody wants to do that. What? What? Were you in a hotel with JT? Just did, where was anybody else staying there? Any no, other, no. Just, you, just. Did yeah. you do any research on what type of hotel this might be? Well, when you book your hotel room, you have to make sure you say two beds over and over because sometimes they just put you in one bed and, and say, "Oh, you sleep on the couch. The other bed is the couch." I've had that happen too, where you're like, "No, two beds, two people." Yes, yes, yes. This is a this is a double bed. This is a double room. And you're like, "Where's the other bed, bitch?" And she's like, "It's the couch." I've had that happen. You're like, "What?" This uh, fucking guys need to get all but, your euros. There's some, there's some different things that go on over there. That could have been oh, a very I, I know, specialized I know. hotel that you guys Listen, might have gone into. Enough this nation's talk. <laughs> we've run it. We've run our mock. We've talked to everybody and everything about this. Skip Norfolk's in studio. Let's welcome from Red Bull our buddy Jeremy Malot. What's up, Hammer? How are you? You sound heated, my man. Oh, it's out of control. What's the, do you know what I'm talking about with the rooms, Hammer? You know what I mean. I do. I do. I just laughed when I got put on hold. The only the first thing I heard was uh, spread them. Uh, <laughs> and something about spreading. I was like, whoa, what's going on here? Um, yeah, I've been Welcome to the Pulp Mech Show. Uh, great. Uh, Why do they do yeah, that, Hammer? Why do they do that? What what is the hap- What is the reasoning? What's? I couldn't tell you. I like, I'm with Skip. Let's just call it three-way them right now and figure this out. <laughs> 
I'm in. I'll go on hold again. Let's just get <laughs> like, the bottom of it. Like, Put me on hold, guys. Call, call, I want to know. Yeah, call, call the... Uh, Call the the Renaissance uh, Amsterdam Airport. Look it up, and and, and you gotta go zero one one, and then the number. All right. See, it's six thirty. A.M. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. It's not like there's not someone at the desk. No, that's fine. They speak English too. There. Okay. Cool. All right. We're gonna we're gonna call the Amsterdam resident residence or Renaissance, whatever we stayed at in Amsterdam Airport. So, um, like, I don't understand. Just put a nice stand there, Hammer. Right. Like that's it. I, I, I saw your video. There's room. There was room. They could spread them. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I don't. Tor- easily spread them. Tortelli sent me a DM, and he's like, "Haha, you're funny. What's wrong with that?" Like he was just like down with that. Like, who? I don't know. Yeah. Like, cause I, I flip. I got nothing. I roll over at night. Like I sleep both sides. Like you know, I sleep on my side, and I... nobody wants your buddy's face six inches from you, just breathing, breathing dragon breath on you. And Six no, inches might be enough. Who knows? And well, and nobody, and nobody wants my dragon breath on them. You know what I mean? Like, like, like. I'm just. I'm not saying. So, you got the room. Fucking spread them. All We're right. gonna find out. Hopefully, they pick up the phone. Uh, or Renaissance, whatever. <laughs> what could be Renaissance? Uh, all right, Hammer. All right, we'll go with that one. Hi guys. Ah, uh, Red Bull. Even Stra- Skip, how are you? I'm doing excellent. Can can we talk about how Reslin and Skip won the straight rhythm last year? Like their easily. look, they won it easily, easily. And I, I don't, I don't assume Skip will be joining us this year. We'll miss you if you're, if you're not. But uh, yeah, I mean, you guys at the bar. Um, I was working, and we may get to it, but I was working on McGrath um, racing this year. And I actually spoke to Luke when he got a conflict in Canada. Yeah. But we'll have two McGraths there this year in uh, Cooper Webb going as Hot Wheels McGrath. Oh, yep. And then R- Ryan Villapoto going as the Bud Light. Although he'll have a slight tweak to the Bud Light. Um, Yamaha. So there'll be two McGrath. There'll be a potential for a, a McGrath versus McGrath. Um, <laughs> nice. You know, uh, a race. And I, and I, t- I instructed uh, Y Gant to only refer to them as McGrath versus McGrath. Cooper and Ryan. Don't, don't exist. <laughs> we're, we're speaking to the core here. I don't care about any fringe fans that may come on and happen upon our event. I told them to go, you're going to call it as McGrath versus McGrath and yeah. not great characters. So I like we're not that. calling it. Re- we're, not, we're not red Hondas and green Cowies. We're, uh, we're going for the core who know what we're talking about. So, uh, um, it does awesome. seem like hammer. More people are buying in this year, right? With the look, like it seems like everybody's on board. I mean, I would say 95% of the guys showing up are not showing up as themselves from today. Yeah. They're showing up as themselves from Kenny showing up as himself uh, or what he would have looked like back in 95. So it's a mix of, of Jeremy and a mix of Kenny today. Uh, sorry, Kenny would have been back then. Right. You've got, um, you know, um, like I said, Cooper coming as McGrath, yeah. uh, RV coming as McGrath, Pastrana coming as like some old throwback. We had Kenny Sapper design his gear. So he's got a look, and then I think nearly every 125 guy is coming as someone else. So uh, we got a, a we got a Grant Langston, we got a Pingree, we got a Pastrana, we got a Fonseca, we got a Roncada, a RC, a, Ma- <laughs> a Talon Volan. Literally, like if, if you don't come as someone oh. else, you're gonna be the you're gonna be the weird one. Is Max <laughs> is Max going as Talon? That's awesome. Oh, I requested that he's that's, not racing unless he shows up as his father. That's oh, that's awesome. awesome. And and yeah. then uh, Pulp Nation's Alex Nagy going as Roncada. Tra- Yamaha yeah, Troy Roncada. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. Dude, it's great. It's awesome. It's going to be a really, really fun event. And, you know, everybody, anybody who's not been there, you got to go, man, because you can walk around the pits. Everybody's in vans. You can just hang out, like, just, go right up and talk to people, like, whatever. It's a really cool vibe. No, it's, it's better than that. 
it's, it's better than that. It's better than that. It was. Thanks, Skip. Oh yeah. I liked it. No, it it was. Um, I haven't I haven't smiled that much right. at an event uh, yeah. in a long, long, long time. Pomona Fairplex, everybody, go down and check it out and punch Wygan in the face if you see him. You can do that too. Yeah, I. Uh... Uh, Skip, I mean, again, I, you're probably busy this weekend, but if there's anything I can do to entice you, um, I was lobbying. We were, have we talked, Steve? Have you talked publicly about who you were trying to get to race her? Yeah. For Pulp? Yeah, okay. we were, I, I, yeah, we were trying to get Marty. I mentioned it a few times. Trying to get Davalos okay. on a Tim Ferry YZ250. I mean, it's just the most poetic thing of oh. all time. I and mean, obviously, um, with Steve going to Cabo, it just dawned on me now, but would there have been a better replacement than Skip as your team manager of choice? <laughs> no, like, I mean, no, was, no, it wouldn't have. You could have been a Cabo Abo with a headset on watching it in Spanish and calling yep. and telling Skip to, yep. to change the, you know, yep. uh, stop in the shock or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, I think we got the we got the Renaissance on the line. All right. Good morning. Bonjour. How are you? Hi. How may I help you? Hi. I stayed there the other night, um, with, and I was just wondering. Um, I'm from America, and we stay uh, in Europe quite a bit. How, yes. How come when you get when you have two beds, how come you guys don't separate them when there's two people in the room? Like the beds are pushed together. Yeah, I know exactly uh, what you mean. I actually wouldn't have a, an answer for that. It's just the way uh, the management decided to make the bets like that. It's weird because it's like that everywhere in Europe. And I yeah. was, it's been driving me crazy because I don't know if you have Americans complain, but it's weird. Uh well, sometimes, sometimes I, I hear the I hear other guests about it too. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Yeah, but. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not sure why it is like that in Europe. I'm, right. I'm really sorry. So, in one of the rooms I was at, I, I took the beds and I pushed them apart and put a. I don't know if you guys got angry about that or not. Do you get angry if guests make their no, own renovations? No, 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 no. No, that's no problem. Yeah, because nobody like I get some of the rooms are small, but you guys have lots of room. There's no reason to have that. It's really strange. Yeah, I'm really sorry. I'll give the yep. feedback. Okay. Um, All right. Well, I, I don't. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it's. I'll stay there again. You had a lovely place. We had room service. It was very good. Everything was great. That's it, really good to hear. And I'm, I'm. I'm really sorry about the inconvenience because, of course, I understand. Yeah. You know, it would be nice to have the two beds separate. You know. I, yeah, because you, um, you know, when you're with your friend, you just don't want to be six inches from their face, like in the middle of the exactly, night. Exactly. Right, yeah, right. I completely understand that. Okay. okay. All right. Well, it's 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 not your fault. I just wanted to find out why. I understand. Okay. But uh, when, sorry, may I just ask you? Yes. Um, when did you stay here? Uh, we stayed there Sunday night. Sunday night. Yep. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, I'll, I hope to see you again. Oh, uh, we hope so too. I just hope the beds are pushed apart next time we see you. But, but Okay. I'm going to give the feedback for okay. sure. Thank you. Okay. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that didn't really get anywhere, did it? You should have yelled at her to spread them. <laughs> 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 Uh, well, she was very nice, though. Yeah. She was very nice. It was. sounded kind of hot, too. That was a missed opportunity if there ever was one. Yeah, yeah. It really was. I mean, it's not. Uh, it's like, it's all of Europe. It's, every, it's everywhere. So it's not Amsterdam hotel's fault. It's just, that's the way Europe does it. So anyways. Um, all right, back to back to Jeremy Malott from Red Bull. I think we're good. I think we're wrapping it up. We should end it there. You know, what? we got uh, any, to get to the bottom of the big answer. Any changes to the track or similar lap time, similar similar length and everything? Anything do, different this year? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, there's only so many three three five threes you can put in in whoop sections. I think we've got a very, um, I think, racy track this year. There's I was with Jason Baker the last two days where the track's basically done. I think it's arguably our best track. Um, I will say I think there's 
three or four jumps that Travis will flip rather than scrub. <laughs> I sent him a photo uh, of the step up that's bigger than it was last year. I said, scrub or flip? And he goes, only flip. Oh, every time I run will only be a flip. So, um, and then I, uh, I, I didn't tell Tyler this, but Bowers, obviously, him and Traver basically the only two men on the planet who will race 500s on this track. Yeah. And so we're just going to pair them up and let them settle it. Um, and uh, about a month and a half ago, I was, I was texting with Tyler, and Tyler, we were just going back and forth, and Tyler was great. And he just goes, hey, I know Trav's gnarly and all, but should I like, should we like stage something to make this close? And I kind of was like, ah, I think Trav's Trav. Like, he'll, he'll show up ready. He's like, I know, but he hasn't raced in a long time. Like, I'll, I can like basically insinuating he'd slow up to make it a race. And so I just never did anything with that text. And this morning I uh, highlighted that, that particular phrase, and I sent it to Trav, and I said, uh, hey, Trav, I have no idea. What do you think Tyler means by this? Uh, and, you know, <laughs> Travis being Mr. Competitive literally wrote back and says, fuck him, I'm going to beat him with, while doing a backflip in the run. So, oh, boy. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but Trav literally, I've never, yeah. he doesn't, you know, he cusses, but uh, yeah. he just said, fuck him, and I'm going to beat him while doing a flip. So, I don't know. It sounds like it's a fun time, though. 500 versus 500. You know, you've, you've got to really start watching your speed data and try to do some time traps because if that you could – you need to get, at some point in the future maybe you could give like a, uh, <clears throat> a time gap. Oh yeah, that yeah. Includes yeah. a special trick just to see how that pans <laughs> yeah. out at the end of the event. That'd yeah, be good point. Cool. Good point. Yeah. I, I think yeah. more we're just going to see five hundreds break apart. Just break. <laughs> just break apart. That that'll be what. Oh, whoever's bike disintegrated last wins the race. Because yeah. Yeah, I think we're. Um... Obviously, we're all been in the sport long enough to be like, oh, your, your common sense would tell you the guy who's racing currently versus the guy that's been retired for 16, 17 years um, is, the, is the sure bet. But I love the idea of a, a, a old guy on a newer bike versus a younger guy on an older bike. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't know who's going to win. It, the money would be to put it on Bowers because he's, he's current and sharp, but I don't think he's Trav. He's riding. He built a shirt and track at his house, and he's Travis. You just never bet against no, him. No, no. The loop, the loop section at the very end is uh, leading right to the finish line. He's probably going to have to throw a parachute out when he hits the finish line jump. He's going to be going so fast. So he's going to base jump from the finish line takeoff to make sure he's landing. Um, so combining all of his things. Anderson's racing right off the destinations. Good job for him. That's cool. He's going to do it. He's going to show up. Yeah, so. that was that was fun. Um, he just he, every every year I've seen him tweet something or Instagram something about him wishing he could do it. So I just hit up the guys at Husky and the guys at Rockstar, I'm like, who, who, who's to blame here? If a guy wants to do it, let him do it. It's just a fun race. It's 20 minutes down the road. And so I ran up to Kelso in Vegas, and he's like, that's not me. Go talk to, to Robert Jones at KTM or at Husky. So I ran over to him and told him, and I was like, we need to get – like, I just like, – I'm not going to allow anybody to point fingers at someone right. else. We're all going to get the same right. area, yep, yep. and we're just going to figure out who's, the, who's to blame. And, and um, I just said, hey, if the guy wants to do it, just please be open to letting him do it. If he doesn't want to do it, all good. And um, we got the approval, and so uh, Jason was stoked. And actually, the Thursday before donation, I got a random text from a new number, and it was him. And he was just saying, like, hey, man, I'm just super excited to race this event. I'm like, you have a big race here in 36 hours. He's like, I know, but I'm just real excited about next week. So Yeah, that's good. Um, no, good for him. That'll yeah, be fun. And then, so it's fun. And it's kind of open because Marv's not racing, and Marv is ne- is undefeated at the straight rhythm, and he's out this year. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah. We, we got a Absolutely. wide open field. Yeah, we got a wide open deal. So uh, Yeah, I sent you that. I- I sent you that bracket today, and obviously a bold move on your end. Oh, bold move! I got Entignap and A Ray in the final. 
Yep. Man, that's, that's a bold one. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I will say it's a, it's a race for underdogs. I mean, I don't think you can count on a guy like Hanson. I don't think you can count on a guy like Ryan Sipes. I think Cole Seeley's great. Um, yeah. And obviously you got RV, and then you have, like, this, the main dudes. But um, I, I will say, and if you, you will laugh at me and you'll think I'm crazy, <laughs> but I think uh, old Ronnie Mack has uh, the new Screaming Eagles got some, uh, some oh. new parts on her. And uh, same old overall, same great attitude, but the bike is actually the best it's ever been. I've seen video of it, and he's, uh, he's sober-ish. He's okay. got a six-pack <laughs> under his overalls, not in his hand. And uh, I think old Ron's going to be – something to deal with. I'm not saying he's going to go to the finals, but I wouldn't be surprised if he makes it at least through round one and maybe even round two. Oh, that's so good. That's, yeah, that, that, that's that, a fun one. He was, he was unbelievable two years ago. He was a star of that thing, yeah. for sure. So, Absolutely. Um, no, I think it's going to be awesome. Like I, Hammer, I mean, you can't move the date without telling me. Like I'm kind of pissed at, at you a little bit for that. but I, I, I didn't know what to do. I mean, it was either go right after donations or go the week before Monster Cup, and I figured I'd have the best chance of getting guys like Anderson and Kenny. We haven't talked about Kenny yet to race if it was the week after the donations. Just roll the dice and see if they got picked or if they went. And yeah, if they didn't, yeah. then we probably had a better chance. And and so yeah, so it's a, it's a, I don't know, it's a lesser of two evils. Yeah, and, I get uh, it. Yeah, so I... this is this is our. There's always still unfortunately there's 52 weeks in the year, but when you start breaking down, there's really only one or two weeks you can actually do it. So yep. no, you're it's right. Funny how that works out. Um, so. Marks, I'm going to send you to uh, Straight Rhythm. You're going to be the pulp pulp uh, coverage. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. You, well, do I have to do anything other than watch? By the way, you, no. But when you, you get to your hotel room, you make sure you push the heads together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you get to come to the Red Bull after party, Marks. I'll, I'll walk you in myself. Um, I'm in. And you say uh, no more, Marks. Marks, you, you need to publicly thank Hammer for this coconut and this green. Yes. Red, like, thank you. He, thank he's you, the guy. No he's the guy that helps you stay alert for the show. And for uh, and for all the other work I do for Pulp. Yeah, exactly, yes. exactly. So I yeah. did think him in Twitter I, one time, even though that's not very good. But right. thank you, Jeremy. Right, right. Of course, but I feel bad because I let Steve down to come to the Cooper Web after party. So Mark, I'm gonna make it up to you. Uh, I'm gonna walk you into the Pastrana after party. Drinks on me. Oh my old my old buddy. Yeah, I'm gonna make it up. Yeah, I'm gonna make it up to Mark with with uh, uh, a little more fun on Saturday night. I'm in. So, you know what? Yeah. I'm used to it, dude. Nobody likes me, and like nobody wants me at their parties, and I'm used to it. I, uh, Josh Hill kicks me out of the monster one. Hammered forgets to invite me for the web one. Uh, it's okay. Whatever. You're an angry Canadian. No, you know I, I'm fine. I just I'll just sit in the hotel bed with JT gonna, six inches apart. Gonna go to Cabo and sulk. Yeah, exactly. yeah I'm gonna go to Cabo. <laughs> You'll show me. Yeah, show yeah exactly. Me. Just you wait. So no, man. Listen, if if you people go uh, get a ticket, Pomona Fairplex this weekend, twenty minutes away from uh, from the nine oh nine area and thirty minutes anyways. Uh, you can walk up to the riders in the pits. They're hanging out. People have smiles on their faces. Full pit access. You can watch the runs. You can. Yeah, it's no, a. You it's got. A, you got to go. It's a cool gotta, event. You got to yeah. go. Yeah, it absolutely is. It's it's really just really listen. Fun. Just, just listen. Listen to Skip. You know, just listen to Skip. He's our he's our hype man of all hype men. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I think, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb here. I feel very good that an American can podium this weekend. You know, <laughs> I think we're feels really good about that. And, you know, I think like Dave Despain said in our Motor World thing, he's you know the Americans are going to be looking for something to win. So here it is. I you just know? wrote so, that. I just, uh, I just wrote that down for noise for the magazine. So. <laughs> but, oh, um, that's good. Cool. Um, all right, man. Well, hey, thanks for the time tonight. Appreciate you squeeze, letting us squeeze you in. Uh, wow. Next, so I mean, we may as well we may as well drop this now on the show. Next Monday night, there's a Pulp Mech show. I will not be here. It'll be heavy straight rhythm coverage. Sitting in the host chair, 
is Jason Wygant. I'm in Mexico. He's coming to the house. Daniel Blair is coming to the house. Eric Pernard will be here. Mark, she'll be here. So please watch them. Make sure they don't steal shit. <laughs> yeah. And you uh, leave those cameras on. So there'll be a lot of straight rhythm coverage uh, next Monday night also, just without me. So that'll be fun. Oh, it should be a great <laughs> show then. <laughs> is we staying at the house? I know he's not buying a room. Is that uh, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, no, the sta- yeah, no, he's staying upstairs. I'm just like, yeah, here you go, bud. <laughs> I mean, we're going to make Take sure care of the dogs. We're going to make great. sure he gets yeah. to stay with Rocky the Basset because he's a big dog lover, <laughs> a big dog lover. So, you know, oh, man. yeah, you like that? He's going to be riding your electric bike out in the, and stealing your trails. <laughs> he's going to replace you. It's like a weird, bizarro. Yeah, bike. yeah. What if he? He's going hey, to start wearing your clothes. He's getting in the host spot. He's like literally just going to be replacing you. He uh, he will do probably a better job than I than I do on this show. So uh, that'll be the best. <laughs> that'll be the worst part of the whole thing. He'll, he's gonna he won't kill piss it. that many people off, though. No, he will he's not. No, absolutely up. not. Um, so, again, people, Pomona Fairplex this Saturday. Be there. Be square. It's a great race. Great time. That's mo- It's not – never mind the race. It's a great time. Don't so, miss it. You yep. got to go. Uh, thanks, Hammer. Okay, thanks, guys. See you, Skip. Take All care, guys. Jeremy. I'll right, see you. See you, Mark. That's Jeremy Bye, White, buddy. everybody, from Red Bull. Uh, let's go to commercial break. We'll come back. We'll re- come back with uh, tweets at – Travis, Pookie's got some questions also. We'll bring her down in and uh, much more. The great Skip Norfolk is here. Pulp and Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. We'll be right back after this. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing flyracing.com they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it flyracing.com the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Kennard, and Pike. Carbon fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. 
Case in point, the championship-winning factory Kawasaki race team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. So Randy Richardson, good guy, means well, great interview, but oh my gosh, his voice is f***ing annoying. In that case, boss, you may want to fast forward while I tell the rest of the Pulp MX show listeners about Michelin's extensive motorcycle tire product offer. The Pulp MX nation certainly knows about the Michelin Starcross 5 tire range and its outstanding durability and excellent performance. But I'd like to share some information on Michelin's wide range of industry-leading motorcycle tires. New for 2019, the Michelin Anarchy Adventure tire, which features two-compound technology, enables adventure touring riders to have confidence on any adventure with a new level of on-road stability and uncompromising traction off-road. The Michelin Road 5 tire is designed specifically for sport touring riders and provides the maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. As the exclusive MotoGP class tire, Michelin definitely understands the performance expectations of today's sport bike riders, and the Michelin Power RS tire enables those riders to unleash their full potential. If you're a Harley-Davidson owner, the co-developed and co-branded Michelin Scorcher tire range, which is original equipment on over a half million models manufactured over the past decade, is the right cruiser tire for you. For the latest on all Michelin motorcycle tire products, visit motorcycle.michelinman.com for more information and make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and at michelinmotorcycle.us on Facebook. This commercial is not 2019 Pulpy Award material. Thanks for listening to the Pulp MX Show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right, because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro, including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one of a kind. Roos also offers a wide range of custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulp MX swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulp MX stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoostMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years.
WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts. They all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Live in 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. GutsRacing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. 
Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. For 2019, Works Connection celebrates 30 years of delivering championship-winning products to motocross legends and champions like Lamson, McGrath, Wyndham, LaRocco, Carmichael, Dungey, Roxon, Plessinger, and more. Current race teams, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing Yamaha, Moto Concepts Honda, Team BWR, Rockwell Racing Yamaha, HEP Racing Suzuki, AJE Motorsports, and KTM Canada have also come to rely on Works Connection's commitment to innovation and quality. So if you're looking for factory-level parts, like radiator braces and skid plates to protect, rip a whole shot with a Pro Launch, or upgrade to the elite line of axle blocks, clutch perch, or bearing-equipped throttle tubes, just visit WorksConnection.com. Welcome back, everybody. Paul Mix Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. The BTOSports.com tweeted Travis segment coming right up here. Skip Norfolk in studio. The legend. Mechanic legend, Skip Norfolk. Brought to you by EVSSports.com. Uh, Works Chassis Labs. They developed their products alongside Will Hahn and the Star Racing Team, Factory Cowie, Moto Concepts, and more. WorksChassisLab.com. Paul Mix is the code to save. Great motor mounts. Have you tried the te- tested some motor mounts on the, on the bikes? No, no, we no? just, we kind of, no, we limited it some of the things. One, the one thing at a time? Yeah. Uh, WorksChassisLab.com. Uh, Please check them out. Like I said, a lot of top-level teams running their motor mounts and uh, develop with some factory suspension guys as well. So Pulpamex is the code to save with that. Uh, Skip Norfolk in studio, CTR 2020. Uh, we saw you guys this year come out, Supercross, Canadian Nationals. Uh, it was a little bit of a traders team. Club racing team, redemption team up in Canada, kind of a three-way merge. It was really yep. interesting to see. Anything you can tell us for 2020, or is it a little early? No, it, it's un, unfortunately, I think it's it's still a little bit early um, to fully know what our program's going to look like. Yep. Um, you know, it's we're we're 
we're still in a little bit of the limbo double-edged sword you know we we you kind of need to wait a little bit for all the OEM stuff to yeah. get wrapped up. Yeah. which it's not uh, yet. Which yep. it's not, nope. so it's, it's difficult to go out and try to talk with these riders when there's yeah. there's still an OEM opportunity. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna they're a little hesitant to to make a full commitment because right. it's not like we're walking in and going, "Hey, here's a six figure contract yeah, to come yeah. racing." So, yeah. um, it's kind of it's kind of a little bit. We got to wait for some of the other chips mm-hmm. to fall. Um, and then we can go out and really would, start to execute the plan. Would you go back to Canada? Yeah, I, I thought it was an absolutely great experience yep. for for the for our guys to go up there and be able to compete mm-hmm. um, and ride, regardless of if the, they say the tracks are different or not. The racing up there was spectacular, and to to be able to go up and compete and work on their craft. Yep. It was a good experience. Yeah, you Completely enjoyed it. Good experience. I know the Cana- I, had, I had a good time. Canadians I talked to love the fact that you were there. They thought that was awesome. That Skip Norfolk was. Uh, no, I, I, of, I had a blast. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Look, like you said, pain in the ass to travel to, and I get that. It, it was like, a little bit. Really I cool mean, tracks, yeah. you know, you get there. Some of those, some of the facilities weren't necessarily a driving distance. Right. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we had a great time, and uh, we had some uh, had some coaches there, so we kind of hung out at the track a couple yeah, yeah. couple nights, which was yeah. just spectacular. Yeah. Um, Did you get some fishing in? Uh, well, no, oh. I got some hiking in. Okay, all right. Um, Dougie got some fishing in. Okay, Dougie, one of the one of the yep. guys on the team. He he actually caught some fish. Oh, I okay. did catch the thing. I right. I got some hiking in. No, I oh I get it. I get it. <laughs> I, I'm not a fisherman, so I didn't get the term, but yeah. I got it. Yeah. Um, I, I, normally you'd say for a boat ride, but we were lake fishing. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, it was good. So a little early. We'll come back when we know more for sure. Come back in and let us know what's going on with the team. Uh, and absolutely. Process, yeah. You know? I think once some things. Uh, once some things get buttoned up, yeah, we'll be able to kind of move forward. Yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. I mean, dude, JGR is still waiting. There, there's a lot of teams still waiting, and we saw a lot of announcements today. Obviously, yeah, you know, but for guys like you and JGR and and other cycle trader, these type of programs, yeah, you gotta, you know, there's, gotta wait. Yeah, yeah. Um, you want to do it though? You're doing it again? Like you'll be back? Uh, yeah, I would. Like, yep. That's my plan. Yep, yeah, yep. I, I, I still enjoy it. I um, really do. Some exciting things happening in Vegas too for you, well, hopefully down the road. So that we're hoping be good. so. Yeah, yeah we'll yeah. hopefully be in a position to talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Um, uh, absolutely, should be a lot of fun. Um, Pookie, hello, hello. What's up? The boss. How arrived. are you? Boss is here. Yeah, that's right. You missed me while I was in Europe. Yes. Oh my God, your videos were so funny. Oh, I was dying over that. We need to get a lie detector test in here. <laughs> <laughs> they would go off the chart. Listen, he's fucking. He, he was mechanic from McGrath. I know. Whatever, you can't say nothing. No, he just whatever, says whatever he wants. Whatever and you just he take wants. It. No, you just take you it. Just take it. Fucking guy, like. God, just, Jeremy McGrath. Oh my god. <laughs> Let me turn your. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Can you? Just, hey, just I got one win. One fucking win, and he's got. But he don't have that win. I don't. He doesn't no. have that win. Well, no. I, oh, I wasn't <laughs> counting Summer Cross. Oh. Because that's the wasn't official. Oh, that was your one win. N- Asshole. <laughs> Kelly what Smith. Kelly Smith. High oh, point. The high point moto. High point moto. High oh, point high overall. Point overall. Sorry. I forgot. I got another moto win. That's Greek. This fun guy did it all the time. Oh. Just, yeah, oh, fuck, hey, how did we can go? Oh, fucking won one this weekend. Or, oh, we won the heat and fucking by 20 seconds and we won the main by 40. <laughs> I was probably there. I yeah. was at that race. Well, yeah. Damn it. I all was right. an Epic fan. Yeah. Well, sorry. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I know. You were an Epic fan. Yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah. Mm hmm. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> um, I can't, I can't, oh, I'm having right. fun, Jeff. Uh, 
Fuki. So we ran three contests last week for show 400 or two That's weeks right. ago. Yep. Uh, Michelin set of Michelin Star Cross Fives. Those are right here. Uh, EVS knee braces. That's right here. And uh, uh, um, a race tech rebuild. That's right here. So you, you took all the entries. I got it. Should we let Skip do it? Sure. All right, Skip. So we're going to get you to draw just first? random name. What? Which, which one is which? Which first? This, this is the one that's not tires or EVS. Well, I don't know what that means. Race tech. Which one? This one right here. Oh, okay, so this is for the race tech rebuild. Here we go. Race tech rebuild. Full uh, full deal from folks at race tech. What do we got? Who we got? Eric Griffin. Eric Griffin is race tech. Congratulations whoop, to whoop. Eric. <laughs> Thank you to Race Tech for making that happen. This is tires. Ah, cute. <laughs> You're so professional. No, he's not. He's an asshole. Oh. <laughs> he's been making me look bad on drops all night. Matthew Hutton. Matthew Hutton wins a set of uh, <laughs> SC5s. EVS braces. Skip Norfolk drawing your name just a Can you imagine the fucking legendary wrenches that is, those, those hands. hands have Ugh. turned? God. Guys are crazy. Oh, there we go. Travis Dodd. Dodd? All right. D O double D. Travis Dodd wins a set of EVS braces. So yeah, we'll be in I'll be in touch uh, to all three of those guys. Thanks to those companies, by the way, uh, for uh, hooking up for show four hundred. It was a big deal for us, Pookie. We finally got the Chipotle cleaned out, the beer cans cleaned out. Beer cans, yep, that was Now you bought a big thing of Tito's. A giant. I actually just poured the last of it into this little into this cup right here. Okay. And you <laughs> But it was huge. And it was three quarters gone? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. And and Jake wasn't even drinking it. Jake was drinking Jack. Yeah, he's Jake and Coke. Right. Yeah. He's like, I feel like I have to drink the Jack. <laughs> so now two dollars RV and his agent. RV wanted cores. And you bought 24 cores. I bought 30. 30 cores. And then on the day of, I thought I might run out. And I ran out at a live show, and RV was pissed at me. And I was like, I cannot have that. So I put it up on Insta. Is 30 enough? And everybody said no. And I almost bought more beers that day. And, and I he didn't, didn't drink any. I was any. like, don't overdo it. They, they had a couple. Did they have a couple? Yeah. You want some Coors Lights? <laughs> Skip, take <laughs> some home. Just take some home. <laughs> <this> <laughs> we, we, we don't drink Coors over here. So, uh, yeah. So it was a good time. Um was that two weeks? Did you ever? Oh, you had a weekend off? A week off? Yeah, I was in Europe. Yeah, this past weekend. This is a week, the show week off. Oh, okay, all right. Just checking. Did you? What country was I in? Holland, the Netherlands. Who won? Holland, the Netherlands. How the USA do? Sixth. She. Cooper she, broke she's, been, she's been listed to the show. That's that, <laughs> she's, that, that's her only thing. That's her. How did Canada do? They didn't send a team. Yes. Tits versus tits. What was the name I'm of the hotel it. he stayed at in the Netherlands? Renaissance nice. Amsterdam yeah. Airport. Yeah. And were the beds together or apart? <laughs> Six <laughs> inches. Uh, that's what I mean. Dragon like, breath. Yeah, yeah, like nobody wants that, dude. Like, I don't get it. There's Even if you're sleeping with somebody, you still don't want to sleep on a bed that's like that. I mean, that's not comfy when the beds are just pushed there. You can't. Well, no, I think they have a, a if you're married or gay or whatever, they'll have you a, a single bed, like a double bed together. Well, I yeah, this is two beds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I saw it. I know, but I'm. We called the hotel. <laughs> that was funny. That it's still to get a re- resolution to the problem. Yeah. As if Sorry. she would be like, well, in in, in 1897, uh, she like, sounded uh, Canadian. That lady a little bit. You think? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Maxima USA. Uh, Adam Cincerillo, Eli Tomac, winning national championships with Maxima USA. Pulpamex 35 is the code to save at maximausa.com. Number one aftermarket oil in America, Power Sports. Which Maxima product do you like the best? Skip. I know you may not use Maxima now, but come on, just play the game. No, the, the chain, chain, chain loop, chain guard. Yeah, yeah. I think chain guard. Yeah, chain guard. Yeah. yeah, 
It's good stuff. Good stuff. SC1. Makes my bike look like new. And it smells nice. Yeah. Yeah. Back when I, if I worked for Jeremy, I would have just sprayed it with SC1 every week because he's going to win anyways. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do. It didn't really. You should have played a game and saw how many parts you could have left off and him still win. Um, I played that game once, I think. Oh, you once did? Or twice, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? One of the underrated McGrath feats, and there's not many because he's done so much and we've talked about it so much over the years, is just like in 95 when he decided to win outdoors, like he's just like, I'm going to win out. Like everyone says I can't win outdoors. You know, Kudrowski, LaRocco, they're all gnarly. People say, I can't win this. Watch this. Like, hey, I'm going to get in shape. A, and He was a special – he had a – he was pretty special at that when <clears throat> when he would um, – you know, it, th- there was a lot of work that went into it, a lot of work that he put in, but it was kind of that simple for him. I want to accomplish this. Yeah. And he would, he would do everything in his life to accomplish that goal. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like and nobody, I'm not nobody, but a lot of people are like, ah, he'll never win outdoors. Larocco, Kurdowski are too gnarly, you know, all that stuff, right? Yeah, and he should have had more from that. And maybe. dude, and he just, and he didn't just win. He just kicked their asses. And he would have kicked their ass in 96 if he hadn't decided to jump that double at Melville. It's, yeah, that kind of wasn't a double. Yeah, two singles. Yeah. <laughs> and if he hadn't pulled off at Washougal when he was like 10th. Wow. Every, I think we talked about that one. I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I'll stand behind that one. That was on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that wasn't, but I admire your, your fortitude. No, that was on me. Um, BTOsports.com. Tweet at Travis. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. Here's the tweets at Travis. BTOsports.com, nation's number leading retailer. Anything you want for your biker body, including a lot of our partners like FMF and Atlas Neck Brace and Guts and W, uh, blah, 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 on and on. BTOsports.com will save you money. Put, put Pulp MX in the notes section or call down there and mention Pulp MX, and uh, they'll give you a deal on anything that you want. Firepower stuff, Vertex, EVS, X-Brand. Mountain bike stuff for Michelin, me? mountain bike stuff for you. Where are we going? Really? You want a mountain bike? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I mean, are you being serious? Yeah. Oh, okay. We said we were going to do it on your off-season. Did you call Marx's wife yet? No. Oh, okay. Four. Oh, never mind. Four. No, no never mind. She's gonna call. She's gotta call your wife. You have something you'd like to share with the class? Great <laughs> <laughs> radio. Doesn't involve you yet. It doesn't involve you <laughs> yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, You'll be told what to do here shortly. <laughs> uh, so BTOsports.com, We got some questions for you, Pookie. People want to talk to me. People. A couple people Pook have some Nation? questions for. You. Yeah. A po- nice. couple people from Pook Nation, uh, and uh, and uh, and myself and Skip Norfolk. Let's do this, Marks. Uh, from Scott McElroy. Steve, what happens first? Suzuki pulls out of Supercross Motocross, I no factory support, or JGR closes its doors? I don't know. I think Suzuki pulls out. Because I think JGR has got this title sponsor. but And I think JGR, I don't have any knowledge, insider knowledge on this. I don't have any knowledge. I don't have any insider knowledge on this, but I think JGR is with a different OEM in 2021. That's my that's my prediction. Hot take. Yeah. From Tanner Hall, is Bogle really going to be left without a ride? No, I think Bogle gets that spot at Rocky Mountain. So Bloss, Bloss is out. Bloss will need a ride, yes. I believe. From Kiel McStovepipe, 
Do riders ever get to ride the bikes before signing to a new team, or do they just say, I don't care no, what bike it is, they just never pay do. me? They never do, huh, Skip? Never happens. Never happens. I, some guys don't, I think. I think some guys don't. But the big names, they ride. Yeah. What was the... Do you have any stories about that? Do you nope. have any... Not that I, nope. You're not going to get caught now, no. Skip. It's, it's fine. Nobody's no, going to come back at you. It happens. but I know. So do you have any stories of secret testing going on? No, out? but I just, I've just i never yes, heard, yes. I've never heard of any rider that's so never been faster on his new bike. No. Right. No, you know, never. No, never happened. <laughs> Jeremy was better on the KTM. Oh, no, it's just yeah. it's never, you know. No. Somewhere along the line, it gets those, those they get a little muddy. I remember at Yamaha, Millsaps was switching from Suzuki to Honda, and they had us build a 250F. I guess he was still 250 then. And I'm like, he ain't got to fucking sign with us. This thing's a piece of shit. It's got an oil tank. It's got a fucking carburetor. Like, there's no chance. You know? And he didn't. But they were, but they were, they sent it to Georgia for him to ride. Yeah. yeah. No, there's, I mean, you, it, it's a it's a big decision. And I think the group and yeah. everyone that's around them and the environment that is created yeah. is a bigger, a bigger impact to their results than maybe it was right. a couple decades ago. But. You know what's funny is back in the works Honda days, you know, like the big works Hondas, like not even your days, but I mean like the factory, like eighty, the eighties and stuff. I guess like O'Mara and Bailey would just be at a Honda land, and someone would just ride their bike, like no problem, like whatever. <laughs> like I, I find that a little hard. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. From Gus Keeter to piggyback on McStovepipe's question: okay. How do teams arrange for them to ride in secret at the facilities or? tracks yeah i mean they just rent tracks or they go to the rider's place or whatever yeah lots of places lots of ways to figure that out from i love basset hounds oh yeah see you won't complain about that name will you no okay with supercross adapting new changes the past couple of years do you see them ever having joker lanes in main events what do you think skip i hope not no no i hope i hope not yeah you hope not but do you see it happening I don't. I, 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 I don't. No. No, I don't see it happening no. for Supercross. From Brad to Let, who wins a Supercross first, Roxon or AC? We may have asked this last week, but whatever. AC. Hmm. What do you think? Ooh. I, 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 <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah. That's a good question, It's actually. a great question. Yeah. I, th- I, I think Roxon does. I do. Really? But God, yeah, I do, yeah. ACA1 this year ACA1 ACA1 you're calling it yep. damn right. hot take he was uh, underrated like... funny on 400 he, he had, was he had, His, he had some one liners he had some one liners yeah. that were really good but then RV was too hammered to like <laughs> really know what was going on stepping but, on him yeah that, that was a good that's a we need to follow up on that one that was a good yeah. question that's interesting uh, from Curtis Pookie besides travel what is your least favorite part of Steve's job well, she likes to travel. I'm gone. <laughs> when he's home. Ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on now. No, listen. 100%. If I was home all the time, we wouldn't have as good a relationship. Bro, since we met, you've been on this travel schedule. So, I know. Yes, it is part of our life. This yeah, you like it. Schedule. I don't mind it. <laughs> I.e., I like it. Yeah. Sometimes in the off season when you're Hold home the mic for a little lots, closer. And lots of okay. weeks in a row, I mean, I'm like. It, it's know, her first time. I gotta, I gotta go somewhere. <laughs> All right. Am I good? Testing. Well, no. Check, what's check. What's, okay. what's the what's the? I forgot the question. Oh, travel. Um, yeah, travel. when he gets into fights with people, and then they all hate me, and then their wives hate me, and then 
Uh, yeah. Uh. Controversy. He's too... Ah! <laughs> Don't put the fucking beds together. I know. Like, God. <laughs> we'll be fine. Just never back Solving down. world problems here. I love it and I hate it. <laughs> no, it's fine. Everything's if everyone fine. would just listen to me, fucking world would be a better place. No, I'm sure just it listen would. To me. Yeah, it's your, your world. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, from studio, it's not, not the tear offs. Oh, <laughs> it, it can be. I mean, that's right. From Studio Cat, if you're Justin Cooper and you just broke your hand at Motocross of Designations, do you? Go- <laughs> Why are you laughing? Do you go back again next year if you're invited, or does this change your mindset about participating? No, you go back. I think. Yeah. No, it doesn't affect those guys. Yeah. Unless you're over the event already, which it didn't sound like, you know, Zacho was or, I don't know, Justin, but. No. From Fake MX News, who's more bitter? JT about another Destination's loss or Ping at the Pulp MX Empire? Oh, Ping, for sure. JT's fine. Yeah, I thought JT was fine this time. JT's, I think he's numb. Yeah. No, no, yeah, he's ex- it's, it's acceptance. He's, it's, he's moo. <laughs> yeah, he was so mad, but the last few years he's been like, huh? What are you going to do? I mean, it would have been tough for USA to win if dry. still secretly really thought they were going to oh, do for sure. way yeah. better, no, though. They were not going to win if it, it was... was, it was a, they needed mechanical yeah. issues or injuries. You a, know. Well... But they could have got second or third. Clearly. Yeah. 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 Uh, Ping's just super bitter, yeah. Ping's got problems. But Why is he bitter? Is there something new happen? Uh, yeah, I don't think I told you, but he took shots at us on his last show. What? Yeah. They're subtle. Oh, subtle digs. Fucker. You just talked about that, too. He just, he just pisses everybody off. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he, we can piss Ping off. I don't care. From Jordan, what brand will be next to say their riders won't be participating in motocross of designations? I don't know. I could see Honda doing it. Here's the thing, and I wrote, I wrote this or I talked about it. There's OEMs that are not happy with DeCoster. And it goes back because Husqvarna and KTM is the same fucking team, even though they like to tell you they're not. They're the same team. It goes back to Dungey's championship when Anderson was helping out Dungey. There's OEMs from the J- Japanese ones that didn't like that move. They didn't like the fact that there's two brands that are owned by the same company pulling for the same rider. And then when you add in the Baguette guys and everything else, there's like six KTMs, let's say, on the track. And they're affecting the championship. I mean, Anderson straight out told Chad, hey, I had to take you out. Like, I, I'm riding for Dunge. Sorry. You know what I mean? Like, I got to help out. And they don't like that. They just think it's dirty pool. And whether it is or not, it depends on your definition of racing or whatever, but there's definitely some people upset at Roger. Well, they're upset at KTM and Husqvarna, and then Roger by proxy because he's the manager. He was. So, maybe. Yeah, maybe. From Randy Allen, Pookie, what Gravity Games slash X Games event was Biker Sherlock known for? Big Air. <laughs> street Luge. It was Street... No, was it Street Luge or just Luge? Uh, Tit said Street Luge. Okay. So street I luge. think he right, was okay. correct in the All answer, right. so... Right. I don't know. That vi- that YouTube video is funny, though. It saved my favorites. I'm sitting there with Mike Mason, and he's the co-host, and we're just dying laughing. You guys just died laughing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You couldn't even see straight. <laughs> no. Tit no. was so you happy that you said Biker were... Sherlock at Big Air. <laughs> like, do you remember Biker Sherlock? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She thought he, he was Big Air. <laughs> We're just like, oh my god! So, 
<laughs> when they, when How long up, ago was that? That was a long time ago. It was, yeah. No, but when they'd wad it up, they'd get some yeah, big yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, good point. Good point. It follows you around. Yeah. Yeah, we post that video on the yeah. Insta page. <laughs> From Paul, do you guys think RC has a great idea for Supercross of Destinations? And if so, do you no. believe it will balance the outsider view of it's, any it's nation's stupid. race? It's not only Ricky. It's all these jerk-offs. Whenever the nation's loss happens, ah, let's have let's see him in supercars. Let's see him in supercars. <laughs> like the fucking guys never race it. They they're not gonna do like w- if they had a supercross of nations, no one would show up but America. And Kenny would be one German, and we'd have Ferrandis and Marv. <laughs> Australia, 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 Australia would show, would show up. up. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. So and Canada could do okay. Then Canada could actually do pretty well. Yep. So Canada maybe maybe they should have. It. Then Canada could maybe get top five. Um, would, would they send a team? I don't know. That's too soon. It's too soon, Skip. Um, R.I.P. It's dumb to say it. It's just dumb to say it. It's like, uh, yeah, you, fuck. It's, it's stupid. Oh, we're better at Supercross than them. Yeah, all right. Well, well, the sport was invented over here. They rarely do it over there. And when they do it, it ain't true Supercross. It's, you know, you've been there. and Those tracks aren't true Supercross-ish. So they're not going to do that. It's dumb. It's moo. Yeah. Yeah. From Jack Courtney, Steve's podcast with Reed was very interesting to listen to. Lots of key things you, were said. You were sitting right there when I did it. That was awesome. I'm glad we drove all the way out to the Speedway for that. Okay. That was cool. Oh, the Chad right. was in town last week driving. Yeah, I, I missed that show. Yeah. Uh, have you heard much blowback or industry people comment from that pod? And a few weeks later, is there any news on at all on the future of JGR Racing? No news on the future of JGR. I had, a few pe- I had two industry people this weekend stop me in the pits and destinations and be like whoo chad brought the heat and i'm like yeah that's what he does he doesn't he he's degaff he doesn't care why not remember he said nobody he nobody would drink monster yeah you know mm-hmm. what i mean like he said oh i'm yes. glad to be sponsored by something i actually believe in as, a, as opposed to monster <laughs> <laughs> something you would never ingest or ingest yeah something i would never ingest. give to my kids or anything he said i was like oh okay so, anyways, that's Chad. That's what he does. Chad would never say something bad about a previous sponsor. No, no, never. <clears throat> Bridge burn? Never. No, no. Um, from Keel McStovepipe, Steve Tomac as 2020 Supercross champ, or yes. do you yes. we need to go to Dylan to get no get Dylan to persuade you? No, he's in. He's doing it. Right, Skip? This is your Tomac brings it home? <clears throat> do you I, not know that we have a new 450 rider coming in to the scene? Are you... No, I'm not aware of anybody. Yeah, um, well, hello, hello, number nine, straight to the top. No rookie wins their Supergirls title in their first year unless it's huh? Jeremy, just fucking Jeremy McGrath. Yeah, 1993 okay. well, with yeah. Skip. We'll see. We'll see. Records are made to be broken. He won round three, was it? And then just like never lost again. Ever, never, ever lost again. No. Ever, no, ever, <laughs> ever. <sighs> Every freaking race you go to. God. <laughs> <laughs> I was glad, glad I was glad I could be a small part of that. Yeah, yeah. I do believe at the end of this year, you said you would never go for Tomac winning again. Yeah, but I mean, I, I did, I did. I said I'm done with you, Eli. I'm I think done you with said you. That. Uh, and uh, here we are again. I mean, yeah, just sucks you in. Can't quit. He's you. the best rider. He's the best. He's the best rider we have. He, he is. From Josh Anderson. Yeah. Skip, you have something? No, 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 no. How bad will the issues get with Dylan and Cooper? 
Dylan made the comments about how Justin was racing him too hard at Ironman and now taking the number 14. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. When Cooper went to Sealy. There's definitely some friction there, right? Um, For sure. What happened? Cooper asked Sealy for 14? Yes. Sealy said no? No, Sealy said said yes. yes, But Dylan got to choose first. So Dylan took 14. I I know you're sitting down, so be ready for this. It didn't seem like the AMA really knew what they were doing. <laughs> so, well, step one, they got the number right. Sit down. I mean, I, this is unheard of. Joker. It's unheard of. They're so, you know, by the box and by the everything. They're so by the book. They fucking fucked up the national numbers again. You saw that? <laughs> no, saw I, that? no. Unfortunately, I didn't pay attention. Yeah, to yeah. That they, one. they 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 issued a press release and they were wrong. What they again. issued a press release? Oh yeah. On the number fourteen. No, no, just, just on numbers, numbers in general. In general. Oh. Number. And then they had to recan it because they forgot. They fucked up. They had six <laughs> six weeks since Indiana, but I think it's like five years in a row they've had to do that. They've got the numbers wrong. Who's responsible? You have a name? No. You blow them out. I don't. But um, but so Cooper called Seeley, said, hey, can I have 14? Because Seeley's retired, obviously. Yeah. And AMA or, and Seeley said, sure, go ahead. Problem was, it, Dylan had first choice. Dylan had more points than Cooper. So Dylan's like, cool, yeah, I'll take 14. He didn't call Cole. <laughs> no. No, I think AMA probably was like, hey, you can have 14. It's available because Sealy's not doing it. Well, why does Cooper assume that he gets 14 then when he knows somebody else could choose before? I don't think he knew or realized it. Oh. Yeah. I think Cooper just thought that since it wasn't available and he called Cole, asked Cole if he could use it, because Cole could still use it for next year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Cole had to release it. Oh. One four for life. I love so. it. But, I mean, it's all about communication. It's still, I mean, I don't have a problem with Dylan taking it. Do you? <laughs> I if it's open. If it's open, right? It's like, open, yeah. So, uh, from Big Papa Yum Yum, I've noticed. No. Mm-mm. No. No, we're not accepting a Big Papa Yum Yum question. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> no, we're, we're taking Big Papa. Okay. Um, I guess it's back to. I've noticed Ping, GL, and Emig haven't been on your show for a long time. Is there any animosity between all these podcast shows, or is it just me? I'm fine with, with GL and Emig. They're cool. All right. No. <laughs> Ping's not coming back on the show. Okay. From Too Clingy, if Ferrandis goes 450 for Yamaha, what does Justin Barsha need to do to keep his ride? Win? I don't know. Hey. <clears throat> Needs to, yeah, he needs to be there. He needs to be there more than he's not. It's crazy that he won Anaheim 1. Do you remember that? And it's spectacular form. Yeah. And then nothing. He got hurt, but... No, I think that's I think yeah. that's probably the... Being healthy is critical. Yeah. yeah. From Alex. I don't know how to say that. Mathis, who finishes better overall in combined points? Derek Drake or Brian Moreau? I don't know. I don't care. You don't have an opinion? No. Okay. I think the Brian Moreau signing was insane. I can't believe that KTM Europe made USA take that. I've seen this kid. He rides EMX in Europe outdoors, doesn't do that well. And then I've seen him in Supercross, Geneva and Paris for four, three or four years, and he doesn't do that well either. Like, he gets top three or whatever. Sometimes he wins, pulls off a win, but, like, he's not ready for American Supercross or American outdoors. Like, not for a ride like that. So, oh. I, I don't know. And Derek Drake needs to get in better shape. I, I know that, um, you know, Rogers, Rogers had a keen eye for seeing things in 
races riders that other guys hold don't. On. Hold on. Brian Gray, Ben Riddle, Matthew Lalos, Matt Moss. Oh my God! Remember Matthew Lalos? Thanks, Boogie. Um, <laughs> Love him. Skip. Roger. I know he has this reputation, and I know everybody's like, "Oh, fucking Roger." Uh, I get it. He has done some great things, and he has picked some good riders. Dunge, for example, like mm-hmm. he's done it. He's done it. He's got plenty of misses that everybody seems to forget. Yeah, but that's the world we live in, right? No, I know, but I'm saying he's not anything special. He's got hits and misses just like Eric Kehoe or Jimmy Perry or McCarty or anybody else. He's missed on a lot of guys where you're like, really? And then nothing's happened. So, okay, I just think that part is overrated Like on him. I've heard the same thing before. You're not the first time I've heard yeah. that. I've seen so many guys on the Suzuki team where you're like, what? And then the guy struggled. And you're like, well, he, you know. So, I don't know. Brian Moreau was pushed through from Europe. The, 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 they wanted him over there. But, I don't know. To me, I would hire an American kid. Yeah, but, you know, you're, maybe there's some bigger picture things yeah, that are yeah, going yeah. on that yep. need to be considered. And, and truthfully, when they hired Ferrandis, when Star hired Ferrandis, he'd had speed in, G, in the GPs. I hadn't really put it together. Been hurt a lot. Wasn't that great in Supercross. I came to the Monster Cup. Did okay. He did okay at the Paris and Geneva. Mm-hmm. And I, and when they hired him, I was like, uh, I don't know about that. Like, that's what I was thinking, right? Like, I'm like, he gets hurt a lot and can't seem to stay on two wheels. And, dude, he's totally proven me wrong. Hey, what like, about Dylan? Yeah. What was your impression when Dylan came over? That's what I'm saying. Ferrandis. You did say that, didn't yeah. you? I went paying attention yeah. to you. I kinda, I lost, you lost me. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. No, Ferrandis, I was not sure about. I was like, oh, I've seen this kid a lot. You know, I don't know if he's a special rider, but, dude, he's great. So he's, maybe Brian Moreau will be the same. You know? Yeah. That's I, the hit and miss part. Man, there's so many variables nowadays. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and in some case, I've had a team manager tell me, like, they almost would rather give a Dylan Ferrandis or a Brian Moreau or one of those kids' shots because, I mean, I don't know how much of this is walk uphill to school both ways type of mentality, but they the kid that comes from another country that just wants it will do anything to keep that ride. You know, they like that kid as opposed to an American kid that's kind of been given everything his whole life and maybe doesn't buckle down, you know? You know, and I don't – hopefully I don't say anything I'm not supposed to, or but I think he's going to have someone – pretty that wants it just as bad in his corner there yeah well yeah so you know from you know from the team standpoint right right so yeah you hope that comes together right um yeah so there's a point to that where i get that where you got we got a kid from another country that his whole life is about succeeding in america and he just does everything and anything that you ask him there's that and i like i said i think you know if the mechanic situation stays the way it is where i think it's going to go He's got. He's gonna have someone in his corner yeah. that is. <laughs> he's young, but man, he's he wants it. He wants it probably yeah. to, as much, if not more. Yeah. Well, which will be good because you know, Tony's a spectacular dude. Yeah. So. All right. From Hayden Sailor, who will benefit more from PC, McAdoo or Smith? I like McAdoo. Uh, Jordan's a veteran. He's gonna be good. Uh, he works hard. Everything. I, I think McAdoo's got some potential. I, I think that. Uh, that there's a everyone could benefit from that program. Yeah, yeah, really, right? Yeah, Pookie. Oh, McAdoo or Smith? Yeah. Every okay. Totally. <laughs> Good answer. Whatever Skip said. Uh, 
from from Brittany Harvey. Can you just tell Pookie that I hey, love her? Can I, can I sign up? I want to sign up for Team Pookie. <laughs> uh, Nation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> what? What did Brittany say? She loves me. Uh, can you just tell Pookie that I love her? Thanks. Okay. My girl. Uh, from Kurt Lucas, where will the next motocross of Nations in the U.S. be held? I don't know. It's weird because the Beasley at Bud's Creek and uh, Claybaugh at Thunder Valley will tell you they lost money on that race. And I don't know how, but they'll tell you that. I, get, I mean, obviously it's expensive to pay the Ustream. Uh, <clears throat> you can't tell me that Redbud didn't make a shit ton of money. I mean, at one point they had to buy land or rent land for an extra parking lot. Like, they literally had to go to their neighbor and be like, how much to use your field? Like, here's a no, check. But that was, I think that was a spectacular choice for that. I mean, yeah. they, they have the facility to do exactly what they did. Yeah. You know, there's not, there's, um, you know, maybe there's, maybe Iron Man has that same yeah. type of opportunity. Right. Um, I don't know that, you know, I don't know that Bud's Creek has the, the draw the, well no oh. the, the land to do right, right, right. what they did without yeah. you know without mowing down some big rows of trees and I, stuff i mean to me it seems like a financial no-brainer you would make a ton of money uh, I, I just I, 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 don't, I don't i don't know the ins and outs yeah, of it but i, I don't I, either but i would i think there's some big costs that are behind the scenes of course that, yeah that, um, but that make it so bring it back to redbud or indiana is a good choice but uh skip you're right no, but i think the redbud facility was the yeah. absolute perfect place for right. it all right, just a couple more here. From Dirty Al Green, what's it like for Pookie to be the brains, brawn, and looks? I'm asking because my wife is all three, too, so I'd like to know how it feels. Pretty sure that's to you. No. Oh. He said, what's it like for you? What's it like for Pookie to be the brains, brawn? Well, I guess it's to you because... Oh. <laughs> yeah, she, she holds everything together. She's great. Sh- just just talk yeah. to her. She's, just, listen to just talk to her. <laughs> just, she's awesome. Basement husband's meetings is yeah your basement Wednesday at yeah. six yeah your yeah. your basement oh poor tr- I'm sorry yeah that's you guys are you need to stop being so hard on yourselves Mark's just have a hot wife though <laughs> tight <laughs> tight knit group we got there yeah. no Mark you all kicked your coverage oh for sure yeah <laughs> your, you're, your you're wife's not, hot like, you're not you're, telling you're, me you're not yeah. <laughs> thank you <laughs> just self esteem is uh, dropping by the second I'm, I'm keeping it real she's hot uh thank you. From Burrito Dan, Pookie, my girlfriend of four years, is starting to have dreams about Jason Anderson. What do I do? Jason Anderson. Hmm. Uh, yeah, dress up as Jason Anderson. Oh. <laughs> Get that jersey on, put that hat real low. What's up, baby? Tuck in the ears. Leave the jersey, yeah. leave the jersey untucked. Yeah, like oh. flap the back out a little bit. <laughs> right, right, right. Solid advice. Solid advice. Solid advice. Uh, last one from Trevor Dunn. What can fans do to help support true privateers like Nagy? Welton, Robin, that don't get nearly as much support for the amount of work they put in. I mean, give them money. Yeah, why don't they have GoFundMe's? I think is that frowned upon, but I feel like people would donate to people who like. I feel like we should set know, up a like fund. That. Well, I mean, you know, we did that Yamaha draw, and but I mean, each individual guy. No, I know. And I know. it all went to. Can't they have their own? Just help I think support I think my... people. Frown I feel like on that. Chad should do that. Like, can't get everybody give twenty two dollars? Like, yeah, let's get Chad to freaking races. Are you kidding me? I feel like that's frowned on. A little bit. I know that's what yeah. I'm saying, but why? If people people are asking, how do I support these people? I want to help them get the, to the races. It's like Patreon. I want to help you. You're not asking me. You're not making me. You're not. I'm not. You know. You're just doing it because I want to. Right. I don't know. Maybe yeah. they, they need a Patreon or a freaking GoFundMe or something. Patreon. Maybe it's not as offensive I mean, as a GoFundMe. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I think you might 
see some avenues pop up that'll allow that to be you think to happen i think yeah because you're starting to see it in big businesses and some things like that now i mean there's some company out that are you know they 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 refer to them as fan owned oh yeah yeah. you know employee owned Mm -hmm. fan owned. i think Mm -hmm. some of that stuff's starting to happen yeah some people they want to they're looking for ways there is a return on that investment but i mean i I think you're going to start to see Mm. some pretty creative ways to start doing something i mean the social side of our lives now is you know I don't even understand. You yeah. can't even begin to understand it. We uh, we have a Patreon account, and we got a lot of supporters on there. Um, I give them uh, early access to podcasts. Get a T-shirt if you're at a certain level. You get a free T-shirt. Um, I've given them uh, discounts on parts and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's things that I do that, mm-hmm. you know, there's We're a lot of Patreon. Christmas gifts this year, right? For yeah, Patreon Christmas. People? Yeah, we yeah. got some Christmas gifts for people. So, um, yeah. So, there, there's, yeah, there's ways to support. I mean, you know, these people just enjoy the podcast that we put out, and they help pay Marks' salary. So, it works out good. It is. It is high. Yeah, must I say? Yeah. Uh, that's all for tweets. So that's old news, right? So if I if I learned anything out of this is he can't let his better half go to the eye doctor. No, no, yeah, no, 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 okay. no, 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 absolutely not. Right. Yeah, no. Um, all right, we have the race tech rant. We have the voicemails, but let's play those as we go out because it's late. Which one? What? Are we doing the rant and then the voicemails? Or? I heard you say it was going to be a short show, but it, now it's it not. It was. Well, Hammer, and I told you, you got to get to bed. Hammer short wanted to show. come on to promote Straight Rhythm. I get it. Skip. He I talked about spreading it a lot. Yeah, we had to call. We had to call Amsterdam Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> that delayed things for a little. Spread bit. My, I spread my butt. Yeah, cheeks, we, had do, man. we had to do a lot of stuff. So, um, so uh, yeah, show next week, everybody, but not with me, with Jason Wygant sitting That's in this chair. So, are we going to listen while we're at the No, I want to be hammered. <laughs> it's going to be like, Strawberry Mark, bro. I'm going to call in, though. Can I, <laughs> can I be a guest? Oh, That's, oh, I, I, I want to call in. We're going to put it out. That's got to be, everybody's got to get on top what of the show. Right. What if everybody's like, oh, you know what? Wygant's better. You could come back over here if you wanted to sit in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Eric Pinard will be here. That'd be funny. Guy, you yeah, know. you should no, do one on the other yeah. side of the desk. That's funny that they're all going to be like here. We're just not going to be anywhere around. No, no. I hope not everything goes wrong. Goes everything right with the equipment. I, I don't know. I hope Marks can figure it out. So, kind of, I'm kind of an idiot. So, no, it's not that. Who it's knows? Just, you're not over here. There's a different world over here than over there. What are you trying to say? There's a different world wherever he's at. The world's different. Unbelievable, this guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So we'll play the Race Tech Rant, and then we'll play the voicemail. Okay. Two Race Tech Rants and a voicemail. Uh, thank you to Zach Osborne. Thanks to Will Hahn. Thank you, uh, Jeremy Mallott. Thank you, Paul Malin, uh, as well, for coming on. Anton, of course, Michael Antonovich. That was so funny. What? Poor Anton. You build it up, and then it just doesn't go right. And you just- <laughs> Yeah, no. Because you know he loves Europe, and he's probably like, hell yeah. Donations is going to be so sick. And yeah. He's like, this sucks. Keyboard broke. Yeah. Just Couldn't go to Amsterdam. Uh, his expectations were ate, so high. Ate cereal and granola for almost every meal. Yeah. <laughs> Everything closed at 8 o'clock. You know, his dreams of walking down the street late at night with a nice coffee. It's just shattered. Yeah, no, he was losing it. When I said, how's it going? He's like, ah. I'm like, oh, my God, Anton. It was like Sunday. You need a hug? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you all right, dude? So um, anyways, Skip Norfolk, thank you for coming in. CTR Racing 2020. Hopefully we'll get that. We'll know more we'll soon. We'll know more soon. Um, but uh, yeah, obviously um, great to have you in. Great perspective. Two-time Motocross Nations champion. So you know well. Um, thanks for coming in. Yeah. I enjoy it every time. Yeah, fun. Like to do it more often. Yeah, we need to do that for sure. Absolutely. Uh, a lot more to talk about too with you, hopefully in the future when you come back in. So uh, we got that going on. Uh, thank you to our guests, Marks. Thank you. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, of course. Sponsor deals on pulpamexshow dot com. All the codes are there. Uh, thanks to our winners tonight. Um, 
Travis, Matthew, and Eric won the prizes tonight, so that's pretty cool. Uh, we also gave a shirt away from Maxima USA to uh, Cody. Cody Piscatelli. Yep. Yep. And the new Blink-182 album is sick, beyond yeah. sick. Get it. Listen to it. Every song is fire. Every song, especially okay. Dark Easy. Side and Heaven. Uh, okay. Easy. Swear to God. It's okay. Are you done talking? It's so good. Are it's you kidding okay. me? It's okay? It's okay. You're fired. <laughs> I guess I won't next be here time next time. <laughs> <Yeah, right. laughs> what do you say? Next oh, time you come in, Skip. You. Next time you come in, I'm gonna block out like two guests, and I just need you to bring me your ten best MC stories. Okay. Like, and make even the ones that could be edgy. Bring those into. Okay. Can you wear the glasses next time you come in? <laughs> That'd be great. Okay. Yeah. Just for a little bit. God, Skip, with the hair and the glasses, the clear glasses, and the. Honda Pitbull. Just everything you want to be. Is, yeah, you're just yeah. like, fuck! So many wins! Yeah, just yelling at Jeremy <laughs> through his helmet. Hey, doesn't matter what you do tonight, you're going to win, so let's go to the fucking bar after! <laughs> is that what you used to say? No, oh, but okay. we, had, we had some pretty interesting conversations yeah, yeah, yeah. before the gate dropped. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you fucking got this, dude. Don't worry. I, I could tell you something right now, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah. What you need to do, Jeremy, is get a good start, go hard for like 10 to 12 and then maintain that seven second lead for the last. It was, it was, Blow the it doors was off. Everybody around. Don't give anybody else a freaking chance. How about that? Again. <laughs> thanks. Including your guy, Fro. Oh, every time. Not every time. Not every time. Almost every time. 96 St. Louis. That was when I first got into Supercross oh, that right. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is this guy? Yeah. yeah I didn't know better. I picked fucking, the wrong guy. Doing fucking knack-knacks. <laughs> blowing everybody's mind back. So anyway, so yeah, we'll block out some time. You come in, we sit down, we'll light a candle, we'll darken the lights, and you just tell us your 10 best forgot stories. <laughs> that, that'll be perfect. Uh, so Skip Norfolk in studio. Uh, great to have you here. Thank you again. Always a pleasure. Uh, Pookie, Swisscore Moser, Marks, thank you. Courtney Marks, super hot wife. Thank her, thank, thank her as well. And uh, all right, everybody, I won't see you next week, but we're having a show. And uh, please enjoy it. Uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hey, here's my rant. And my rant is about you. You need to stop giving Darkseid so much goddamn shit about this wrap-up show. He's doing a fucking fantastic job. He's doing everything you ask, and then you're going to sit there and still fucking complain about it? Like, like, dude, like he asked, is there anything you're fucking happy about? You're complaining about fixings at a fucking wedding, which, I mean, I kind of agree with, but that's not the fucking point, okay, Steve? The point is Darkseid is doing a fucking great job with this wrap-up show. And it's fucking awesome to listen to. And you just need to you need to dial it back about twenty five percent and leave him the fuck alone, okay? Okay? Give him your criticism, but and I don't know if that's why you're giving him so much shit, is to keep him on his game. But Steve, you need to back the fuck off of Dark Side and let him do his thing, okay? Mathis, before I get into the race tech rant that I have, I just wanted to say thank you for all that you do. You are a leader, an innovator. You do awesome work. I've tried to listen to a couple other podcasts, never made it through one. The ones with you and JT and Weege are uh, Hall of Fame gold, if there is a Hall of Fame. Second thing real quick, I don't know why you have to pay for any co-host to come up there because... Every single guy that comes, you elevate them. They are more popular. Daniel Blair talks about every time he hits the show, they sell more product. These guys ought to be paying you. 
they ought to be bidding to see who gets to come and co-host because they become more well-known. We know them. we familiar with them thanks to you. Now to my race tech rant, I've been listening a little over three years. Every fall, it's the same thing. These poor guys going to the destinations and their long schedule. I agree with you that we should tell them to stick it until they make it more accessible and better for us. Whatever form that is, bring it to the United States more often, help pay out or whatever. But until they do, as long as we're going to go, these guys, the best should be going. I'm an Eli Tomac fan. The last race I went to two years ago, I bought a Tomac shirt. This year, I'm going to buy a Zacco shirt. I am a fan of what they're doing. And I don't, I don't even care so much that they win because I trust that they're doing their best because they're over there willing to do whatever they can. I think these guys, where is it that all of a sudden these guys are due time off? What about every other American? These guys race 17 weekends. How many other Americans would love to work for 17 weeks? Now, I get that they do their training and everything, but the videos I've seen and the things I've seen, they're not out there. It's not sustainable to train, go to the gym, ride motos 18 hours a day. A lot of these guys, it looks like they go do their run or their training in the morning, and then they're on the couch watching video games, or they go golfing or enjoy life. That's great. I have no problem with that. But this deal, poor me, I'm getting paid a million dollars to do something I wanted to do my whole life, and I need two months off and I can't go race. Loyalty is a two-way street. If you want me to be loyal to your brand, your gear brand, or your brand of bike that you're riding, then be loyal to me and represent me because I can't do it. I'm not good enough. So go there and represent me and my country, our country, and do your best. Nobody's making you. If it's too tough and it's too hard, go do something else in life. Ask J-Mart. I'll bet you he would love right now to be in the position to race 17 weekends and go to the destinations and race. So that's my race tech rant, man. Thanks. We don't got time for wives and chicks on the show. We're gnarly. Again, I think the premise of this show should not be a wrap-up show. I think what you want to steer dark side in is a behind-the-scenes show. I think what everyone would love to hear is kind of dark side and his guests kind of talking about the behind-the-scenes shit. What does your garage look like? What is it like when you guys go on commercial break? I mean, in theory, like, who's farting the most in the studio? We know the dogs. We kind of know Pookie pops in and out. But I think what we really want is kind of the best of the best of the behind the scenes. I mean, we want someone like A-Ray, who's going to be on the next show, to say, you know, the one time we did go mountain biking, Steve shit his pants. Or, you know, turns out X, Y, Z. Behind the scenes is what he should be thinking. We want more anecdotes from the stuff that we don't get to see, whether on YouTube or on Facebook or that we get to hear about. That's what everyone wants. I think if you can get Darkseid as the proctor of extracting that info from his guests who know you best, it would be a great show. Otherwise, we're going to have to shoot Darkseid's fucking head. That show is fucking horrible. Steve, got to have a talk real quick, man. Um, you actually really got to kind of chill here with the, uh, the 250 class points thing. I agree with you on most things, but, um, you know, I've held a pro license for a few seasons myself, and uh, I was not at the level of making Supercross main events. But, dude, you got to have respect for those guys out there, whether they're in the 250 class, even as a privateer. If you're a good enough privateer to make a main event, dude, a point's a point. 
Um, yeah, I agree with you. 450 class, you have um, a deeper field. Of course, that's 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 just you don't even need to, that doesn't even need to be said. But aside from that, man, they're all professional athletes. They all train relatively the same. And uh, dude, if you're if you're out there, no matter what discipline you're in, 250 or 450, if you're making a fucking main event, um, good on you. And uh, and a point to point. That's about it. Other than that, dude, um, Guns N' Roses on the top of your imaginary RV at the Supercross and Moto Races. Um, sick idea. Make it happen. And uh, good on you for throwing some cash down for the Racer X main event. Peace. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Boss. I was just listening to the old uh, Alex Ray show from last week. I just wanted to touch on when he said he had little – little head button going on with his mechanic. I got a funny story about that. So last year, uh, 2018 East Coast Supercross Lights, I go out for my free practice, and I just made my first main event a weekend before, so I'm feeling all frisky. And um, go out, do a practice start, come into my first corner, and my forks slide up through my triple clamps and about almost killed myself and so i roll back to the pit all fired up bars are crooked i come screaming and yelling at my mechanic because he's got one fucking job tighten the damn bolts and those are like main bolts too you know you probably check those at the line no not this guy so yeah that's probably the most blown out situation that could happen so i think um yeah, I, I can relate to when A-Ray gets all pissed off at his boy. But not when he does bad, when the mechanic fucks up. But, yeah, I just thought I'd share that one with you guys. That was pretty good. Talk to you later. What kind of sick, demented fucking person would not have sour cream, cheese, and all the fucking fixings at a goddamn taco bar? This is America. What the fuck? Fuck, I hate Darkseid. He's a fucking knob. What's up, Mathis, you fucking Canuck? It's Silky Johnston, 126 here. First time caller, long time listener. Psych, just kidding. I don't know how you fuckers do this shit so long. Only, I just started driving a long time, so... Getting into the last uh, six months or so, but hey, I got a somewhat of a race tech rant. It's a little long. Deal with it. Um, I just call you back when I was in Vegas. Your hood. Yeah, right. You're fucking Canadian. Anyway, so my my rants might be a little uh, long. Anyway, start with the first thing. What the fuck are you doing? Singing that Toto Africa song. With your sponsors, it's awful. That was the first thing I heard and your sponsors, and I was like, I got to pull this shit. You know how many listeners you're probably losing from that? Knock that off. Secondly, your boy Dylan. Oh, my God. High pitch Eric from fucking Howard Stern Show. Are you kidding me? This kid, like, 12. Keep him on only if he can send a photo of himself getting sucked off by some Eli Tomax and bitch. All right. And then also the biggest one, Toyota of Escondido. 
what the shit? Why do you guys suck these guys off like they're fucking their factory team paying their salaries? I don't get it. I get, hey, you get a truck for a one-year lease. Why does that robot, HIV-positive-looking motherfucker, Cooper, suck these dudes off so bad? Every race he wins, which isn't much because he's a bitch, and uh, AC deserved every fucking win he got. Why would you bitch about the coolest motherfucker out there, AC? Guy is what we need for the sport. He's the most sportsmanlike dude we've had in so long, since Carmichael. You're going to fucking cry about some shit back in Colorado about something that was so obviously your bad. Anyway, Cooper. Not just Cooper, though. Fucking, hold on one second. Okay, not just Cooper, but Shane McElrath. Oh, I'm seeing, I mean Shane McElrath. It's fucking McElrath. He's lying to you guys. Uh, we don't call Jeremy McGrath Jerry McGrath, right? What the fuck? All right, finally, can we please? I don't want to get rid of Darkside. He means well, but your guys' content sucks. Nobody wants to hear about the same show talking about the same thing. Give him some other shit because he's not that bad. You guys are kind of dicks to him, and he's doing the best he can. But uh, it does remind me of a company I used to work for that was in the paddock. Just corporate meetings about meetings about meetings. Shut the fuck up. And also bring back Kenny Watson, more Phil Nicoletti, and Kiefer. You need to do more After Dark. You fuckers promised us After Dark, and then you bailed because your chick lost a fucking game to the Raiders or something last weekend. Like, boo fucking who? Kiefer After Dark. That shit is so legit. Bring it. Okay, boys. Late. Bro, show 400. I'm fucking dying laughing. I'm almost crashing my car right now. You guys are fucking killing me, dude. Awesome. Keep it up. Hey, Steve, just uh, some impressions from show 400. Uh, about an hour and a half in, just got past the first commercial break. Uh, man, I, I mean, to be honest, it's been 90 minutes of people talking over each other. I don't know if there's something you can do about that in the future when you have a lot of you know, high-energy guests, but it's been kind of disappointing so far. Just, you know, people talking over each other. You can't can't hear people, can't understand what they're talking about. Uh, I, I really don't know what's going on. Hey there, just starting episode 400. Just got done with the little um, the little pre-talk, and I, I really appreciate you doing that. It was, it was cool to hear kind of the the overview of how the show started. I've been listening for maybe two or three years, and it was really cool to kind of hear how it all went down and your perspective on it. And that was a nice, that was a nice thing. Thanks for uh, doing that intro. Steve, show 400. Pretty good show tonight. Not too great. Man, rough to listen to. Would have been really great muzzling RV for about half the show, though. Golly. Tell you what, maybe show 400 uh, is Nick. <laughs> show 401 is Nick, Adam, and Jake. Jake and Coke, right? I, I don't know. It was rough. Honestly, it was kind of rough to listen to. Anyways, uh, all that aside, love it. Love the show, man. Um, maybe some more Berluti, get TV and studio. That'd be my only wishes. 
Steve, Gus Keeter, just wanted to let you know that show 400 was awesome. The last little bit, when those guys started talking about car dealerships, man, that was really good. That was some good stuff. I've heard Jake Weimer tell the um, J-Law story about banging on the gate. That never got just it doesn't get old. That's an awesome story. Drunk RV started off a little rough, and it just kept getting better and better. And I think the highlight of the night was just realizing how cool and how good of a person I think Nick Way is. He just seems like such a super dude. Anyway, great show 400. It was awesome, and I, it just just awesome. Thanks, Steve. Show 400, man. Holy shit. Good stuff, man. That was a good-ass show. I, it's, what, it's Thursday, and I've listened to that thing twice already, man. It's, man. That's awesome, man. I appreciate the good content, and keep it up, man. I can't wait for 500. Hey, guys. Uh, congratulations on 400 shows. I just wanted to call in and just congratulate you, Steve, and, uh, of course, Bookie, because uh, you guys are an awesome team, and also Marks and uh, all the past producers. You guys produce awesome content, and just wanted to congratulate you. Uh, show 400 was unbelievably good. I just could not stop laughing the whole time, so good job on that. It was an amazing lineup, and I cannot even imagine the – mayhem that was going on in your studio but but yeah good job with with those guys it was awesome and uh other than that i usually don't complain but uh don't also don't listen to the wrap-up show show 400 was so good that i said i'm gonna give the wrap-up show a chance well steven not good not good at all and I'm not going to complain like everybody else does about how much it sucks and how it's stupid, whatever. That's fine. Everybody can listen to whatever they want. I cannot believe that Darkseid starts the show by saying he didn't like show 400. What the hell? I mean, seriously, dude? And then I tried to listen to it, but it is really painful. So, again, I, I know that I am not forced to listen, but my one request is, just move it out of the Pulp MX, uh, I guess, podcast. Uh, I don't want to listen to it, but I also don't want to download it. And, of course, it downloads to the Pulp MX section. So maybe do it like Zacho's podcast that has its own thing or Kiefer's. That way we don't have to download it. And whoever likes it, which is probably two or three people out there, they can do it whenever they want. All right. Thank you very much. See you later, guys. Mathaz, I know you're in the Netherlands right now, but I've been going back and listening to old episodes because you've been off. I don't whine and bitch or complain on Twitter, email, message board, which is funny because the message board used to be such a big thing back in the day at the beginning. I'm on episode 15, which is hysterical, great episode. Or, yeah. And Tim Ferry, you have him on the line. 
And I think I haven't looked it up, but you need to get Tim Ferry on every single episode that has 15 in it because that would be awesome. I don't know if you've done that on purpose or what, but episode 15 has me dying. Just Buzz Allman is all I have to say. All right, talk to you later. I'm going to preface this by admitting, yes, this is the first world problem, and, and I know I got to watch Motocross the Nation. But I bought the fucking package. I I just can't. I bought the package to watch them pour sand on a road race track, watch raindrops on a fucking TV screen because they can't clean the goddamn cameras. I Jeff Emig's fucking commentating was terrible. I... I just feel defeated. Fuck. But good job to Cooper, Osborne, and Anderson. They fucking killed it. Just disappointed in the race, not the guys. What an idiot I am. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Complete me out.